Hello and welcome to the all new Ricky Gervais show with me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant, hello, and Carl Pilkington. Alright. You say, uh, all new, Rick. What, yeah. In what way is this all new? I mean, it seems very similar. It's me ah. and Carl. I suspect we're going to be talking bollocks. I'll tell you what's new about it. This time you have to pay for it. <laughs> well, that is a nice new development. Yeah. Uh, but what about within the content of the show? Any of the classic features, Monkey News? Well, I think Carl retired Monkey News. I don't know why. why so that's you been axed. It's just that we, we'd sort of done it all. Do you know what I mean? The, but will he be coming back in the future? Uh, we might do something with it, yeah. Good. I think there'll be a campaign, you know. If I know, uh, our listeners, and I don't want to, <laughs> then they'll be doing an internet campaign now to bring back Monkey News. I just want a quick, quick question, because I'm a bit confused. Is this show 13, because we've just done 12, or is this show 1 of the All New Ricky Gervais Show? I didn't know where we are. Show 1 of the All New Ricky Gervais Show. Right. Is it now? What do you mean? Well, that, that's like that question that I put to you about, say, say if like we, I don't know, we, we do something wrong to this world. Yeah. Um, runs out of whatever we need. I don't know how it works. Mm. Um. You put yourself down. I think you do and I think you No, just, just whatever, whatever the reason is, if it, uh, You're talking, right you are talking yourself out of a job with NASA, putting yourself down like that. I think you know exactly how the world works. No, 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 but you know, just like, um. Say if we had to go to another world, mm. right? What year would it be? Yeah, I, I, I explain. I told you it depends because it doesn't matter where you start, right? It depends what a year is. A year is a year because that's how long it takes our planet to go round our sun. A day is a day because that's how long it takes the world to re uh, revolve. I once. know, but you can't you can't go to another world and then start changing everything, because people are going to be a bit unnervy about being on different soil. So but you it's not their choice. Saying. You can't go to a planet and go, mm, we've got to speed this planet up, it's not all going through the space quickly enough. Yeah, but everybody's, you know, like, especially older people, they set in the ways, right? I don't think older people set in their ways are going to pack their bags and go to Mars. No, but if they have to. Anyway, that that isn't the point. All, all I'm well, saying. Well, they're going to be moaning about days are shorter here or days are longer, aren't they? Well, yeah, you know what they like. But Change. Old people don't care. They like short days. They don't get out of bed, do they, until late? They've got nothing to get up for, and they go to bed early. Yeah, but it's not just that, is it? What I'm if it's talking... a longer day, Steve? Oh, nightmare. That's your point, isn't it? But I'm talking about stationery, diaries. Everything's going to be a mess. Right. So what do you do? If I was in charge, go on. I, I'd just say, yeah, carry on. It's uh, 2007. It's September. It's a Thursday. Get on with it. Brilliant. I think, I think because people 26 be... hours later, uh, with a new day, and, uh, well, 480 I... days later, oh, it's another year, 2008. I was trying to explain to him yesterday, uh, in a cafe, about, um, telescopes that can see back to the Big Bang. Why? And, Did you do well, that? Well, I was trying to explain what a light year was, then I was explaining to him that, you know, you sit down, you, you put your, your telescope on, you're looking at a star, the star explodes, that star exploded a million years ago, and he couldn't have it. I was going, you're literally seeing it explode a million years ago, because that's how long the light got out. And I started telling him that, you know, um, someone on another planet far, far away could be watching the 1980 World Cup final, if they had a strong enough telescope, because it, that's yeah, how long it yeah. took to get... Uh, it, it, look at it, look at his face. It, I can see his head bleeding. I just don't... So are you saying... Why did you start doing this in a cafe? Was it a 24-hour cafe? <laughs> What were you thinking? <laughs> but are you saying then there could be an alien fella? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that just like we can see things happening 
in other uh, on other planets, other solar systems um, that happened millions of years ago. Um, there could be a little alien fella with a telescope uh, watching the Battle of Hastings if he was far enough away. Do you understand the concept of what Rick is saying, that light is travelling at a certain speed, which means it so hasn't necessarily arrived here yet? So we could all relive history, though, is what I mean. No, we couldn't, because we, we- No, but we're backwards. We'd, 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 well, no. One, you'd have to travel faster than the speed of light. Yeah, I know, but say if we can do all that. Well, that that's the big thing. You can't. No, I know, but, but, you know, it's only a matter of time, isn't it? Why haven't we? Hmm. No, but we're not in a rush to do it, because we can just go back in time. Well, but if time travel's possible, right, eventually, then it's already happened and they've come back. Yeah, I know, but what, what I mean is, it's one of those inventions that we're not in a rush to do because- No, what I'm saying is, if it's- if it's possible, then it will happen, and if it will happen, it has in the future. Yeah, but we don't know about that yet, do we? No, but you see my point? Not really. Okay. Yeah, but it's- it's not that great just because you're- you're seeing that far because there's nothing in the way. You're looking at nothing, space is nothing, what are you looking at? Hmm. They say. What do they say? I don't know. If only you had a saying there yeah. at your fingertips. What I mean is the universe, they say it's it, it's non-stop, there's no sides to it. No, they don't say that. Scientists have never said that. Hang <laughs> 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 it. Now, Carl, I know you're fascinated by the concept of the doppelganger, of seeing someone who looks exactly like you. Yeah. Jake has emailed in, he says, Carl, if you could spend a day with an exact replica of you, Okay, so somehow they've cloned you, Carl, and they've got you've got him for one day. What would you do with this? What would you What would you make him do? What would you uh, What conversation would you have with him? What would you do? Is there anything you could, you know, how would you utilise him for one day? Well, they'd both say I'm not bothered, and that'd be <laughs> the end of conversation. <laughs> yeah. What would do me head in is, does he Does he think the same way? Look the same way? Exactly the same. Yeah. How would I know which one I was? <laughs> because you'd be you. That's amazing. How would I know which that one I was? Incredible. No, because that is the most stupid thing ever said by a human being. Can we get the Guinness Book of Records on this? I mean, out there, listen, people. Are, have you heard anything more stupid than "How would I know which one I was"? It's the most stupid thing any human being has ever said by definition. But think about it. This other person's going. All right. Thanks for. Uh, Meeting up and that, and I go, hang on a minute. No, you you came to me. And then Suzanne would come home and she wouldn't know the difference. And then suddenly you start doubting yourself, and you go, should I be leaving? Or so how do I know if I am that real one? If he knows what I know. But you know who you are because you're yeah, but, experiencing it. But he'd it. be saying that because he'd say, yeah, it's a bit weird. But isn't you it? know the truth, you, know? you idiot. Because How you would I know which one I was? So anyway. But bear in mind, you what could would pass, you do? You could pass him off as yourself. What would you do? Would you play tricks? Would you, uh, you know, you could what? be in two places at once. Would you do stings? Would you do scams like jackass? No, because it would only end up getting me into trouble, won't it? Because people won't believe that there's another one like me. Mm. Otherwise, everyone would be saying that when they get caught robbing. They go, "Oh, it wasn't me. It was me, doppelganger." <laughs> it can only. I wouldn't want it to be honest. It's a. It, again, it's a bit of a headache, isn't it? Because he could be going off going mental, causing all sorts of trouble, and you're going, well, you pack it in. <laughs> and he's going, what? What are you on about? But then that wouldn't happen, would it? Because he's being me, so he'd be sat wherever I am anyway. Because <laughs> he'd want to do what I want to do. So, pointless. But I still wouldn't want it. 
It's unbelievable. That was a conversation with himself. That yeah. was amazing. That was, we, like, that was like experiencing what it would be like there was two cars. <laughs> yeah. He was we, a discussion with himself. We could have left in yeah. that time and come back, and he'd be arguing still. That, that, that is officially the most stupid thing. If the Guinness World Records, it, it, has anyone, anywhere in the world, said anything more stupid than, how would I know which one was me? But does this mean, <laughs> does this mean... <laughs> <laughs> Does this mean, though, that I could just sit at home and not do anything and just send me out on... Yes. And any, any, when he, when he's seen something happen, I'm seeing it. No. No, 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 no. no. You're separate people. You're separate people. But then yeah. he's not a doppelganger then. Well, you're identical twins then. You found out identical twins and he's got the, exactly the same input as you. I mean, it's not a real question, is it? It's just a little, again... But I said to you the other week about twins and that, how it's, I, I wouldn't like to have a twin. It's a... It's all right when you're a kid, but unless you're a Siamese twin, even they don't even look alike, do they? Just stuck together. You don't go, oh, don't they look like each other? They have different haircuts. They don't. They don't carry that thing on, do they? Like normal twins do. Like normal <laughs> twins, the mums say have the same haircut, wear the same shirt. Siamese twins never look the same. They've just got their arse stuck together. <laughs> Again, it's a dialogue in his own head. It's unbelievable. Okay, we're trying to get more cerebral now in this in this podcast. There's a lot of science here, real science. Um, maybe we should call it a spodcast. Mm -hmm. Okay, Carl. This is a a, 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 a logical um, uh, conundrum um, to a certain extent. There's a little bit of lateral thinking because, uh, but there is only one right answer. Um, now, the pressure here isn't to get this right because I don't know anyone who's ever got this right. The pressure is. One, are, are asking sensible questions, okay. and when I've told you the answer, to then understand it. Because I've still, have, when I've explained this to people, I've laid out for them, they still can't quite get the concept. Um, okay, so, there's two doors, Carl. Yeah. One leads to heaven, right. one leads to hell. Yeah. Okay, they're identical, you can't tell them apart, okay, 50-50. Right. Obviously you want to go to heaven, I assume. Right, okay. there's two guards, identical guards, guarding each door. Okay? Right. The one guarding hell always tells a lie. The one guarding heaven always tells the truth. You have to ask one question to find out which which is which and then go through the door you want. What question do you ask? I've only got one. Yeah. And what? One to, to both? No. One to either of them. You don't know which one's which though. So what question do you ask? Why can't I ask, like, both of them one? Because it's because not the, the rules. rules are, you can only ask one. There aren't actually two doors labelled heaven and hell, Carl. That's, it's a leap of imagination here. And I, I've, I've, I've definitely got to answer, I've got to ask them a question. I can't just sort of have a feel of the door to see <laughs> if there's any heat or anything. <laughs> they're identical. You stand a few yards away. You cannot tell from the outside of these doors which is which. They're identical. The guards are identical. But the one guarding hell always tells a lie, and the one guarding heaven always tells the truth. What question do you ask? I can't look through the keyhole or anything. There's no keyhole. near them. Um, Let's imagine there's a small rope that prevents you from getting anywhere near, rather like outside a nightclub. Yeah. What do you ask? What do you ask? What question do you ask? Come on, you only got one. Quick, this is it. So, 
They stood there. Yeah. They both looked the same. They're both smiling. Yeah. But one of them's not really smiling, really. He's trying to make me make a mistake, isn't he? Well, he's just gonna lie when you ask him a question, if you ask him. So what's the point in asking a question? Do I know one of them's gonna lie? Yeah. Well, you won't- the one guarding hell always tells a lie. The one guarding heaven always tells the truth. These- these things you know. But would they be neighbours like this? Would they be that close? <laughs> Why- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not sure if these two guys get I'll on. I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. They know who they are, and they know that the one guarding hell always tells a lie, and the one guarding heaven always tells the truth. So I know that. No, they know it as well. It doesn't really come down to this, Carl. This isn't what's going to happen when you die. But when is this useful then? Because it's a logical. Well, I'll tell you the answer. No, no, no. I want to see if he can get it. He's almost there. Uh, no, he's not almost there. What am I thinking? But there's there, there's no shame in not getting it. It's there's no shame one. in not getting it. It's a really hard one to get. The, what what I mean, the shame is the ridiculous questions you asked. Um, and now I'm going to tell you the answer. No, hang on, right? So you go up and you yeah. go. Um, you right, go hang on. Well, let's let's imagine that. Let's imagine Ricky and I are those two guys. Okay, right? But we have to. Um, uh, uh, well, me and, me and Steve decide which doors we're guarding, okay? Right. Uh, I'm, uh... Look, look away, Carl. Okay, right, then. so we've decided, okay, one of us is guarding hell and one of us is guarding heaven. Which question are you gonna ask and who are you gonna ask it to? Right, um, I'll just say to you, Steve, I'll go, uh, uh, got some, uh, got some post for God here. <laughs> That's not a question. That's a statement. Right, you've got some posts for God here. No, that's not a question. Yeah, but maybe right, the question's right. coming. I got- you've got some posts for God here, yeah? Uh, And it needs to be signed. It's, it's not a, a question. Still not a question. No, let so him finish. Is, is God in because I need him to sign for this post? Is he in? Well, I can answer that as well if you want. Go on. He, he's, yeah, he's in. He's behind my door. Do you want to answer it? Well, yes. Do you, want, do you want to get him? Just uh. Well, no, you've only got one question. So you're, you're asking Steve, is God in? What's the answer? Yes. Ask me. Yes. Look, lads, I'm just trying to do a job here. Um, <laughs> what am I going to do with this? Well, give it to me and I'll give it to God because he's behind my door. Steve? Yeah, give it to me and I'll take it into God because he's behind my door. You're an idiot. It doesn't help. That doesn't help. Let me tell you the answer. You ask either one of us, you say, if I was to ask the other one, what door he was guarding, what would he say? Then whatever they say is the door they're guarding. Because if you happen to ask the one guarding hell, right? So I'm guarding hell, by the way. I'm the devil. Steve's God, okay? So you ask me what, what Steve would say if you asked him what door he was guarding, and I'm gonna lie. I know he'd say heaven, because he'd tell the truth, but I'm lying, so I'd say he'd say hell. So you know I'm guarding hell. If you ask Steve what door I was guarding, he'd tell the truth, right? So he'd say, he'd say heaven because he'd know I'd lie. So he's guarding heaven. So the, the, uh, the question is, if I was to ask the other one what door he was guarding, what would he say? And whatever the person answers is the door they're guarding. Steve, what door are you, are you looking after? Well, heaven. Yeah. Why should I believe you? Because you don't know, no, that doesn't work. Because you asked me the same and I'd say heaven as well. Right, so who do we believe? 
this is where you use your gut feeling though, isn't it? This is what lies. <laughs> As opposed to the pure logic that Ricky's just used. I just think, because there's a lot of questions in life where you don't know the answer and you go, do you know what, I don't like the look of him. So, They're I, identical. Yeah, but they're still identical twins. You always get a little snidey one. <laughs> oh, chimpanzee, that is raining down, what? Uh, that's the jingle there for Carl's Diary. Still a very popular feature on show one slash thirteen. Uh, here we are. Got a book sent to me called Freaks. It's a bit heavy, but it's got some interesting pictures in it. Read a bit about the two-headed nightingale. She slash they was on tour in London years and years ago. It cost two shillings to have a front row seat. She slash they had two heads slash two arms and four legs. They are called Siamese twins because the first twins that were born stuck together were Siamese. On one of the pictures, they are playing chess against the doctor. That hardly seems fair. <laughs> two heads are better than one. <laughs> So it's two heads, two arms, and four legs. That's just two women in one dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's two women with an arm missing. <laughs> yeah. Spoke to Ricky and his friend Glyn about art. I just don't get it. Ricky had some odd pictures on his walls. I don't have any pictures up in my flat because of the mirrored wall. <laughs> but I can't say I'm bothered. The mirrored wall, we should just explain what that is. When you moved into your flat, there was an enormous mirror on one wall. Was that right? We just got this flat and, uh... You know, it's not a big flat, so I think the people who had it before us, he, he was a gay fella, right? Which was a bit like, oh, so you've been doing with that mirror and that. But. <laughs> that, that <was laughs> what? No, just, you so, know. Just, what? What has he been doing with the mirror? Well, what's he been doing with the mirror? No, what? it's just because they're quite sort of experimental in it, aren't they? And I don't know, what do you mean? What do they do? Well, I wouldn't know anything about it, but go on. No, what do you want? What? No, I, I don't. Experimental what do in what way? What do you mean experimental? I just mean, you know, they'd be doing stuff. What? What? Whatever they do. Chemistry, what? have a chemistry set out, they'd be doing experiments. What? No, just doing what- Singing I am what I am and just checking out their- no, each the dance moves. I'm not having a go at anyone, but what? I'm just saying like, they're doing what they're doing, uh, which- Carl, you're not having a well, yeah? you're not No, I'm not, I'm well, not. This is what- why- well, but, what, Why are you worried about what a little gay fella was doing in your flat before you got it in the front of a mirror? I wasn't worried about it. Why I mean, are you thinking about what he's doing? Why are you fantasizing what a little gay fella was doing in front of your mirror in your- I'm not- I'm not bothered. I'm just telling you what- why it was a bit odd that he had a mirror in there, right? But forget the- the history. But you've got a mirror in there now, haven't you? No, because what I did was, I tried, I was gonna take it down, and I thought, oh, it's a bit dangerous. This, mm. you know, it could crack and- Cause it's the size it. of the whole wall, isn't it? It, it took up a whole wall. Right. right. So like, when he's moving about everywhere, he's got a good view of it and that. But, he's got this full wall of mirror, and I thought, I can't take that down. <laughs> and, uh, I thought, what, what can I do? So I've just put wallpaper on it. Brilliant. And, it looks alright, you, you wouldn't know and what have you, but it means that I can't put any pictures up. That's, that's all, that's all I'm saying. Cause if I put a nail in And what don't you understand about art? What about art don't you understand? The concept? Specifics? Just, um, the way some people like, you know, the ones you've got, where it's just like a block of colour on a bit of canvas. It's like, what's, what's that? Just abstract. It's just abstract. It's, it's, you know, it's vibrancy of colour. It's a, you know, an attack on the senses. Or it could be, there could be something in there that you might see. You might not see first time round, or it could be, you know. Yeah, but there's loads of stuff to look at without having to do that. But you've got windows. I can understand if you had a cell and there's no windows and you want a bit of colour. But you've got oh, a window yeah. to look out of and, and you've got like, just a big block of But, I was explaining this to you, that the, 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 the photograph where people, 
before, um, you know, the art was photography. It was realistic, realistic, and uh, you know, they had to make it look like the subject. But then, when cameras came in, that's when people started yeah, doing I, surreal stuff. And I understand it, that. They, otherwise, yeah. there was no point to it. They had to find a new way to represent things that f uh, photography couldn't do as such. No, so I, I, that's that's like when we when we were in London having a shop around at Christmas, and there was that picture of fruit for seven hundred quid. Right, <laughs> like, well, just get some fruit. You know what I mean, you can get some real fruit for three quid. Yeah. I understand that, but there's nothing wrong with like having a. We'll, we'll get. Don't don't invent cameras then. One or the other. Do you know what I mean? That's <laughs> what annoys me. Someone invents something, and then they go, "We've got to invent something else." Like the abstract thing. Why is someone gone? Oh, I can't have paintings anymore because. Was it a Dali, going melting clocks and stuff? No. I mean, the first one was all right when he did the first clock, but then all the time he's just like, "Oh, I'll draw something. And it's got a melting clock on it." Mm. I'll do a sheep, put put one of them on it. Put, Have you seen his lobster telephone? That annoys me. Why? Because he's he's just he's not he's not I mean what I think what annoyed me more with that is when he heard about how it happened, um he had some artist mate round, mm. right? And um I don't know what happened. Uh, they, oh, were okay. they were eating That's a hell of an anecdote. No no, but they were eating. They were eating some yeah. food and what have you. Yeah. Lobsters. And uh yeah. They, they were eating lobster, oh, right. and uh, that's Andy. I don't know the other artist, whoever it was, sort Had of started saying, "Oh, you and your clocks and all that." Right? Brilliant. And, um, this started, didn't happen. They yeah. started arguing, yeah. and he chucked some of the lobster bollocks, and it landed <laughs> on the phone. Bounced off his mate's head, went on the phone, and they both looked at each other like, "Are you thinking what I'm thinking?" And they they, they brought out that phone as a bit of art. Things like that annoy me. Didn't because happen. it was them just messing about. That didn't happen. Just telling you what I know. I saw his, his work. Each to their own, if that's what he's doing. I'm just saying, I'm not putting my stamp of approval on it. <laughs> <laughs> Heaven forbid. <laughs> well, um, you know, as you mentioned in your diary, your favourite artist is Lowry. Because you can look at them for ages and see someone different every time you look at it. All I'm saying is, art should be there to tell a story, not just to have a splash of colour. We know colour's out there, there's loads of colour. <laughs> We don't need to be reminded of it. <laughs> but colour's part of our evolution, and so it does something to us. Just Only like sounds, just like sounds. Yeah, but I'm saying do a picture. Smells. Colour it in. Still use the colours, but mm. draw something with it rather than just going, bit of yellow, bit of red. Like that when you've got just red and black, what, what, what's that meant to do? Well, it does something. What? Well, I like it. I enjoy it. So it does oh, something. Yeah, you have it then. I'm just saying, I prefer it if it was something. And so, so you, and what, let me just get straight. You had a mirror on one wall, so you you padded that wall. It's just and sort you of, padded the just, others. It's just sort of uh, wallpaper on it. Right. Amazing. And there's no other art in there. Not it's just an empty cell. Was Suzanne like, like some art? Just like uh, it's a, Suzanne's not allowed to watch telly unless it's a favourite thing. Otherwise, she's got to talk to me <laughs> about stuff. There's no art. There's no point. Just wallpaper. I'm just saying we've got three three windows we can look out of. Right. Right? Stop looking at the walls, look out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Some new words have been introduced into the dictionary. Too many words. <laughs> We should have some system where we can get rid of words if they aren't used a certain number of times. Well, that, that we do. They do die out, don't they, eventually? Like what? You don't have to use them. No, but they don't, do they? They keep adding them. And I just worry about, uh, you know, th this is the problem with, like, 
your head can only hold so much, can't it? Yeah. It all very well when Adam and Eve was knocking about. There's no history, they don't have to remember anything. <laughs> all I'm saying is, fine, bring out a new word, but once you bring out a new one, bin another one. The dictionary's getting bigger and bigger, no one's keeping an eye on it. <laughs> well, I think they are. They're not. They just they keep adding. It doesn't grow. It do, they don't just dig it up one day. So it's got bigger. What have you done? So you're Left happy, it out. You're happy for them to stick in iPod, let's say. But we know. can pride ourselves on having more words in English language than any other language. I think we've got twice as many as the second. Yeah. Uh, I, I think maybe Russian. I'm not sure about that. Someone, I'm sure someone emails us, but but we don't talk the most. So there's a lot of clutter there. <laughs> what do you mean we don't talk the most? Well, you'd, you'd have to, you'd, you'd Nothing say Nothing as expressive as the English language. Yeah, no, because we've got a word for everything. I just, I'm, I'm just saying that's, that I don't use all these, all these words that are coming out, and I just think, like I say, keep an eye on it, some sort of, I don't know how it can be controlled. But Shakespeare invented words. I think Shakespeare invented about 1200 words. Yeah, and we're probably still using a lot of his, so why yeah. don't we keep sticking more in the pot? Right. Stop using loads of words. People are panicking in New York about the snow they're getting. It's two foot deep. They are saying it's to do with global warming. I don't get it. Two days ago they were saying the world's getting warmer and the ice is melting on one of the poles where the polar bears are. As long as we get snow on the world, does it matter where it goes? Read on the internet that heads are bigger now than they were years ago. Brains are getting bigger apparently. This is because we're being told too much information. <laughs> we are told like too much sweating. stuff about things that we wouldn't have known about years ago. You've just made that leap, haven't you? Presume maybe b heads and brains are getting larger, but the fact that it's because there's too much information cramming in them, where well, have you got it is, that from? As, as time goes on, isn't it? It's that thing of, um, we're being taught more and more every day. As the time goes on, something's happening every day. You've got to remember that. No, you haven't. You have. It's the same, like I said, you know, with the Adam and Eve thing. They didn't have that much to remember. They come on the world, they go, what happened yesterday? Oh, not not much. Uh... <laughs> well, um, in the all new Ricky Gervais show, um, there is no monkey news as such. That's going to come back, Carl. You got to bring that back. But we're going to do something that we used to do on our local radio show called Rockbusters. Sounds a bit like Blockbusters. A television program that used to be on television where they gave sort of real cryptic clues. Yours aren't cryptic clues, yours are ridiculous. So explain Rockbusters. Um, give out an initial of a artist or a band. Yeah. Uh, knocking about like now or ages ago. And I give a, uh, a cryptic clue. It's not a cryptic clue. Um, Very rarely cryptic. Sometimes uh, it works, sometimes it's nonsense, but... Well, as, as we once said, I think it is more, um, accurately described a craptic clue. Yeah. Well... Or what am I thinking? Well, are you going to give an example or will we just do them? The classic example, of course, for me is, um, a woman, she's an artist, the initials are WH, she was wandering around Texas. in Texas, she fell over, a part of her leg fell in a puddle, wet knee Houston. That is the level. That's what you're working with, people. So, he's going to give three of these. The first email that gets them all right, the first email we get, and it's timed, isn't it, email, so we can know, that gets all these clues exactly right, can win, what, a, a signed photo of Carl? Now that is exclusive. There are not very many, I don't think they even exist, do they? There are no signed photos of Carl, so this will be an, a, a collector's item. Right. So, uh, yeah, there's three different ones. 
when you send it in on email, podcast.rickygervais.com, just put in the subject thing like Rockbusters so I know what I'm looking for. Mm. Right then, so three three different clues for you to work on. Uh, first one. Oh, shouldn't I do a jingle for this? Please. Okay. Oh, that sounds cryptic, my rocking it and... Rockbusters. Uh, right, first one, the initial, right, is B. The right. initial B, band B, or artist. So, band or an artist beginning with the letter B. Mm -hmm. The cryptic clue. Well, I don't want a house that's that far away from the water. I want to be right on top of it. Right, that's the cryptic clue. Well, I, I don't want a house that far away from the water. I want, I want, to, I want to be right on top of it. Right. B, artist or band. Who is it? Right, work on that one. Second one, it's B again. B, letter B for the band of the artist. All right. Cryptic clue, right? That part of my leg is English. Right. That's it, is it? Yeah. Right. That part of my leg is English. Initial B, what is it? Part of my leg is English. And then the last one, uh, KW, artist of band, and the cryptic clue, the fitness teacher has got a speech impediment. What's going on there? Right, KW, the fitness, in, the fitness teacher has got a speech impediment. Work on them, right? Send in the answers, podcast.rickgervais.com and uh, just win some signed picture on that. A signed picture of Carl Pilkington. Also, when you're uh, sending in your answers, or indeed if you don't have the answers but you just want to get in touch, uh, podcast.rickgervais.com. If you've got anything that you think might be of interest to Carl, we're looking for, uh, as Ricky was uh, giving him earlier, scientific facts, um, stories you've read about, uh, you know, anything which you think might just pique his interest, uh, send them in, podcast.rickgervais.com. Well, that's it. That's the, uh, that's the end of, um, the first episode of the all-new Ricky Gervais show. Sounded very similar to the old one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's why change your winning formula? Why, well, yeah, exactly. And if you're missing the old ones, the complete archive of all our podcasts are available from next week. Go to audible.com, find out how to get to it. Absolutely. For any of your queries and questions, go to rickygervais.com. That tells you where you need to go for any uh, Ricky Gervais podcasts or, or the new shows. It's all there. That'll explain it. So it's goodbye from me, Ricky Gervais. Goodbye from Steve Merchant. Goodbye. And Carl Pilkington. Right. Welcome to number two in this uh, second series of the Ricky Gervais Show with me, Ricky Gervais. Hello, Stephen Merchant. Hello, and Carl Pilkington. All right. Well, uh, I've been away. Um, I had a little bit of a, an express tour of uh, America, um, LA and New York, and uh, they're all talking about one thing out there. Carl Pilkington. Really? Yeah. Um, I, I hooked up with the Simpsons lot. They all listened to it on their, their iPods. I went down to the American office to keep an eye on, you know, things. Yeah, check it, check it. Well, as we get money for old rope yeah, for doing yeah, next yeah, to nothing, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, I'd yeah. show him a face. Yeah. They're big fans, Carl. I, I met up with Jason Bateman, you know, Arrested Development, and uh, he knows how stupid you are. David Letterman knows what an idiot you are. Mentioned on the Letterman show. I mean, unbelievable. David Bowie listens, and they're all listening to little Carl Pilkington. I think 
when I think of people like that, like pretty much geniuses in their yeah, field. Yeah, sure, yeah. But uh, when I think of Bowie, listen to it, I still think of him as 26, dressed well, as. Well, he's dressed as Ziggy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. With a pair of those big 70s headphones. <laughs> yeah, and he's going, hey, Mom, can you turn the TV down? It's in the Pilkington. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I love his kooky outlook on life. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Christopher Guest. Now, Christopher Guest, um, empathises with you a little bit, because obviously everyone else sort of knows how stupid you are and not understanding concepts, like, you know, the infinite amount of monkeys. But he empathises with that, because he thinks that sometimes, he, he thinks that he sometimes doesn't understand concepts that seem obvious to other people. However, um, I think he's being polite. I don't think you've got a lot in common with him, because he did all the other genius stuff. You know, what you did was do the washing up with your pants pulled down slightly. You know, it didn't have the same effect to say. It's not been as influential as Spinal Tap. Oh, wait, for government. <laughs> no, no. I mean, unless people, uh, maybe that's sweeping the nation now. Maybe if someone sees someone nude in a room opposite their house, they immediately they go, get their cock out. They go genius. That's genius. Well, I did a, uh, uh, an appearance at the Oxonian Society in New York. It's a Princeton College uh, run event, and they have like academics, artists, political figures. They have uh, heads of industry. They had world leaders. They've had Princess Anne uh, of Jordan, and there was a Q and A afterwards. And one of the questions was, "Is monkey news coming back?" Yeah. In that sort of forum, mm. I mean, it's, yeah. it's. I believe they also asked that of uh, Bill Clinton. <laughs> they did, yeah. Now, Carl, is it, monkey news coming back? I mean, maybe it depends what goes on out there. It's gone a bit quiet, hasn't it? <laughs> well, on the monkey front. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, that I don't know if they're aware or whatever that it's being covered, but it's just like, you know, <laughs> there's no point, you can't make news, can you? All these news channels, that's the problem with it. They've committed to saying we're a news channel, you got to find news, well don't do it like that. Sure. I'd say put something else on, if now what's going on Cartoons. Just, just... Is there often no news in the world, on the planet Earth with six billion people? Is there ever a day when they go, no, nothing? But, but I'm just saying, the news is... Uh, how, what, what is it, about half an hour long? That's There's news channels what, that are 24 yeah. hours. But yeah, you're thinking of one specific news programme that's on in your house. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's half an hour. How much of that No, well, no, no. You look again. You, again, you don't, you, I've told you that not all news programmes are half an hour by definition, but you go anyway, it's half an hour. Again, you didn't listen to me. Why do you think all news programmes are half an hour? They're not. I'm just saying... Uh, how much of that do we actually need to know about? But we don't need to know about any news. There you go. I mean, a outside sort of dangerous situation. It's interesting. It's, it's entertainment. People want to be aware. People want to be hooked up. I mean, I, I don't, um, uh, you know, watch the news much or read papers. But it's funny when I'm away. I do. I suppose it's because you want to feel connected with with what's yours. It's that feeling of being part of society, isn't it? No, but these these places say like these places where they don't have telly, right? And they're not watching the news. They're still getting on with life. Yes, they are. And yeah. they're bogged down with their own problems, which is the way it should be. Say, like at the moment, I've got a leak in the bathroom. Right? Have you? It's doing me head in. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I put the telly on to get away from all that. And you put the news on. They go, oh, "There's a you know bad weather in what's it?" You go, "Oh, don't tell me that as well." I like it when you hear about inventions that are coming out or you know uh, stuff they're doing in science. But you uh, but you told me the other day that you thought. Everything that needs to be invented has been invented. Something they said in 1900. But, uh, so what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, they are sort of playing around now. Like, they've, they've said they've made, uh, like a, a heart now that can be bunged into a body if yours isn't working and keep you going. But why is a, why is a heart that you can bung into someone to save their life, why is that a bad thing? 
just because it's another thing, isn't it? That's we're meant to die from from the year dot. Uh, things <laughs> live. You have your bit. You knock about, and then you die. If you're gonna <laughs> live forever, how do you plan stuff? Right? That's the way I look at it. Sure. You sort of go- How big would your diary well, be? Well that diary would become intimidating, wouldn't it? This is what I'm saying. You'd have to fill that in for the rest of and eternity. You, and you get bored. You get bored with living forever. And, you know- But I agree with you. You get bored of people. You'd have to keep making new mates, wouldn't you? Because you've discussed everything by the time you're about 110. <laughs> 110?! <laughs> so, it's kind of like- Carl, you have the same concepts that you worked out and decided that were true at about 10, I think. I look at life like a- like a Box big chocolates. book. Like a big book. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Right? And, you know, sometimes you get halfway through it and you go, even though I've been, you know, I've been enjoying it, I've had enough. Um, Give us another book. No, 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 no. Your metaphor, analogy, whatever you're, you're trying to create there, falls down with let's have another book. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you can either opt out of life or stick with it till the end. You can't go, ah, be someone else now. You can't do that. I know you think you can. And I think in your world you can, you know, you possibly be injected into an old woman's head <laughs> when you've had enough and you come out a little baby. What I mean is, at the moment, you know, my life, uh, I'm going to live to 74, 75, okay, right? Okay, right. So yeah, I'm probably on page, what am I on? A, a book that's got about 200... <laughs> this is painful, Steve. This is really painful. Come on, sorry, I'm, carry I'm, on. I'm on, say if my book's got, uh, 300 pages in it. <laughs> yeah. If you, <laughs> few pictures and that. Um, <laughs> it's a picture book. That's the great thing about Carl's life. Oh, it's a book it? for children. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pop-up book. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, every page he pops in, he goes, all right. All right. I'm probably on like page about 170. Yeah. He's going to die at 74. He's reading a book with a few pictures in with 300 pages and he's on 170. Go on then. So, right, if, if the book was too thick, Right, and there was loads more pages Let me tell left. you, this book is way too thick. Yeah. <laughs> if the book was m more thick, yeah. <laughs> the book could not be thicker. If there was loads more pages left, I'd go, I can't be bothered reading on. Right. <laughs> okay. Don't finish the analogy. He must have known that when he saw the book. You do. We've got to finish this analogy, right. otherwise we're going to be here all Listen, night. Listen, he must have known how many pages there were when he got the book out of the library. Yeah, but the way they write books, <laughs> they're painting pictures more at the beginning, you're going, this is good. And then it, it gets a bit boring as it goes on, doesn't it? Okay, well that works. So you're saying that you were you no, were young. No, it doesn't work. Well, no, you just well, accepted no. that that's what all books are like. No, but there's a little bit of poetry in that because he's sort of he's actually saying that you know, when he was young, his whole life was ahead of him. He couldn't wait the whole world, the promise that he was given of this world. And now he's he's, he's a bit jaded and he's more cynical, and he realises that the world hasn't got uh, as much to offer him as he thought it was. Is that what you meant? Yeah. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> Well, Rick, you're not the only one who's been away. I know you've been off working, but yeah. I, at long last, have taken a bit of leisure time. Go on. And, uh, <laughs> you've probably heard of the Rio de Janeiro Carnival. Only one of the, uh, the hottest, uh, you know, events in the world oh. calendar. Yeah. <laughs> imagine me down there. Oh, Rio, God. you can imagine, did not know oh, what hit it. Oh, God almighty. Were you like, uh, Paul the Party Animal Parker? He would not have been able to keep up if he was with me. God, what did you do? Oh. What did you get up to? Oh, let me tell you right now. Um, Day one, I almost drowned. Day two, I got a foot infection and spent the day in the hospital. And the rest of the time, I had diarrhoea. <laughs> so that's uh, that's the, that was a hell of a that was a hell of a time.
Carnival. Yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, I was able to watch some of the carnival on TV, oh, and right. it looked brilliant. It looked did amazing. It? Um, I didn't actually. I, it was difficult to make out because the TV wasn't actually in my room. Because <laughs> um, in an effort to save money, I wasn't staying in a hotel. I was staying with a bunch of other people in some kind of like someone's flat that they let out, and uh, so I had to look. I had to watch the TV like from my window, watching a neighbour's TV. And of course, when they change the channel, you know, often during the juicy bits, I couldn't see anything. And, um, so, but they look really good. I'm bunged up at the moment just so I can get through the show. But I've just been on a 12 hour flight, and it is terrifying being on a flight when you know that any moment you could go. Because, you know, the problem is sometimes the toilet's free and sometimes then you've got to queue up. Mm. And the worst bit is that, that sort of half an hour just before you land when they say the toilets are out of bounds now. <laughs> I'd say I went twice before that in quick succession. The woman sat next to the toilet. She was, she didn't know what was going on. The noises and stuff, you know. And I was, because I was really oh. panicky. Oh, Christ. And, um, and so, of course, then on the whole flight, uh, as we're landing, I'm just, I'm really petrified because I'm thinking this could, I mean, I packed a pair of underpants and jeans in my, in my bag, in my holdall. Just in case it all went, and oh, I was no. really because I hate flying anyway, and I hate landing because it's the most terrifying moment of the journey. Then it really was rumbling, and I was thinking I got to get out of here. Of course, you know, you know when you're in a hurry, everything suddenly everything makes you angry. The little old lady in front of me who's just hobbling along off the gangplank, get yeah. out of my way! Yeah. You know, just really annoyed. with your with your with your bad hips and yeah, your bad and legs. Yeah, your Zimmer frame. I know you've been through a war, but get out of my way! <laughs> yeah. And just anyone who could have even passed you, you just Rawr. and uh, so I, yeah, I managed to get there just in time got into the and it all went off man alive it was it was grim but th that was that was not anything compared with the first couple of days because the first day i was i went for a walk and of course ipanema beach is famous i mean obviously the girl from ipanema one of the most famous songs in the world and it's ipanema beach is famous for just the beautiful beautiful people that gather there and it is extraordinary i mean the people are remarkable there's so many beautiful women in rio it made me angry <laughs> i was angry that these women were so attractive and that you know none of them were even looking at me <laughs> so but anyway i'm on the beach because i i was shopping and i needed a wee Right, and we went for a quick impromptu swim, and I thought, oh, are we in the in Just the sea? think of him on this beach, right, with diarrhea. Well, I'm wearing great big long shorts, because I'm not going to try and compete with these boys, because they and are- And you are, could I say this, the whitest man yeah. I've ever met in my life. Yeah. I mean, with his shirt off, you can see his heart like a newborn fish. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, <laughs> well, this is the thing, as I went into the sea to have a wee, oh, there was a discussion about this. As I went into the sea to have a wee? <laughs> yeah, well, I was desperate for a toilet, and I, and I was shopping, and I, so I thought, well, I'm never going to make it back to the hotel. So I'll go in the in the sea and have a little swim and, and just swim. don't see him straining, just like a cat in well, a litter tray. See, there was a discussion about this because I'm very much of the opinion that you should take your trunks down. And some people, uh, some of my friends are saying, just do it in your trunks and let's see the sea just wash it away. What a hell of a carnival! Well, and I think that's I'm against that. I've always been against that. Against that in swimming pools, everything you know. So I so I no, to, I'm against pissing in swimming pools. Full stop. It doesn't matter whether you do get in, take your trunks down or let don't piss in the swimming. Sea. Yeah, well, fine. Yeah, fine, okay. Right, fish, so, fish do it. So. so anyway, so I'm in the sea trying to trying to urinate, and I so I kneel because I'm obviously very tall, so it's tricky to get deep enough for the water to to mask what you're up to. So I tried to kneel down in the water, right, and, and I got the I got John Thomas out, but then the water swept out again and just left me on the beach. <laughs> 
So, but luckily my, my back was to the everyone's no one saw. So, um, so I, so I, I can't think of a funnier sight than Steve Merchant on his knees with his little John Thomas out. I don't know how big it is, I've never seen it. But, I mean, I imagine it's in proportion to the rest of it. I know. Um, this all, all I'll say is I've been a little shortchanged. But, um, so I, so then I got up and I waded a bit deeper in. Right? And, uh, now I was sort of, I was, I was trying, I got it out. But what I didn't realise is that the waves just off the beach are really just uncontrollable. You never know what's going to happen. So one minute they're calm, and the next minute they're crazy like a tsunami. So um, so suddenly I see this giant wave coming towards me, crashing towards me, and I got the cock out and everything, and it grabs this wave, comes over me, and lifts me up and flips me up in the water, right? And I'm floundering around. I can't see anything because, of course, I had to take my glasses off <laughs> to go in the sea. Because oh I didn't want, I didn't want to lose them. Oh God! So, so I, so I floundering around, and I'm wait, genuinely getting scared because I, as I try to get into shore, the wave just pulls me back again. So I'm waving to my friends on the beach, but what with everything. Well, what I don't realise is that because I'm wearing my, because I'm not wearing my glasses, I don't realise that I've been dragged along the beach some way, and I'm not actually waving <laughs> to my friends. So there's like a bunch of these beautiful women on Ipanema Beach. <laughs> watching a pasty white man waving with his cock out. And, and, and what annoyed me was my friends were laughing. And that Steve, really, really angered me. if I'd have been there, I would have burst. But why wouldn't you have come running, would you have come running in and help me? Not with your knob out. What? So even though I was screaming and shouting? I'd have thrown a rope or something, or, or a dinghy or something. I'd have, I, there's no way I'd have... I, I couldn't have saved you with your glasses off in your knob out. When, if, I, if I ever save you, I want you to be fully dressed with your glasses on. So you'd have just let me go. You'd have, that would have been what you'd said to my parents. He had his knob out and his glasses off. There was no way I was going to... I can't think of a funnier sight. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is where we read extracts from Kyle's diary. Um, we've had to wrestle it from him. He's never happy, but you know that's the way it goes when you're doing a, you know a show as popular as this. And I'm going straight now to this entry. My man phoned and said that my Auntie Nora, ah, uh, classic Auntie Nora, wanted me to look on the internet to find out what the weather will be like in Spain at the end of November. I don't know where she gets her money from. Two months ago, she was asking me, Dad, how much it would be to get her back garden astroturfed because <laughs> she's sick and tired of the grass getting out of her. What do you want to do? Start a football team? <laughs> oh, what does she want a back garden astroturfed? She likes the sort of green look, but she doesn't like the headache that comes with it, so she's just looking into getting that false grass put in there. Brilliant. Don't know how much it is. But. Went round to Ricky's and had some chicken curry that Ricky's girlfriend Jane had made. Ricky and Jane were going on holiday for a few days and had arranged for Glyn to come in and make sure the cat was okay while they were away. I'm sick of that cat. I was surprised that they hadn't paid for the little shit to go away with them on first class. <laughs> Blimey, getting a bit vitriolic in the uh, why diary. He, why doesn't he like the fact that I've got a cat and I, I love the cat? Why? why it's why just everything in that house that you've got gets sort of special treatment and it's a cat and it What do you get me. special treatment? You, sometimes we put I, food down for it, and yeah. sometimes it gets uh, uh, on our lap and we stroke it. You don't what, just stroke it. We're you not massage it. it. You massage its back. You go, no, you stressed out. Well, no, no it's out. good. It's, no, no, I'm not saying you stressed out. At no point did I say you stressed out. You <laughs> said, what the fuck are you doing for? Is it stressed out or something? I, 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 I like uh, touching my cat. To be honest with you, I don't like Ricky's cat. Oh, it, I can't believe because it! Because every time I go around there, it goes straight for Magoolies. <laughs> yeah, instantly. You, yeah, he'd probably seen you in the sea and thought, <laughs> well, if he's waving it about, I'll have a bit of that. 
But it's like the lizard thing you've got. It's kind of, it's just sat there. You've bought it a big box, right, to be in. Right. And one is one... a salamander, right. so it's an amphibian. Yeah. It's not a box. It's a big vivarium. Yeah. But what I'm saying. And is... as it for, and, and and if you're going to criticise someone for just sitting there having a round head and doing nothing with its life, uh, people who live in glass houses. No, we've done this do one. You know, do you know what gets me though, right, Steve? When I was there, I was looking at it and I thought, is it dead? Right? Because he's just sat there. Like, <laughs> and the, it was thinking exactly the same <laughs> fucking thing. Sat there, not moving. Right. And then on the top of the box is like a box full of crickets and stuff. <laughs> That's it. It's, it's, it's food. Yeah. Right? But they were more active than the thing that it was gonna feed. <laughs> Get rid of the lizard, <laughs> keep them in there. More entertaining. <laughs> Don't understand it. A few months back, a girl who was having a kid showed me one of them scans of the kid that was in her. That's science gone mad, innit? I couldn't think of anything nice to say as it looked like a frog. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why we've got to that point? <laughs> what? Why, why have we got to see something that, that young? Why? Because people can keep an eye on the progress of the baby in the womb. Yeah, but why are they printing it out and stuff? That's some, surely that's for a doctor to see. Well, that's just an added bonus for people who are interested in such things. That's like saying, why do you take pictures of anything? No, because normally pictures are like, you know, you in Brazil, sat in the sea or whatever. You go, oh yeah, I remember that day, it was a good day or whatever. But- Wasn't. It's just kind of like, why have you got to see something you might as well. Well, you just, you just listen. Why have you got to see something that small? So why would you take a picture of Steve in the sea? No, but what what <laughs> I mean is, why? At what point are we going to stop? Are we going to start sort of X-raying the fella's testicles and saying, well, there it is at a really young age? <laughs> well, where where, where are we going to stop? It's it's just horses for courses, isn't it? Some people like to have a record of their baby in the womb. They That's like right. to show the baby. They're they excited sit, about it. They All sit right, down and they they show the friends the the slideshow. That's the birth. Oh, that's the conception. Oh, look, Ron's going a bit mad there, isn't he? But why do I need to see this? This is what I'm saying. It was an awkward situation because she was happy with it. I was like, oh God. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? It was an odd looking thing. I couldn't say, oh, it looks like you, because that would be a diss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Met Suzanne at Euston Station. I said I would sort out the tea tonight, so I called the curry house. The fella couldn't understand me. I asked for two poppadoms. He kept saying, how many? I kept saying two. He still couldn't understand. I said, one more than one. He understood. When we picked up the food and took it home, there were five poppadoms in the bag. There is a restaurant somewhere that sells knobs to eat. No, there's not. There is. No, there's not. No, there is. It says that women can't eat too many of them, and if you want a seal's knob for dinner, you have to book in advance. Right, it's gobbledygook. This is the ramblings of a madman again. It's a trend, he writes. It won't last long. It'll be like hummus. But hummus, what, what, when did that happen? What do you mean? It's still going. It's a Greek traditional food. I know, but there's one down the, there's a restaurant down the road that that's all they do. That isn't a proper, that's a side order, isn't it? That's like having a restaurant just flogging tomato ketchup. <laughs> hummus isn't a meal. They don't even try and kid you and get you in and flog you just hummus. They actually say it's hummus today. Not gonna work, we shut down within a month. <laughs> Called Ricky and asked what the difference is between the mind and the brain. Yeah, he <laughs> That's did. a hell of a phone call. Yeah, to get. unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ricky did explain, but I can't remember what he said. I wondered at what age you are when the mind kicks in. 
Okay. Ricky changed the subject and said there is an island called Spider Island. There's nothing but spiders on it. A bloke went to visit the island and said there was a thousand types of spider in one tree. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't tell you that. No, I locked it up after talking to you. Oh, right. Is that true? Um, yeah, they just said there's, there's loads of them. What do you think about that? What do you think about an island that's just full of spiders? It's a, it's a bit, it's a bit daft, isn't it? What do you think they should do then? Um, I don't know, because y you need spiders. I, I don't know what they do, but they say a world without spiders, like, wouldn't, wouldn't be good. Who says that? I don't know, someone. But, but they sort <laughs> of do, they do something, there's something about if you did get rid of them all, it would have an effect. Well, of course it would. Any, get rid of anything, it would have an effect. Mm, not, not everything, though. <laughs> like I've said, you know, jellyfish and what have you. Well, it, no. The world wouldn't change. Well, it would. No, it wouldn't. Well, it would, because it's part of an ecosystem, so they're, 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 they're something's food, aren't they? No, but the, it's, it's 97% water or something. Yeah. So, how much are they doing? Just g give them another 3%, make them water. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's more useful. <laughs> give them another 3% and make them water. Oh, God. The rain ain't stopped. The old woman with the bent neck. Now, we've not heard about the old woman with the bent neck Who's before. The old woman she's with a bent neck. Character. What's this? Incredible. She's, um, she's really old. And she's got a bent neck, yeah, but tell us something else. I don't know what's up with her, but her head sort of comes out of here. Look, it's radio. We can't, they can't see what it you're sort doing. It comes out of a, of a chest. So from behind, it looks like she hasn't got an head. <laughs> it's really weird, right? I mean, she's old, and I don't know what's happened. Just Suzanne said it's sad, and her bones have sort of bent up or something, or. Maybe she carried something heavy when she was younger. On her head. And, you know, I, I don't know, it's sad and everything. Yeah. But she's just, she, she's wandering up and down the street, always looks fed up, but you can see her, you have to sort of bend down a little bit. Mm. But her head's just, I thought, I thought I'd told you about She before. finds a lot of change. Yeah. I said, yes. Yeah. Well, as you write in the diary, the old woman with the bent neck is struggling in the weather. The rain must be running down her back. Don't know why she went out in this weather. Me back's doing me head in today. It does this every time the weather turns a bit grim. Ever since I tried to kick me height. <laughs> oh, I remember that. We've heard this before. Kicked me height and landed on me arse. <laughs> Was gonna treat Suzanne to a trip to the pictures to see Breakback Mountain, but then remembered there is a program on about two-headed kid tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what two-headed kid? It's just a two-headed kid knocking about. And I just, just <laughs> wanted to watch that. <laughs> what would you mean, a two-headed kid? It was, something on, it was something on the telly. I only saw the beginning of it. I thought, oh, it seems a bit heavy, this. The programme about the kid with two heads was a bit sad. They never go into the good sides of these stories. I asked Suzanne what happens if they sit an exam. She said she didn't know. So, Rockbusters, you gave out three clues last week. Have we got a winner? Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. Now, this was the first person to email in, but you pointed something out, didn't you? That we're going to do it this week, the first person, but we think maybe it shouldn't be the first person because some people are up in the world when this comes up and some people aren't up in the world. So, uh, um, we're just going to pick one at random next yeah. week. So you've got the whole week, but we're going to pick one at random. But this one is, this is the first one we got with all the right well, answers. That's the we first promised. one with the right answers, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, well, give us the clues and the answers. All right. So last week's uh, clues, there was three of them. Uh, I'll give you initial of an artist or a band, yeah. and a cryptic clue. Yeah. Uh, you work it out, you email it in, you win a signed picture and that. Yeah. Um, first one was, uh, well, 
I don't want a house that, that far away from the water. I want to be right on top of it. Go on. Right, so that was B. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, that, that was Beyonce. Beyonce. Like, yeah. It's like a cryptic thing. Do you got that? Mm. Second one. I stand. Beyonce. Um, Beyonce. That Beyonce. part of my leg is English. Uh, the initial was B. That was Britney. Right? Britney. Yeah, so it's like British. Britney. But so you only take, you're just taking the one half of her name, are you now? Well, she's known as that now. Mm. I think she's known I don't more know who as, she more is, as, but fine. More as Britney than okay. Britney Spears. They don't really call her that anymore. Mm. Yeah. Also, British isn't the same as English. Yeah, I know. I, I, I realised <laughs> that, but it was too late. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. And That's what you're up against. Just like that Ollie was for a millionaire. The last yeah. one was, uh, the initials were KW. Yeah. And the clue was, uh, the fitness teacher has got a speech impediment, right? So you've got to sort of think about that. You've got yeah. to think about a fitness teacher. Yeah. He's working out and that. Yeah. But he's got a speech impediment. So yeah. when it, when it, like, comes to, like, finishing... Well, no, you didn't, you didn't say all this in the clue, so... But, no, well, well, but no. it was, it was just, that, that one was Kanye West. Right. Kanye so, West. So I'm just saying. Why like, did you know, fitness teacher say Kanye West? Because he's got a speech impediment and he's been he's been working him out. They built up a sweat and he's like, right. Well, no, you didn't say all that, so it doesn't matter. But, anyway, but even even if that is the case, so what is he saying? He's, he's saying, all right, can we can we rest now? As in, can we rest now? Yeah, just kind of because they say that at the end, it's like, right, everybody. So he's got a speech impediment. He's very very camp and he's adding words. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but apart from that, it works perfectly. So, that is um, bollocks. You're an idiot. So that was uh, the first three. Who and, won? Uh, it was Gwimlin Howe Jones. Right, let me have a look at that name. There's no such name as Gwimlin. <laughs> what is Gwimlin? Is it something from Lord of the Rings? Gwillem Hugh Jones. Okay, and uh, uh, a signed photo of uh, um, us is on the way. Yeah. To him. Lucky you. I don't know why he wants that, but, uh, well done, he got the clue. I don't know if that's a good thing or not to get the clues, but there it is. Well, there you go. So, so, so are we gonna do some clues for next week? Yeah, right. Again, same sort of system. Uh, three of them email in and we'll pick one at random. Right, first one. Uh, the initials, RP. Right. Right. And, uh, the cryptic clue. Uh. Not cryptic, well. Steal that woman's flower. <laughs> right. You gonna, if you're gonna, like, nick a... Well, no, it's different now. What yeah. is it? If it's a cryptic clue... Let him finish it. Okay, what is the flower. clue? What is the clue and stick to it? Steal that woman's flower. Fine. Okay. RP. Right, okay. Right. Second one, B. Is, is that the, the clue or the initial? B is the initial, right. And, uh, cryptic clue, um, keep, keep whacking the cooker with a stick. <laughs> 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 what is it? It's a band or an artist. <laughs> kept whacking, you know, kept whacking the cooker with some sort of What, is it keep stick. or kept? What's it? it might, uh, if it's cryptic clear, everything matters, so. It, well, it doesn't really. Just, well. just think about whacking, whacking <laughs> Well, no, no, give us the clue again. Just, okay. Just the, whack the cooker No, wait, what is the clue? Do the clue. Okay, do the clue. This is the clue keep, and the only, right. Uh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. The initial is B and the clue is? Keep wha whacking the cooker with a stick. Right, fine. But it doesn't have to be a stick, though. It well, could no, be no, like no. an <laughs> It could be a, any sort of... Well, okay then. Let's do the clue again then. Okay, so the initials B, what's the clue? Keep whacking the cooker. Fine. The last one, uh, the initial M, and then the clue is, uh, Venice. It's, it's all water, isn't it? Right? 
how would you describe it, right, when- Oh, Jesus Christ, is this the one- <laughs> Let this... him finish the clue! I wanna go home, I haven't slept, I've just come back from Rio! He might never finish the clue! He keeps going- Oh, it's full of water, right? Oh, well, it's only the stick, do you? Use your hand if you want. Well, no, it would be. No, 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 I mean, he might never finish. Well, let, he's right. not if you okay. haven't interrupted. What's the initial? M. What's the clue? Venice. Mm. It's all water. There's hardly any land, so how would you describe it? Okay. I think that sort of works. M. M is the <laughs> artist or a band. Email in, uh, podcast at rickygervais.com and we'll pick one at random. <sighs> Win some stuff. Well, that's the end of uh, episode two in this uh, second series of the Ricky Gervais show. So it's goodbye from me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Oi! And... Sorry, I just, I just want to explain why that, that's a greeting in, uh, in, in Brazil. Is it? You see someone, hey! Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't just a meeting. Why's your knob out when you're shouting at waving yeah, me? Yeah, that's why I did it, you see what was going on. And Carl Pilkington. Alright. Audible hopes you've enjoyed this programme. Hello, welcome to the third in this uh, new series of the Ricky Gervais Show with me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant, Hello. and Carl Pilkington. Alright. We've had loads of emails, uh, thank you for those, sorry we can't reply to them all personally, but uh, keep them coming, some interesting ones. There's one in particular here, uh, from a guy who says, I see there is less swearing now you're charging for the podcast. Dumbing down already, question mark. Yeah. Well... Interesting. I don't know how that's dumbing down. Well, no, no, not swearing. Oh, that's interesting. Not swearing is dumbing down. And also, the fact that he's complaining that we're not swearing enough. <laughs> yeah. What sort of a cunt would bother writing that email? I don't know, mate. I don't know. But I know he's just some kind of fucking cocksucker. What have you got, Annie? Well, um, now, of course, a couple of weeks back, you gave the rather long-winded but fascinating, um, sort of brain-teaser conundrum philosophical question about the, uh, heaven and hell doors. I know. And there's been a number of responses to I know, that. I know, I Explain know. Explain your error. Well, I got it, I know, I realised as soon as we put it out there that I, I should have said, uh, assume no prior knowledge. Otherwise, you can just say, hold up a cat and say, is this a dog? Or you can say, what's my name? But they don't know anything about you, that's the thing, they only know about themselves, and I should have said that. Yeah. You so know, are you willing to just now say that you've embarrassed yourself? Oh, I've embarrassed myself, I should have said, yeah. yeah, it's gotta be about, it's only about the, uh, you can ask questions. Well, do you know what, it's a bigger man than many that can admit that mistake. Or, a man that's banged to rights and obviously caught out <laughs> yeah, and has exactly. no choice. <laughs> well, it's quite interesting to, to wade through the emails and find out the kind of people that are listening, get a sense of the different listeners, and, uh, I know you, Rick, have met some of the big celebrity names that have listened to the show, and it's yeah. sort of because you've actually met them, mm. um, but it's, now we've got celebrities who are just emailing themselves, e emailing in, just letting us know. This one is from a guy called Aaron, he says, my name's Aaron Douglas and I play Chief Tyrol on TV's Battlestar Galactica, oh, right. and he listens to the show in his trailer. Now, I don't watch Battlestar Galactica, I hear it's very good, yeah, but it's I, nice I, to I, know I that... I, I don't watch it, I, I don't watch any of those things, but, uh, uh, that's, uh, But, I, but uh, I'm nice, it's nice that that Chief Tyrol, and for those of you that, that, that watch Battlestar Galactic, I'm sure that means something. But it's uh, nice that he got in touch, but I'm just thinking, who would you, in an ideal world, Rick, who would be your ideal listener, a celebrity listener? 
Um, one, it's not so much celebrities for me. I like the idea that uh, captains of industry or, or scientists or people actually doing something worthwhile are listening. That's what excites me, because they hear, you know, we've had a couple of emails from people who are doing, um, you know, PhDs and, and uh, psychologists and that, and that, and that excites me more, that these academics are listening. Or, so, or uh, I mean, who's the weirdest person you think that, who's got, who should have more time on their hands, you know, um, uh, uh you know, Stephen Hawking. Imagine Stephen Hawking <laughs> listening yeah. to this show. You know, he's putting together the, you know, the formulation for uh, the, the universe, but he's going to listen to a little bit of monkey news from Carl Pilkington. Imagine uh, Stephen Hawking emailing us at podcast at rickygervais.com. I mean, that would just blow our minds, wouldn't it? I was, that he's I was, got time to do that. That he's got the inclination to bother doing that. He's, he's always online, though, isn't he? He's always hooked up. <laughs> Is he? Well, he's always got a little computer on. Why not? Sure, that's one of the perks. You can just bung an email out whenever. <laughs> I'm not having a go, I just mean, that's, that's what I'm thinking, he's sat there with his little computer. I'd, I'd, out of all the people in the world to have a chat with, I'd probably like to have a chat with him about space and that, because I can't get my head round it. Carl, what? you can't get your head round frozen foods. What a chance are you going to have with the universe? No, but just putting stuff out there, the, you know, I mean, it freaks me out. When I'm when I'm lying there in bed at night, huh. and I think about how this world on, on Friday, right? I was in I was in bed, with Suzanne, and I said, "Could the world fall?" Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like something from Chicken Licking. Wow, I that's mean... a hell of a bit of pillow talk, that. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't foreplay hell? <laughs> oh God! But but I'd like to sort of have a chat with him because I reckon he could put it in a way that I could understand it. Oh, I wish an Inuit was listening. Can I not tell you this? We we've had an e we had an email from an Inuit. Really? Yeah, yeah. I thought I'd mentioned this. Have we not mentioned this before? No. No, it was an email from a guy who said, uh, I think. Well, I don't think he lives. He lives in Canada, I think, or somewhere else. I apologise for if I'm getting that wrong. But I think he told, he said he was half Inuit and he listens to the show. Half Inuit. Hmm. See, that's interesting because I think I'm so remote. I know I'm probably wrong now, but I think that those are so remote that I can't think where they're meeting people who aren't. <laughs> that are also Inuit, yeah. Oh, and who's going, you know, other societies are going, I'll tell you what, I'm fed up, there's no action here, I'm going to the frozen tundra, I'm about to meet someone there. <laughs> yeah. Where do they meet? Do they do online dating? What, what, probably a lot of online stuff. What do you put as hobbies? Fishing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> skinning stuff. <laughs> skinning stuff, yeah. What will stuff to skin? Uh, you know, seals. Seals. Yeah, sure. That's about it, isn't it? Why are they hanging about round there? <laughs> Why are seals going, do you know what, it's cold, I'm sick of it here. It's windy all the time, what have you, and I'm getting a club on the head. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're, they're meant to be quite bright in terms of animals and that, aren't they? Yeah. So why are they knocking about them parts? I don't know. Say, like, if, if seals died out, right, would 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 that be a problem? We've done this. We've been through this before, Carl. Everything has a knock-on effect. Even a seal? That's sort of in between something already. It's between a fish and a... <laughs> And, and a, a dog, dog. <laughs> isn't it? I knew you were going to say dog. <laughs> it's not between a fish and a dog. What do you think evolution does? Do you, I just, fish I, I to I dog. Understand it. Maybe what do you mean it. it's between a fish and a dog? I'm just saying it's. It was a perfectly evolved mammal that re-entered the the water, I imagine, and then got streamlined. And it, I, I mean, it's between a fish and a dog. 
but why not have one and the other? Why not have like you know you've got a dog, you've got a fish. No, it's not between a fish and a dog. It's not between a fish and a dog. I don't know what between means. I don't know. What, this I, is it again about <laughs> saving everything all the time. What is it doing? <laughs> What's he doing? Everyone's feeling sorry for him all the time. Save the seal and all that. What's he doing? Why are we saving it? <laughs> Let's just ask that question. What's he doing? <laughs> That that bloke, the Eskimo who emailed in, Inuit. would he would he be in a igloo thing? Probably not. No. Well, no, not. I mean, I don't think many igloos have got internet capabilities. So I don't know. I don't want to slag them <laughs> but off. But why aren't we saving them? Why aren't we? <laughs> Maybe those sort of... When you build it, leave a little hole. Yeah. That's where the. But yeah. those kind of igloo internet cafes. They yeah, come they go there. Them. They all go to one igloo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But why why are they being left alone to live <laughs> like that when it isn't great? What? Well, we're always eager to help everyone in the world, aren't we? We're always like going, oh, look, them people are fed up, let's build the city up for them, give them a, you know, coffee shop and all the rest of it. Mm. They're mm. being left alone. They're being left alone in, in igloos and stuff. Yeah. Why isn't anyone saying- But they're not asking for help. They're happy. Well, they're not necessarily happy, but they're, they're, that's the way they live, that's where they choose to live. But why hasn't anyone just gone over and gone, you know what, we can make it a bit better for you? Well, they have. I've never had a leaflet through the door saying help an Eskimo out or, you know, clothing for Eskimos. There's the most remote people in the world. Eventually, someone gets them some whiskey and fags, and that's the end of them as a culture. It happens all around the world. There can be this idyllic, idyllic world where there's no stress, and soon they're, they're watching Come Dancing on telly, knocking back some <laughs> whiskey and smoking 40 fags but, a day. But they're not moving, Surely are dancing they? on ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but what what I mean is like Oxfam collects clothes for people in Africa where it's warm. Probably don't need a jacket. Nothing for Eskimos where it's it's freezing, where they'd be quite happy to get a jumper in the post. Right. Okay. So what are you suggesting to Africa? We send what, parasols and sun cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Out of all the people in the world to have a chat with, do you know, um, what's his face? That German doctor. Which one? The guy that, that displays the human body? Guns, someone. Guns right. Traven or something. Oh, right, yeah. Um, he's, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the way, you know, he cuts stuff up, shows you how the body works and that. Sure. Um. And have you learned anything from that? Um. Well, I don't. Is he is he a proper doctor? Because it's just that he's always. I mean, I could cut a body up. I never see him sort of put it back together. Is, <laughs> is anyone keeping an eye on him? Sort of going. Well, who is he actually? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's a proper doctor. Well, well, he's he sort of uh, sort of cuts bodies up on the telly and uh, sort of goes, is is how like intestines work or whatever. Right. And he just uh, he holds them up, fills them with food. Um, and he goes, look, they go fatter. And, uh, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't answer everything. Like, he doesn't say, I, I don't understand why the intestines have to be that long. I don't, I don't know why it just can't go from the throat to the belly, exit, straight dark line down, out the arse. You must know. Well, no, because uh, the, the way he, he dragged it out and it was, like, miles long. Yeah. Pointless. No, it's not pointless. Just, just, have a, just have a straight, you know no, what I mean, straight to, down. It's to increase the surface area for absorption. 
So a foot long intestine, you wouldn't absorb much food. Whereas you go down, you know. Yeah, but just have more points in it where it has to go through some sort of filter. What are you talking about? Again, the evolution sort of worked this out for us. It really works. I don't think you're going to improve on it. In yeah, your mind, you some kind of what, some kind of kaplunk. Style no, but what 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 I mean is that's probably that long because years ago they were eating dinosaur, and that might have took a lot of indigestion or something. I don't know how, how chewy it was. It might have been quite fatty, dinosaur meat, and it needs to go through all that. Now we're eating like yogurt, <laughs> so I mean <laughs> we, we don't we don't need anything that you know is 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 doing that much work anymore. All the food is mashed up. And in aura, right? <laughs> all her food is mashed. Right? She doesn't have to chew anymore. She's got teeth, but she doesn't need them. And that's how. how <laughs> She's got teeth, but she don't need them. No, but that's well, how we're moving on. intestines removed then. Well, no, but this is that what I'm saying. That's our other problem, wouldn't it? We're changing everything all the time, aren't we? I mean, there's some fella who was looking at it on the internet. Um, identical twins, right? They were sort of sick of looking like each other, so they were like, "What can we do?" Right? And one of the twins said, you have my arm, right? <laughs> and he, he had his arm taken off and stuck on his, his twin, so his twin's got like three arms. No, it's not true. <laughs> it's on the website. <laughs> no, it's not what? true. Um, what, for a laugh, they were born so what, they didn't have no, what, what, like, what doctor's doing this then? Well, they're old enough to sort of say this is what we want and- No, 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 no. Doctors don't go, well, if he wants another arm and I'll take another. They don't, doctors don't do that. What sort of practice is this doctor going around and going, Dr. Jekyll? I mean, Carl, think of what you're no, saying. But we, Where would he have stopped? Can you put his head on my knee? No, it's up to you. If you sign this, <laughs> give my consent. <laughs> but, but we, you know, it is annoying. What do you think these doctors sit around doing, playing Mr. Potato? Or what, what do you think these doctors are doing? Just to do as they're told. They don't do as they're told. They do, if someone wants it, and, and twins sort of, it can get you down, can't it? Being a twin, because it's like. Sorry, what would this solve, though? I thought you said he, he, he gave one of them a, a bigger nose or a beard or two front teeth that would, uh, to make them look different, right? Not. I'll tell you what we could do. Go on. Um, would you like one arm? Go on, what are you thinking? Well, me three, you one, therefore not twins. <laughs> Novelty. I mean, you are a mental man. But they can do it now, can't they? There's no sort of, there's, there's no line drawn anymore. They don't go, you're crazy, we're not going to do that. Yeah, in Saw 2, not in the real world. No, they don't do things like all this. Alright, there's another bloke, right? I don't know the sort of full ins and outs of it. Go on, you surprised me. But what he asked for, um, something happened to his, his, his tackle, right? Mm-hmm. His penis. Uh, yeah, right. Um... So he was at the doctors and they were like, oh, what can you do for me? It's a bit embarrassing, I've got nothing down there, right? <laughs> so they were like looking at it going, yeah. Um, doctor, I don't know if he started like rubbing his chin with his finger or something. Looked down, he's thinking, <laughs> got an idea. Um, you know, you've got a lot of fingers, how many of them do you use? The patient's like, yeah, I see what you're thinking. They cut off one of his fingers, sewn that on to where... His, his tackle is. He's happy. Well, that's different though, isn't it? Well, that's where they've really taken different. tissue. <laughs> no, but they've, I assume they, they fashioned it into more of a knob than a finger. No, I still think it's there with like a little knuckle and a, and you know, fingernail, fingernail and that. Well, I'm, I assure you it isn't. They've probably used the finger as a basis to then build up some sort of uh, uh, knob-based no, organ. It, if, if you were doing that, use a sausage. 
I mean, why lose a finger for- Well, <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because your finger has your- your tissue, your blood type, and therefore would graft, uh, to- near your testicles. A sausage <laughs> is a thing that's made by a butcher out of offal, okay, that really can't be grafted onto any part of the human yeah, body. But, that's why they very rarely use any meat products yeah, in, uh, in surgery. In surgery. <laughs> I know, yeah, use- well, I mean, why not use a sausage? You're a mental case. I, I saw some bloke the other day in a meeting, and on his desk, he had a picture <sighs> of of his kids who were twins, right? And uh, they did, they looked alike, and he did that thing of dressing them the same, that, that sort of thing, that sort of, you know, annoys me, right? Um, and I sort of said, you know, you've only got a small desk, just have a picture of one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me like I was mental. That's weird, amazing. Right? It's not. It's, I think it's a, you know, it's, it's sort of common you sense. You know what you've come up with there? No solution to anything. <laughs> That's what you've come up with there. More you've come up with the best no solution I've ever heard yeah. in my life. Or it's solutions to problems that don't exist. <laughs> no, yeah. because more room on the desk, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's no solution to a problem that didn't exist in the first place. Well done. There was a picture on the, when I was on the, the plane coming back from here, there was a picture of this new luxury hotel. It'll be, I think, $10,000 a night to stay there. It looked extraordinary. It was a hotel, and the best rooms were built under the water, under the sea. Wow. So it was an amazing, the best hotel we've ever seen, mm -hmm. but surrounded on all sides by glass, and out of it you could see the sea, the sharks, the fish. Mm, I don't think I'd like that. No? But that, again, that's just one of the hotels where it's... Where it's over the top for over the top sake, isn't it? Like where they have twelve yeah. course meals. Well, just have two, but make them bigger, rather than dragging it out. And get, there's a, there's there's the first course. You know, a couple of you know snails. Yeah, it's just uh, for me all that is. Don't eat a snail. Don't have one snail. Have one. Eat one big tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> if you want slow food, don't have loads of little snails. Here, there's a giant tortoise. Tuck into that. Feeds ten. <laughs> But, 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 but it's what you were saying before, when you start having to take a risk with food, like the fish that can kill you mm -hmm. if you eat it, don't bother. Uh, there's apparently a delicacy in Japan, again, someone could verify this, where they eat a live little octopus, and it can stick to your throat, because it's obviously fighting for its life. I mean, good, again, you don't need to eat a live octopus, what are you thinking? How uh, cruel is that? Well, how fresh do you need your food? <laughs> it's just not, it's not, do you know what I mean? <laughs> But I, re I always remember this story when I was a kid about um, some bloke who, a uh, bit, bit sad, the story, but weird. He had um, throat cancer, right? And his doctor said, uh, carry on with your life, right? It's not going to be that good, but just carry on. Um, but don't eat meat. And he was like, oh, I love meat. He's like, yeah, but just don't, you know, have your veg, uh, you know, plenty of vitamins and stuff, keep yourself strong. But don't be eating that anyway. He was he was fed up because he loved his meat, um, and his his wife was feeling a bit sorry for him one day, and thought you know I'm sick of him looking fed up and that. All he wants is some meat for God's sake, give him some meat. So she goes to the butchers, gets him a big piece of like steak and what have you. He can't believe it. He's like oh brilliant, cheers for that. Anyway, um, <laughs> he's got the meat on his plate, just about to tuck in, and the cancer comes out from <laughs> his throat. <laughs> What? No, he's some. I know he sounds really weird, but he's something that, that <laughs> I was told about years ago when I was Dude, growing up. What are you talking about? It was just some some bad illness, some cancer thing, and it sort of 
it was it was coming out waiting for the meat. It was. It was <laughs> Again, a lot of your medical uh, knowledge is from is uh, from the film Alien. So this guy with throat cancer, okay, yeah. as opposed to it being a disease of the cell, it was like a living the alien. It oh, was alien. so it was a, it was a uh, it was the animal. It was the little animal cancer. That's why what he are you wasn't talking allowed to eat about? Meat. He wasn't allowed to eat meat. So it's sitting there. So it's actually sitting there in the throat. I tell you what I'd have done if I'd have had some cancer in my throat. I'd go, <coughs> there you go. With that, what are you talking about? So what happened? Uh, he choked to death on this thing, and the wife was like, "Oh, I shouldn't have given him the meat after all." Just That's listen, to you, story. listen to story. It's, it's all. There's loads of weird stuff like that there that is. happens in medical stuff. Well, the terrible thing is, you if you if you got testicular cancer and you eat meat, your bollocks come out of your trousers and they're they're all over the plate, yeah. and you have to be asked to leave the restaurant. <laughs> the other thing that I was told when I was younger about medical stuff and that, um, who's telling you this stuff? My mum. My mum told me about it. Jeez. Because she always says to me, Dad, because he has too much meat, and she's always like, you know, remember the the, the feather with the and he goes, yeah, the uh, troll in his throat. throat. But um, <laughs> my gran, uh, she had something uh, wrong with her eyes. And they sort of took them out, and they were just dangling on a cheek, and she could still see through them. They were operating on her. Well, yeah, you would have, yeah. They sort of say. No, 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 no. She wouldn't have been conscious though. No, they were then. Oh, it's yeah. something to do with the eyes, and it? it's like. If no. You, no, it's no good operating on eyes if your eyes are asleep. What do you mean your eyes are asleep? It's like a heart, isn't it? You want to keep them awake. No, so you, keep what do you mean open. you want to keep them awake? What heart surgery is blokes awake? Stop talking shit no, what, all your life. What I mean is they don't stop the heart. They, 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 sort of they don't stop your heart because it kills you. Yeah, I know. So what I mean is it's like the eyes. They wanted to make sure they were working. So the the only way to do it is keep her awake. No, it's not because you don't know whether they're working or not. You can't see what she sees. What do you think? It, you, you can plug something in and see what people are thinking. It was something like no, that. No, no, it wasn't something like that. Well, she could see. She no, said she it was couldn't. really weird. How like you know you can see. She could see her knees. <laughs> 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 that is bollocks. Oh, chimpanzee, that is only gone and letting it down the little. That's the jingle for Carl's diary, uh, excerpts of which we read each week. Get straight into it. A band from the Conga have won the best newcomers in a Radio 3 competition. They use pots and pans for instruments. It says that the Conga is a poor, sad place. So why do people do that happy dance at the end of parties called the Conga? Right. One <laughs> is the Congo. <laughs> There's no place called the Conga. <laughs> they come from a place called the Congo. <laughs> where, where, where do you come from? Uh, Okie Koki. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a terrible place that we don't know whether we put our left leg in or our right <laughs> leg in. Sometimes we shake it all about. No, we're but, not sure if we should. But um, <laughs> Conga! Fucking hell, you're such a. Went into the gadget shop today. It's full of stuff that we don't need. Gadget used to be a good word that made you think of James Bond with all his gadgets. The best thing I could find in the shop was a clock that ran on potatoes. <laughs> We are definitely going backwards. <laughs> I agree. Well, what's the- who cares about that? A, a, you know, a little electrical impulse, so what? Had a night out with old schoolmate. Found out about more of the other lads I went to school with. One is living underground. <laughs> what do you mean living underground? Not like a mole. Do you yeah. mean he's got a basement or do you mean he digs a hole every night? My mate went to visit him and he said it's all like it had been raining really heavily and that. 
and it's all the rain's running what in. What do you mean he went to visit him? He went down here? What's that? That's an hole in the ground. Yeah, come in. Come he, just, he just said, oh, come, come round and see us. And he's, he's living underground. What do you mean he's living he, he, underground? He wanted to be in the army but was turned away and that's the closest thing you can sort of how is that similar to the Oh, that's exactly like the army, yeah, yeah, where they teach you trades and, uh, you know, engineering know. and he's, flying. He's happy, he's happy down there. He said it was really muddy and what have you. He said he won't be going back to visit him. What's yeah. he got down there? Just, just stuff, just like a sleeping bag, a lamp. He dug, he, he's dug himself a subterranean cave. Near my old infant school, they knocked it down because it was like a wreck. You'd, you'd be in the class and you could lean on the wall. <laughs> yeah, subsidence. And your would go through it and stuff. And um, they knocked it all down, and I think that's when he was at his most happy, this bloke. I believe this, though. I believe someone he went to school with now lives in a hole. <laughs> that doesn't shock me. When the, the tales I've heard of horses in houses and big-headed kids with webbed hands and feet, uh, and, uh, you know, and him, um, I, I believe that someone he went to school with now lives in a hole. That isn't bizarre to me. That's totally- <laughs> You spent far too long with him if that, now you're just happy to accept. I totally accept that. I- I'd be surprised if I walked round uh, where he lived that there weren't more people living in holes. His dad wanted to throw his budgie on the fire. True. His budgie died, his dad said let's throw it on the fire. I mean, his mum- what did your mum do when your budgie died? She just was worried about the other bird that was left, so she made it a bit of company by getting a rock, getting a feather off the dead budgie, sticking it on the rock, put, putting it in the cage. So, a bit man living in a hole <laughs> not is unusual. not that bizarre. Right, carry on. I read me science magazine. Some things I learnt from the science magazine. Number one, space is running out of space. We should stay out of the sea because shark attacks are up. Yeah, probably four a year now. <laughs> well, he just says here, we should just stop going in the sea. Yeah. There's no need for it. Exactly. Why is there no need for going in the sea? Just because there isn't now, is there? We've got loads of land. So just, <laughs> you know, one or the other. We walked out of the sea. Now, this is what I mean about going backwards. Getting back in it again. <laughs> We came from the sea originally, now we're going back in it. Don't go in it. Unless you're in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> rules! The rules! According <laughs> the to rule, Carl Pilkington! The rules of Carl Pilkington. Oh, God! Did the podcast and then went for a walk round Manchester Square. Years ago, a woman lived round there who had a head like a pig. She was known as the Pig Woman of Manchester Square. That made me think if there were other pig-headed women knocking about London. Do you know what I mean? Why, why was she nicknamed that? Why not just... The pig-headed woman. That suggests to me like there was loads of pig-headed women and that's the one of Manchester Square. <laughs> right. Well, no, it was more to do with identifying her, not amongst other pig-headed women, but go, have you seen the pig woman of Manchester Square, i.e. go down there and see the pig woman in Manchester Square. What happens if she's walked off from there though and you go, well, no, but I saw one on New Cavendish Street. <laughs> no, well, she'll, woman? she'll always come back if you rattle the feet. Watched <laughs> a film about Hitler. Didn't watch all of it as it was subtitled. Can't be doing with that. Asked Suzanne if cinemas are full of deaf people when they're showing subtitled films. She said, shh, I'm trying to watch it. I said, what do you mean, shh? It's subtitled, I can make as much noise as I want. Yeah. She's you, a lucky, lucky woman. <laughs> you must be a joy to watch a subtitled film. I mean, the concentration is, is, is up there already. I mean, I, it, it is hard to concentrate. It's not as easy as when you're hearing it, because, mm. you, you know, you, you read things, but, you know, it's possible. If you had a, a buffoon going, I'm just going to sit here and make as much noise as I want, what's the point of that? <laughs> yeah. What is the point of that? I mean, it's possible, but why do, do that in a cinema? Just walk into a subtitled film and go, right, everybody? 
Let's all do the Congo. Well, yeah, or during during ballet. You know, I mean, ballet they're just dancing. You don't need to listen to the words. Just have yeah. a conversation. We're having our bathroom done. The bathroom man was round at nine this morning. We weren't allowed to use the shower because it all had to be bone dry before we could use his waterproof filler. Not that waterproof then. <laughs> Went for a brew with Ricky. We talked about monkeys and how they are closer to humans than they are to apes, and how bees will drink cider to get off their heads. Now and again there is a bee that lets the drinking get in the way of the work, and other bees sting it to death. Blimey. Yeah, well, uh, uh, there are, there, there's bees. They love a drink, um, and uh, they can they can just they they will uh, drink pure alcohol. They drink 100. They drink ethanol. You know, I don't know why. They love getting off it and they fall down and they're drunk. Right? A bee can take in the equivalent of like 20 liters of wine. Right? But some bees get uh, addicted in the, in the same sort of percentage as human addiction. Like 10 percent of bees, they can't get enough of it. They take uh, ethanol. They take cider apples and that and then when they get back to the hive they go in a bit pissed and they've got guard bees and they go come on we've all had a drink Bounces. yeah they sort of are right and they push them away and they push them away again then the next time they go right i've had enough and they give it a good hiding and uh carl couldn't get over this i saw his face but i i knew that he was thinking of that bee with sort of like eyes rolling around his head a little bit belligerent with his jacket on backwards yeah you know and the bouncer going come on come on son we've all had a laugh let's move away <laughs> yeah. move away you're not coming in right you're wearing trainers yeah you know you're wearing you're wearing three pairs of trainers <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah. I, I, i'm i'm sick of it you know but what i did find out because i went went home and went on the computer trying to find out about drunk bees knocking about um they're not actually meant to fly it's only because they don't know. Fly. Well, no, but they're, they're, if, if they were told that you're not actually designed to fly, they, they wouldn't bother. No, th this is the, this is that thing that goes around that aerodynamically, on the, on the face of it, looking at the size of the wings and the, and the, and the body proportions and everything, that it, it's a surprise that they can fly. Okay, it's not that no one's ever told them they can't, and as soon as someone tells me not meant to fly, they all fall out of the sky, going, "Oh, what are we doing?" Like in a cartoon. No, but uh, it's, it's something about the confidence in that. At the moment, nobody's saying. There's nothing to do with the confidence. There is no such thing as confidence in bees. A bee never loses its nerve. That's not why it drinks. Because what are you drinking for? I'm just not confident anymore. There's no point to turn to the bottle. I can't go up there again. You're an idiot. Well, it's that time, isn't it? What? Rockbusters. Oh, yes, the time that no one looks forward to. Chimpanzee uh, that, Rockbusters. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, uh, gave you three clues last week, three cryptic clues. Mm. Um, some initials of a band or an artist you emailed in. Mm. Uh, what Rob, again? Rob Harding got it, right? Oh, nice work, Rob. So, well done. Mm. Um, the three clues, the first one was, uh, RP for the initials, uh, and the clue was steal that woman's flower, right? Yeah. So that was a cryptic clue. The answer today is is rubber plant. Robber, rob, robber rob, plant. Robber plant. I don't know who that is though. Rob, is there, there's no artist called Robert that's, plant. That's like Robert plant. Robert. Robert. Robert no, no, Robert. Robert plant. Yeah, but you is don't say that. You just like, oh yeah, I'm into. Well, you do uh, say it. You you got the, uh, the, uh, no, it means like. Robert plant. Robert plant. They wouldn't go what. I don't know who, I don't know who, he's saying rubber plant. Uh, the second one. What are you one, saying there, Carl, though? The second one was, uh. It doesn't work. The initial was B, and then that was keep whacking the cooker with a stick, right? Yeah. Uh, didn't have to be a stick, we pointed that out, just keep whacking the cooker. Keep whacking yeah. the cooker, yeah. Uh, that was B, that was B oven. B 
Beat Oven. Yeah. I don't know who that is either. Is that a group? The <laughs> beat Oven? Is that the Beatles? Who's the Beat Ovens? Classical sort of stuff. Beethoven. Beethoven. Uh, no, you said, you said Beat it Again, though. They got it's it. Hold on, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm just saying though. They, no, they no, got no, it. it's oh, Rob because, got it. No, no, no. Beat Oven. Yeah. It's not Beethoven. You got it. Do you understand? The last one, the initial was M, right? Uh, I, don't, I just want to know who Rubber Plant is. Don't, don't be worrying about Rubber. Because it's not a uh, nail, I've uh, it, He's not the one in Le Zeppelin, is he? So, M was the initial, the clue was Venice. It's- it's all water, innit? How would you describe it? There's- there's hardly any land, right? So, uh, if there's hardly any land, right, it's more water, what sort of water would you get, right? Wet. And then- then- what? Wetville. Wetville. No, but just, like, water that in Venice, what sort of water is it? It's- it's sort of- Muddy. Right? Um, no, not- Muddy waters. No, but how would you describe Venice? What's the, what's the, um, if there's more- But what's the, what's the uh, initial again? M. If M. there's more, if there's more- Muddy waters. If there's more sea than land, mm, what would you say? Would you say, well, you'd probably say there's sort of more, more of it is sea, isn't it? More, more, more is sea. sea. More is sea. More is sea. More is sea. More is sea. So that's, that's Morris, the answer. I don't Morris know that is. Who is that? Morrissey. 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 So, well done to, uh... <laughs> That's the worst one you've ever done! Well it's ridiculous. Done to, well, That's really the worst ridiculous. you've ever done. It's ridiculous. Well More is C. Right, if, they, if, they, if they're that mm. shit, don't do it anymore. So, well done to, uh, Robert Hardin. He's in, he's in <laughs> London. Right. Right, this week's, there's another three. Oh so, god, uh, we haven't even come to this week's, I forgot, Oh, eh? fuck, this is, this is the, uh, this is the last time we do this. Monkey News back next week. Oh. No. Yeah, well this is shit, this is pathetic. Really, it, it's making you look a bigger moron than you are. More is C, rubber plants. They don't fucking work. Let's they, do Monkey News. They're getting news. them right, they're getting them right though. It's a bit of fun, isn't it? Bit of shit. Right, uh, the first one, the initials ND. Right, ND, who is it? You sing songs on that, right? ND. Uh, the clue, that Jamaican fella doesn't want anything. So, you've got to sort of imagine, oh, why is it a Jamaican fella? Yeah. Right? That Jamaican fella doesn't want anything. N-D. Second one, the initial is E. I ask him to pass me the ball by using their head. Right? It's a band or an artist again. I ask him to pass me the ball by using their head. And the last one, T-R, the initials, T-R, He's got the woolly ones, but I've got the ones that run and charge at you. What forgot? What? He's got the woolly ones, but I've got the ones that run and charge at you. So what? What forgot? And what's the initial? tr tr for the uh, for the initials? Right. Email in podcast at rickygervais dot com. We just pick a winner, send you some stuff. That's rockbusters. Right. Well, that's uh, end of another half hour of. Could I just say this? Absolute. Drivel. Yeah, I, I mean, think. really more than ever. I mean, I mean, can I be honest with you now, Rick? I'm embarrassed to put my name to this week's show because the amount of twaddle there's been. It's spoken. my name on it, which is the embarrassing. Yeah. But you know, let, let's let's take the the village idiot uh, that is Carl Pilkerton. It's his fault because I realised not only he's got an head like an orange, he's got a fucking IQ of an orange. <laughs> so it's goodbye from me. I'm not saying my name. Goodbye from Steve Merchant. Don't make, well, why are you mentioning well, okay. my name? Don't mention but my mostly, name. mostly goodbye from Carl Pilkerton. Mainly his fault. Welcome to number four, season two, the Ricky Gervais show, with me, Ricky Gervais, 
Stephen Merchant. Hello. And Carl Pilkington. Right. Now, there's a lot of talk, Carl, that I bully you, okay? You know, it's for your own good. I'm trying to train you, aren't I? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because, and no disrespect, okay, you are a, what I would call a stupid idiot. Well, can I just ask, because I've, there's been an awful lot of emails that have said, will you and Steve please, uh, stop calling Carl stupid? Now, right. they say, oh, he doesn't just, doesn't justify calling him stupid. Now, I don't know what part of injecting a 76-year-old woman in the head so that she lives her life backwards well, couldn't be considered stupid. Okay, then listen, right, I'm gonna, I've found some things that I think will interest you, and I want your first thoughts on these, okay? Now, these are facts that I've sourced, mm. okay? What's the, what's the actual topic? Well, you love animals, don't you? You're interested in animal some facts. Some of them. I don't, mm. I don't love them. They, some of them fascinate me and stuff. But a lot of them also get on my nerves. I don't know how an animal can get on your nerves. They just, they just do. Sometimes you sort of just think, what are they doing here? What, what are they offering anyone? Right. See, I'm worried that these facts annoy you now, but they're meant to fascinate you and... Okay. No, I, I think anything's good as long as it gets you thinking. It doesn't matter what opinion you have of something. Yeah. But as long as it gets a, a reaction. Okay, then. Here you right. go. Um, there's a frog, Carl. Just a little frog, a poison arrow frog, that contains enough poison to kill over a thousand human beings. Why is it that annoyed? It's not annoyed. Well, why is it going about killing a thousand people? No, it has the potential to. It has enough poison, has enough toxin in it that could kill a thousand human beings. But does it, it, does it need that? Whereabouts is this? Where's it living? In the rainforest, I think. And does it need that sort of power? Is it in that much, is it, is, is it getting threatened a lot, is what I mean? Well, no, because it's saying, don't come near me, and it shows it with its colours, it's got the colours that say, it doesn't want to be eaten, it doesn't want people to chew a bit, right, and go, oh, I'm an idiot. It's saying, look at my colours, don't eat me. Don't, you don't want to come near me. But then why give it bright colours? Because now it's standing out. Yeah, and it's going, don't eat me. Yeah, but make it a colour that fits in, like camouflage. Why, why make it orange? Of course it's going to stand out and then they'll attack it and then it'll turn around and bite them and kill a thousand men or whatever. No, it doesn't bite, it's the fact that if you were to eat it, you would die. Yeah, but who's, I mean, who's going to eat it? Well, things that eat frogs. The French. <laughs> <laughs> and they yeah. go, Sapper Blur! You have killed me and 999 <laughs> of my friends! But why, why is everything, like, surviving like this, though? I thought it was all about survival of the fittest, not yeah. the one who looks the hardest. Well, but survival of the fittest is whether you're chosen or not by nature. No, but I I'd survive if I could go about killing a thousand men at one bite. It's not fair. It doesn't bite. It's well, whatever, if it licks you or whatever. But no, look, it it, not if it licks you, if you lick it. Well, I'm not gonna lick it. It's not, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I don't, I will not be licking a frog. So it's, it's of no danger to me. So I could still kill it, and there's no chance, at no point am I gonna lick a, a little frog's head. Not when it's alive or when it's dead. <laughs> I love the fact it's all about you. It's all about how it relates to you. And he's annoyed that they're, like, they're getting away with something. He doesn't, he doesn't like any sly animals. He doesn't like animals hiding. He doesn't, he only wants them. He doesn't want animals, um, killing things. Then he wants them to kill things. He doesn't know what he wants. When they say survival of the fittest, they don't mean that, say, lions have been working out in a gym. It means, the fittest, it means the fittest gene pool, and the fittest gene pool is a gene pool that's still around. 
That's all it is. Yeah, if it's here, it worked. I'm trying to explain to you the other day. A slug is as evolved as us. It's not though, is it? It is. It's you not. think evolution is aiming towards Miles being away human? Miles we are. What? It's nowhere near what we're like. But but you're looking at it in terms of like th this evolution has a will. It doesn't have a will. It's chosen or it's not chosen by nature. A slug uh, got it right. A slug has it got hasn't. it as right as. What do you mean it hasn't? Well, what was it like before it got it right? <laughs> 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 but I think you think, Carl, that, that evolution is moving towards some kind of super being. Perhaps we're like the most advanced so far, but that one day we'll also have wings I agree with and that. Superman no, type but powers. No, but something can happen in nature. There could be something like there could be less light, there could be more light, there could be meteor storms. There, there could be a th there could something that happen in nature, right? An external force, which means it it. it the paradigm goes back to naught. So then something that very unlikely would be the last thing to survive. There could, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. I still don't think you've got the concept. It's one of the simplest concepts, it's one of the simplest models. This is why Darwin's a genius. But you think that everything, slugs, cats, are all somehow, their, their ambition is to be like us, to be human, or to, to have the attributes like us that they can speak, they can talk, they can think, only, they can act. Only because, they don't. Yeah, but only, I only think that because when you see people with these pets, lizards, cats, whatever, they treat them like the humans. So I think if you do that enough times, they're going to start getting familiar with Again, certain things. Again, Planet of the Apes. No, yeah. I'm talking, of Planet say like of the Apes. you, say like you with your cat, the way you talk to it, you give it a little cheeky massage and that when it's stressed out. No, 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 you made that up that it was stressed cat. out. I'm just playing with my cat, right? If anything, the, the, the cat is to de-stress me. So you're talking to your cat, Rick. Is it answering back much? How are the conversations going with your cat? Well, it's, I have more intelligent conversations <laughs> with my cat than I do with yeah, him. Yeah, here's one, right? Me, we, when my gran died, right, um, she, she had this rubbish dog, right, and that's all we got left. Uh, it's like this little poodle. <laughs> that was, it was rubbish, right? Right. Um, it was called Fluffy. And, like, my gran looked after it in a way that it was treated like a human. Do you know what I mean? Had a little coat on when it went out and all that. Um, anyway, so she died, we get left it, my dad's like, oh, bloody hell, right? Uh, before you know it, it only took about a month, it was a wreck. Because we, we weren't sort of bathing it the way she bathed it, we let it out, if he wanted to go out. He got covered in oil, it used to go under the car and everything, so it's, it went from looking like this fluffy, you know, poodle, to just being a bit of a wreck. He got it by a kite, ran sideways, like a crab, and all that. <laughs> In the now, course of how long? A month? Probably about two, two months or something. Yeah. Now, so it went from being over-treated to just being treated like a dog. Yeah, but a dog, dog isn't, uh, you know, is not an a indigenous species anywhere. We sort of bred those from, you yeah, know, jackals it, all or I'm wolves. Is change it, take away the dog thing, give someone a frog, and they'll still overdo it. They'll be trying to treat it like, if you had a frog, I mean that lizard thing you've got. Salamander. It's, it's still sort of treated as part of the family even though well, it doesn't. Well it's not. As, I mean, how is it treated as part of the family? Just the way, you know, it's looked after that big area that it's got to itself. We, we stick it in a case and feed it a cricket now uh, and again. It, how is that like one of the family? It doesn't matter because it's in your flat. It is in Carl's family. It's, <laughs> it's, it's in your flat, innit, and it's sat in that corner. I just mean, as time goes on, yeah. Things, things get educated as they get older. How old's that lizard? You don't. How old is it? About 15 years old. Right. 
Now it knows more now than it did when you got it because it's been in those surroundings. It's had its eye on things. Well, no. What do you think it knows? What do you mean it knows more now? They act on instinct. What 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 what, what does it learn? It knows when it hears the noise of a plastic case being unwrapped that yeah. a cricket's going to fall down any second. Yeah, That's well, all it, it knows. Yeah, but it didn't know that in the jungle, so it's already one up. What else has it learned? Well. I mean, it's know. 15, so presumably it listens to a lot of Linkin Park, goes <laughs> on the internet a lot. <laughs> no, but do, do, do you know what I mean? You've already proved your point. It's like that fella who kept hitting the dog on the head with a stick. Right. I've Pavlov, at no point did he hit a dog on the head with a stick. But he kept doing it, and eventually the dog went, I'm sick of this. And wandered <laughs> off, <laughs> didn't it? Pavlov, yeah. there. Brilliant. Why didn't you write up his experiments? Because he, he did it a little bit different to that. I, lo I love that. Do you know what I'd like to do? A programme where you rewrite, you paraphrase someone's theory. So Pavlov's first. We could do, uh, um, Freud. Give us, you know, what do you know about Sigmund Freud? The father of psychoanalysis. Right, come on in. I don't know anything on him. Well, look him up. Educating Carl. That's your next week, right? Let's do another podcast next week. Then they'll get an extra one free, the people who paid for it, right? Uh, we're going to hear about Sigmund Freud, okay? Mm. Here's an interesting fact. If the, the frog annoyed you, this might annoy you. A blind chameleon will still change colour to match its surroundings. You're aware that the chameleon can. Yeah, whatever it, whatever it sits on. Yeah. But then what, what happens when you put one of them on a mirror? <laughs> no, do, does it get stressed out or what? What's, what's it copying? <laughs> well, it probably doesn't need to copy anything because it looks at itself and it goes, oh, it looks like that. It's brilliant. God, that was fast. That's the fastest I've ever done that. That is brilliant. So they, they can go any colour. There's nothing. You can put them on anything and they'll go to the thing. I, w I, I don't want you to have a chameleon because you'd just be trying to see what it could and couldn't Try and do. Try catch it out. I know, yeah. Pop it on some tartan. Yeah. But again, <laughs> say like, say like the frog thing, right? Pop it on the telly. Yeah. Couldn't do it fast enough. <laughs> Why does the chameleon need that skill of copying a colour? Because at the end of the day, that lizard, chameleon, whatever, that's, that's mainly sticking in, in the woods, isn't it? By trees, by grass. Right. Why can't it just stay green? That's all it needs. That, that, those colour changes are only for camouflage, aren't they? I don't know. Some of them are for attraction, some of them to show moods, anger. No, but I, I just think we're encouraging them. You see, maybe this is evolution or whatever, but at the end of the day, because they can change colour, they're wandering out of their area. They can be wandering about, you know, through a car park and everything, just because they'll go, well, I don't want to get seen, change the colour of co concrete. Yeah. Whereas, or into the colour of a Fiat Punto. But they should just stay green. Stay green, right? Stay in the woods and stay safe. <laughs> I love this public information <laughs> for chameleons. <laughs> Words of advice for chameleons. <laughs> oh god. Stay green. Stay in the woods. Oh. Stay safe. Good night. Oh god. Why are there blind chameleons around? I'm assuming that the blindness has no impact on the the colour change. Presumably, is an automatic. It must process. be. But then that's not going to wander about much anyway, is it? If it's blind, it'll probably stay where it is. So it doesn't need to keep changing, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean, no. I never do, though. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, the only time a turkey whistles is when it panics. <laughs> Christmas time, then. Yeah. What do you think of that, Carl? It goes from one extreme to another, doesn't it? You've got a frog who's going mental. It's not going mental. Killing thousands of people. No, that's not. That's got that sort of power. Then you got a turkey who's whistling for help. 
<laughs> you think you should redress the balance a little bit? You want to give? What would you do? Give the frog the ability to kill five hundred and the turkey five hundred? Um, I don't think you should be killing. Uh, I reckon ten. Ten because you've made your point with ten, haven't you? Do you well, think that he's got a thousand in his lifetime? Like he's got a thousand to kill? I don't think you understand. I just think he doesn't really kill a thousand people. That 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 stat is about that if you were to boil up a frog, decant of the poison, there would be enough poison to split between a thousand people and kill them. It doesn't mean someone goes, frog, you have the power to kill one thousand people in your lifetime. Choose them wisely. <laughs> but I just think if it needs that sort of power, power. it should be fighting evil. Well, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's knocking about the wrong area, isn't it? If it's under that much danger, move. <laughs> <laughs> As ever, thanks very much indeed for all of your emails. Podcast at rickygervais.com. Uh, it's lovely to hear your feedback. Many of them obviously responding to the inanity that Carl has spouted over the various shows. And a lot of people just want your opinion on things. They just throw things at you. They just want to know what you make of them. Right. For instance, um, are you familiar with uh, multiple dimensions? The idea of multiple dimensions. Go on. Well, you know, there are theories which state that we are just in one of an infinite number of dimensions. And in all of those other dimensions, every possible variation that you could imagine exists. So there is a Carl in one of those other dimensions that's both man and woman. There is a Carl that's got hair. There is a Carl that's got a penis growing out of his face. <laughs> there is a Carl, there is every conceivable Carl. And this is a scientific theory, not science fiction. It's a scientific theory. Uh, uh, is it a planet? No, it's a multiple dimension. It's another dimension that exists in parallel with the dimension we are living in now. So we're living in our dimension, and right next to us, intangible, unable to communicate with it or touch it or interact with it, so there I'm are multiple dimensions. So I'm still doing what I'm doing now, but I'd be sat here with a knob on me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly in one the same life. Exactly the same life but with the knob on the head. Now, because there's an infinite number of dimensions, there's another one where you're not doing this. You're, you're sat there with a the knob on your head, but you're talking French. Why is this happening? <laughs> there is one, Carl, and I, this is a fact, that you're talking French with a knob in your mouth. <laughs> exactly. And no one can make his head to tell of what you're saying. No, because it's, it's, it's pigeon French anyway. <laughs> exactly. But who came up with this? Well, it's because there are phenomenons that happen at the subatomic level that people are explaining as being that, for instance, atoms or very, very small molecules are disappearing and reappearing. And people are saying... <laughs> the fact that we're trying to dissect this theory is you said very, very small molecules. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. <laughs> atoms, neutrons. And is there anything that we look at on this planet that we go, that's weird? But it would fit in normal in another dimension. It's just so happy. I happened. think you. I think no, but say, say like the elephant man. Yeah. Was he all right? But he was just in the wrong dimension. <laughs> I love well, it. it's an interesting thought. I mean, of course, there is one dimension that where where you are the ruler of the world, and yeah. everyone thinks you are a genius. Yeah. I hate that though. <laughs> I don't. I just don't understand why we're worrying about this though. No, nor do I. Well, it's we're not worrying less. about it. Well, they are because. Scientists and that sat in a room somewhere going, what's going on? What's, what's happening in the other dimension? Uh, but we can't get to it, can we? So well, that's why no, I don't it's worry about it. I, I agree with Carl. It's, it, it's largely pointless. It's academic. It's, 
it, 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 it's like, it's like when you, you, a person does, um, philosophy, and the first lecture he ever goes to, he comes out and, uh, he goes in the student union, he goes up to uh, someone who's doing English or science and goes, oh, you right, mate, that table's not there. They go, what? Yeah. They go, the table's not there. He goes, what? How do you know? They go, what? What are you talking about? The table's not there. They go, isn't it there? Can you feel that? Is it there or not? <laughs> and his beret falls off. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it's not a big, um, Chat up line as well, when you've got a little bit of philosophy and you try to spell off, because of course I told you before, haven't I, when I was doing a school play, and uh, there was a girl, and I was trying to crack onto her, but I was going through my sort of, you know, fifth form phase of sort of reading Catherine the Ryan, all the rest of it, rebelling against the system, and uh, I thought, well, she's going she's gonna to find me appealing if she realises how smart I am. Mm. So I... Can I just ask you one thing? Yeah. Is this before or after the phase when you thought a bow tie would sort you out? This was before the bow tie phase. <laughs> yeah. There was a phase, I should say, for new listeners where I, for about six months, wore a bow tie because I thought it made me look sort of like I was from a Jeeves and Worcester book. <laughs> and I thought I was very urbane and sophisticated. But, uh, yeah, we are doing the school play and, uh, there was one point where everyone was hanging out in one of the rooms, music rooms, tr getting changed, joking, laughing, cracking onto each other, right? I was sat in the room next door, empty room, on my own, right? Reading Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, the, uh, sort of, kind of, you know, populist philosophy book from the 70s. Just sat reading that, in the hope that she would, uh, walk in the room, see me, think, my God, he's obviously wise, and presumably, you know, get off with me. Um... Must have sat there for about an hour and a half before anyone came in. And, uh, she came in eventually, and, uh, I thought, ding dong, this is it. She came in and said, have you seen Martin Wells? <laughs> I said, I think he might be next door. She disappeared again. I gave another 15 minutes on the hope that she'd come back. She didn't. I went in the next room. She was getting off with Martin Wells. Oh, no. Because he'd been dancing. He'd been dancing around with no trousers on. <laughs> So, all I'll say is, there's a, a less, a valuable lesson learned. Um, I think this was the same girl. I was at a party once, and I was with this girl, I was trying to impress her, and, um, someone lit some joysticks. Uh, you know, just gonna give it a kind of hippie vibe, right? And I didn't know what joysticks were. I thought they were some kind of drug, like cannabis. <laughs> so, so these joysticks are like, and I, and I started, I started going because I thought we were all supposed to be getting high on these joysticks. I started going, whoa, oh man, these joysticks are, they're really doing me in, man. And, and everyone said, what do you mean? I went, oh, they're good stuff. This is good shit. And, and they, and they said, what do you mean, joysticks? Do you not? It's not, they're not drugs, they're just, there's an incense. And I went, yeah, I know, I'm just saying they're, they, I'm just saying they smell great. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Meanwhile, Martin Wells on the table, <laughs> trousers down, yeah. everyone just throwing in money. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I don't know if it was, I mean, there was another party where I, um, I don't think it was the same girl, but there's, there's inevitably a girl there that I'm trying to, you know, impress. And I went up to, it was a house party in someone's house, I didn't know anyone there really. I was Steve, you've come without trousers. <laughs> Will it work for bloody Martin Wells? <laughs> and I, um, I went up to the toilet, and I had to do, you know, number twos. Brilliant. And I did them, there was no toilet paper <laughs> oh, at the party. And, and I was like, and I was scrabbling around in this bathroom thinking, what can I use? There was nothing. And I was thinking, oh God, what can I do? And um, as I recall, in the end, I, 
I couldn't make anyone hear. I didn't want to sort of go out in the, into the hall and stuff. So I had to shout out the window into the garden where everyone was. No! Yeah. And someone had to come and bring me some. And, but, yeah. um, once again it didn't- Well, I wish I'd fucking had Zen in the iron book techniques, <laughs> then I could have ripped some fucking pages out and wiped my arse. Chimpanzee that. He's gone and written it down again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, uh, the ever-changing jingle for Carl's diary, excerpts of which we like to read each week. Suzanne said today can be my day because she has been a bit of a pain with her illness and that. <laughs> <laughs> so she said I can do what I want today. We went for a walk around Green Park. Loads of tourists were about looking at the Queen's house. She was in because the flag was up. I wouldn't want to live there. Why wouldn't you want to live there? Just because it's right in the centre of town. It's just not in a good place, is it? It's got a roundabout outside and that. Really it's busy. It's pretty good. I went for a pee in the toilets. When I came out, a pigeon had shat on Suzanne's coat. She was in a bit of a mood about it. A bird shat on my ear once. I left it for about 10 to 15 minutes until I got home. I washed it off and in that 10 to 15 minutes it had corroded me ear. Yeah, but he's had a lot of problem with ears. Um, he told me the other day, he, uh, he got up. Um, washed, had a bath, had some breakfast, went to the shops to get a newspaper and uh, had a chat with a woman in the corner shop, got home, pottering around, looked in the mirror, he had a cotton bud sticking out of his ear. <laughs> he went, what annoyed me was she didn't say anything. Like it's her responsibility. Yeah. No, but she knows me well enough to sort of, you know, <laughs> go... You know you got a cotton bud in your ear. No, she knows you well enough to go. Carl's got a cotton bud in his ear. I've seen worse. Uh. When you when you've got a cotton bud in your ear, what interrupted I th I you? Think Suzanne called or my dad called or something, and then because I was running a little bit late because I'd been talking to them, the earbud was in. I just popped my coat on and went to the shop. Carl, you got a toothbrush in your mouth. Ah. Oh. Walk through Covent Garden. There were five of them mimes knocking about. I don't understand why people take pictures of mimes. Everyone looks like a mime in a picture. <laughs> That's so true! That's really true! If the point is they're staying still, if that's their skill, a picture won't tell that story. That's, that's absolutely true! <laughs> My dad took the cat to be put down today because it kept bumping into things since losing its sight. My mum said she's not going to get another one. She said the parrot is looking worried as it's seen the budgie and the cat go in the space of three months. <laughs> Your mum said the parrot's looking worried. What's the- what, what- what happened to the cat, then? It- it- it gets into a lot of fights. It lost one eye, and, uh, then it got into another fight and lost another. Oh, And it no. was just walking around, bumping into stuff. The- I mean, the vet sort of said, oh, we can do stuff to keep it alive and all that, but it's a bit out of order, isn't it? Cos it costs a fortune, they shouldn't tell you. But- Mum and Dad can't afford to have eyes put on it and stuff. No, you can't put, have eyes put on a cat no, anyway. No, but he said, oh, we, we can do something here. We can have, have its eyes sorted out. But it w um, I don't think you should be allowed cats. Why? Not the Pilkington family. Why not? Well, they, they have good dying. lives. Yeah, I know, but they have good lives whilst they're still knocking about. It's just that we get through them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job you're not going to have kids. Oh, God almighty. I can't believe it. The cat that kept throwing up. So his mum shaved it. Unbelievable. Dry wipe cat. A mate sent me a story on email about a bloke in China who has this weird illness that means he can't have his picture taken. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the- that's not the weird bit. 
if he tries, his body doesn't appear in the photo. Don't talk shit. He has had group pictures taken and everyone appeared apart from him. Don't talk shit. The That's story bollocks. had a picture next to it of a family photo and it said he was stood at the back but you couldn't see him. Right. He wasn't in the picture. He was in the picture. No, he wasn't in the picture. He's done loads of tests and stuff. No, on there's him. don't- I haven't done loads of tests. This is bollocks. There's no way this is scientifically possible. What's his want- yeah, now he's wanted. Just a white bit of paper up on the police wall. Have you seen this man? What man? If you see him, tell us. <laughs> You're talking shit. Suzanne watched the film You've Got Mail tonight for about the 14th time. I don't think you could properly fancy someone without seeing them. Unless you're blind. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's odd when blind people have affairs. Why is that odd? Just because most stuff is, is based on looks, isn't it? So you think once they've found someone, they're happy with them. Stick with them. But no, it's not true. Th no, but I mean, most things are based on looks. What I mean is, when you first first like meet someone and that. Well, then initially it's only looks because yeah. you don't know them. So that's what I'm saying. But that's, so a, that, but that's a ridiculous thing to say, isn't it? Well, no, it's just what I think. I'm not saying that that's like fact or anything. I'm just thinking, if you're blind, why mess about? You're still basing on it. If it's only looks that yeah. you people find, what? Yeah, I'm just saying. So why is a blind person messing about having an affair? Because I'm saying that. Presumably that blind person isn't basing anything on looks. I, I just, alright, I mean, maybe that's not, I, I mean more like- Do you want me to cross it out? Shall I cross it out? Well, it's, 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 it's just the same way, I think I put how, you know, people, uh, I read something in a Sunday paper once with some bloke who was going out with some woman, uh, he ended up going out with a sister who was a twin. If you're gonna have a change, have a change. <laughs> Spoke to Ricky about trips to the moon. Oh. He was up for going just to see what the world looks like. I came up with the idea of a giant mirror on the moon that would reflect the world back. He had a few questions, but <laughs> but I had the answers. Yeah. He changed the subject, I won. Right. My first question was, how would you get it up there? He said, bit by bit. <laughs> That'd be a good mirror then, wouldn't it? <laughs> I said, how big would it be? He went, you'd still need the telescope. I said, how would you get it on the right side of the moon, always facing the right? He went, what? He went, does the moon move then? I went, yes. <laughs> and if we don't like the mirror on the moon, we can always wallpaper over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Suzanne's birthday tomorrow, so I've got to get her something. I sometimes think it would be best if we didn't celebrate birthdays. I think people would live a bit longer if they didn't know how old they were. Age puts restrictions on things. She said something about wanting one of them posh badges to put on her coat. I will look for one later. I love the fact that around the time that you've got to buy Suzanne her birthday present, you think that birthday presents are a bad idea. Got up early, it's Suzanne's birthday, gave her the card, a present. She was well happy with her posh badge. She wore it to work. It's quite nice, quite nice to hear a moment where she was actually happy for once in your company. They always say when you get someone a present, you should buy them something they wouldn't buy themselves. Daft rule. I want something I would buy myself if I had the money. When I was young, me auntie Nora got me a present I wouldn't buy myself. It was a t-shirt with her face on. <laughs> <laughs> Looked at what's been going on in the world. Someone has found some people who live in an old town somewhere where they are so old-fashioned they still walk on all fours. There is a picture of them and they use shoes on their hands. That's not old-fashioned. Why is that old-fashioned? That's some kind of regressive evolution. Yeah. Really old-fashioned. Yeah. Well, it's not true, is it? It is true. 
somewhere in uh well i believe there are they have found a group of people that are living and walking around on all fours yeah, but i but don't believe they're wearing shoes on their hands and i don't believe it's they haven't evolved <laughs> to standing no. up no they just haven't seen other people walking on two feet. don't talk shit all your life that's all it's about though isn't it you copy when you're a baby if you were stuck in a room you'd wander about on all fours because that's that's the way that's an easy way of getting about so you only walk on two feet because you see everyone else doing it well, I don't believe that is the case because, as I understand it, some of the family are walking on two feet. So I don't know what the ins and outs of it are. I know there's a forthcoming documentary on the BBC, so maybe we should watch that and then we'll all know what's going on. Mm. Instead of just leaping to conclusions because you read half of it on the internet we, and then uh, skipped but, on to but something all else. All I'm saying is, though, you would wear shoes on your hands if you're roaming about like that. <laughs> so I mean, you've just confessed there that you, 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 you leapt from fact to fiction, did you, in the space of I'm, one I'm, diary entry? It's just that I saw a little picture. And you assumed that they'd be wearing shoes on their feet. If they've got hands. shoes on their feet, they might as well have them on their hands, because their hands are doing the same as the feet. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not going to wear them on your hands, don't put them on your feet then. I'm beginning to think some monkey news was bollocks. <laughs> uh, treated Suzanne to her tea, went and got her a curry from the shop opposite. While I waited for the food, I read a story in the Metro newspaper about an alien gang oh. that kept appearing in someone's garden. Christ. The bloke moved, but when he used to pass the house at night, he would still see the aliens knocking about, hiding underneath his old shed. There was other alien stuff, but I had to go as the food was ready. Brilliant. Yeah, it's a bit annoying, that. Yeah, load of bollocks again. Well, good. More, um, drivel from Carl's diary next week. Right. Rockbusters. Quick. Right then, so last week gave you some initials, again, of artist or a band. Quick. Cryptic clue and that. Yeah. Um, the first one I gave you, the initials were ND. Yeah. Uh, that Jamaican fella, uh, he doesn't want anything, right? So you got to think about the accent there. Yeah. Um, he doesn't want anything, so, yeah. so he's not, he's, so, he's not sort of demanding anything. Okay. No, no sort of demand, nil demand. <laughs> Neil Diamond. So it's like Neil Diamond. They'd say Neil Diamond, please. No, Can no. I have some Neil Diamond. No, right. Neil Diamond. But just now it was all to do with I've got no demands. Now it's a Jamaican person going in and asking for Neil Diamond in a Jamaican voice. Yeah, I know, but it's a cryptic clue, isn't it? Doesn't work. <laughs> the second one was uh, the initial was E. Uh, I asked them to pass me the ball by using the red. Uh, what do you do if you chuck someone a ball? They head it back. Edit back, yeah. They, so he they head it back. So you'd say, uh, edit, edit to us. Edit, edit us. That's, that's editors. What that's, is it? Is it a... It's a band that I've No, 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 there's a band called the, the Editors, but there's no band called Editus. Editus, what's that? Is it great, is it a Greek band? Again, cryptic. Just, you got no, to think cryptic. again, bollocks. Then the last one, uh, TR with it, it was the initials. Yeah. The cryptic clue. He's got the woolly ones, but I've got the ones that run and charge at you. Go what, on. What I forgot? Dunno. Well, sheep, something to do with sheep. Right, something to do with sheep. They're, they're the woolly ones. Yeah. What are the ones that run and charge at you? Oh, they're woolly as well. No, no, the but rams. Uh, not, not as woolly. The rams, right. Yeah, they're there. The, the ram ones, right? If you write that down. No, you not even write it down. It's, that's, a, it's that's a... Ramones. The so, ram ones. The no, ram but it's how you say it, isn't it? It's not, because it's not... No, no, it sort of changes about a bit, just cryptic. But <laughs> your understanding cryptic. of the word cryptic is yeah. it can be anything. What am I thinking, cryptic? Cryptic clues in a crossword have a logic to them, that's why people are able so, to answer them. Well done to Neil Fennan, who's in, uh, in Canada. He's well, I just don't know what that says about bollocks Neil. This. Right, do the next week's one. Right, then. Just get it over with, we've got to stop this, monkey news is coming back. No, it's not coming back, there's, there's nothing going on, we're not doing it. Right, S-C, the initials. 
of the artist of the band. Go on. S-C. Uh, the cryptic clue. Uh, d- stop, just stop saying cryptic, cos it's not. The, the clue is, I went into the restaurant on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, and the fella making the food was there each time. Right? S-C are the initials. I went into the restaurant on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday if you want. Uh, the fella making the food, he, he was there each time. What's so he changed it? Uh, uh, S-C. Was he there Saturday and Sunday or not? He can be if you want, I'm just saying he's there a lot. Oh, this Work is- this is, at, this is like pulling teeth. I'm trying to hurry it up. And the second one, <sighs> go into that woman's store and rip her off, right? Right. That's C. Okay. C. Go into that woman's store and, and rip her off. Okay. You know, if you're gonna do that. Oh, don't mumble <laughs> at the end of it. Go on. Just do the clue. And the last one, the initial E. Last one ever. You have had, had a go at laying down a track. But it ain't perfect, right? So you're sort of making a making a track. No, like just do the clue. You're making a track. You what, do, give us the clue. Down, Don't just talk perfect. around it. Right, the initial is E. E. What's the clue? You have had a go at laying down the track, but it ain't perfect. Fine. A music track. Yeah. Well, no, but no, 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 no. You can't. <laughs> no, there's, they, these people can't ask questions. Well, I can. Oh God. So send them in podcast at rickygervais Right. That's the end of. Uh, Another Ricky Gervais show. Oh, thank God for that. Another one next week. We've got to give value for money. Because oh. this is shit. So we've got to... What we do is, because this is such dreadful bollocks, we're giving more of it. Yes. That's <laughs> <Lucky> them. <laughs> yeah. So it's cheerio from me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Bye. And Carl Pilkington. Hello, welcome to number five, season two of the Ricky Gervais show, with me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant, hello, and Carl Pilkington. All right. Coming up, Carl's going to teach us all about Sigmund Freud. No, we're not, we're not doing that. Well, no, yes, we, we are, are because last yeah. week we promised people that you'd research yeah. Sigmund Freud. Yeah, but I, I had a look, but uh, I didn't find him that interesting. So, but that's not. But this is this is what irrelevant. I mean. This is what we were talking about. You you say you wish you could go back and learn stuff in school because you didn't. You want knowledge. You always say about you want to learn. Yeah, something I want to learn something interesting every day. Yeah, but you've got that. <sighs> I gave him. I had a look at the website. It, it just oh oh sigmundfreud.com. Yeah, he started that. I just didn't had he? a look. I just did a search on like famous quotes from philosophy. quotes. Brilliant. That get you everything you need. A quote. That's well, I, don't, it. I don't need to know his history. That sums I up just... a man's life work. A quote. No, but that's what you remembered for, isn't it? Churchill will go on the beaches and all that. <laughs> uh, Sigmund. Didn't really have any any sort of catchphrases, is what yeah, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things that you hear. <laughs> yeah, sound bites. Yeah. He, he wasn't good with the press. <laughs> Brilliant. So you well, haven't bothered to learn about him. Well, you didn't pick up a book. I wouldn't know where to start. Do you feel like you're thinking in your head? Sometimes, like then, I was, but I don't know if I am because it's got a mind of its own, hasn't it? <laughs> I did look at some of the things that he'd said, and the one Do it now! Do it now! Why? What have you learned about Freud? Okay, here we go. This is Carl Educates Ricky and Steve. Number one, Sigmund Freud. Carl, tell us what you learned about Sigmund Freud. Right. All I remember oh. was, like he said, a baby. You, know, you look at a little baby having some milk from its mum's breast, right? It looks well happy. Uh, it has enough. It's full up. 
uh, it goes to sleep, it's got a smile on its face, right? He said, <laughs> that's what happens when you're older as well. That's all I remember from all the things that he was saying on his thing. He just said it's weird how, like, it's, Absolute. it's like... Now, to be fair, Rick, that is obviously in translation. Yeah, I know. From the original, so I don't want you... No, I'm not having a go at Freud. But, you know. I mean, Freud has been discredited on, on some issues, and we've moved on with experimental psychology and, and But that's, and that's the you. one that was interesting. I don't quite follow... So what do you take from that? Explain that to us in layman's terms. Um. I don't know. You... Well, that's pointless. Without application, knowledge is pointless. But it's not knowledge, is it? He's just saying drink milk all your life. It's good for you. Can't no, he's not it. saying drink milk all your life. What <laughs> is this? Is this an advert he's doing he now? He also came up with go to work on an egg. Yeah. Oh, Christ almighty. But, but like I said, I wasn't that impressed by, uh, by his, by his work. So... Unbelievable. Carl is allowed to vote. <laughs> I know, He's yeah. allowed to cast a vote That's in this country. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, right. I wish I hadn't. I've only done it once, and look what happened. I got called up for jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing it again. People do what they do anyway. It's, I think they only let us vote, so they, so we feel like we're having a say in what's going on. But really, it just carries on, doesn't it? I haven't seen a big change. But that's exactly why you vote. No, the best thing you can do is look after yourself. Get on with it. Brilliant. Okay, well, I, I hope that's a quote. I hope someone out there who's, uh, you know, maybe making a, a dictionary of quotes or an encyclopedia and they, they've finished with Freud, they've done Freud, they've done Pavlov, he hit a dog on the head with a stick, next, Carl Pilkington. Carl Pilkington, what would, what do you say about the world? Just get on with it. Mm. Well, we're not, in, we're not in charge of it, is what I'm saying. That's nearly it? as good as, let's go to the beach. Uh, Winston spoke, Churchill. I spoke to my dad about it, and he, he called up saying, oh, I'm sick oh, of Oh, well, we're gonna get some, some quality thinking here. Go on. <laughs> go on. No, he was saying, uh, about global warming and that. Yeah. He was saying he's sick of hearing about it. Right. Because at the end of the day, that's just the world in it. We're all getting old, and the world's getting old. That's, that's the end of it. Brilliant. What, an, another amazing quote. Well, it is. What, what, what we're trying to do. This is what I'm saying about we don't like people to get old. We're always saying, oh, we can change that face, we can lift your chin up, we can put a wig on you. Why are you saying, so annoyed about people wanting to live a little bit longer? Because enough's enough, is what I'm saying. The world, the world's the same. It's just getting old and, <sighs> you know, it used to have more green on it, but now it's gone a bit bald. So it hasn't got as much green, it's got more soil. Treat the world like a head. <laughs> That's an amazing quote. Treat the That's world no, like you, a head. You've actually come up with one there. Um, I thought of another phase you could just just sit in here talking to you, flogging a dead horse. Yeah. What do you what do you think that means? Flogging a dead horse. A number of people are still amazed by your complete lack of understanding some of these famous uh, sayings and phrases. So, well, that's an easy one. Yeah, that's that's like uh, you know get. Get a new, get a new horse, or um, mm. no, he hasn't got it. No one's going to buy it. No, it doesn't mean that sort of flogging. When you're hitting it. Yeah. Right. So what's the point in hitting it? So it's dead anyway. So don't bother hitting it. It's absolutely, not feeling it's pointless. Anymore. It's a way. It just means it just means it's a waste of time. Yeah, but it depends what that horse has done to you. No, it doesn't. No, it does. It's that thing, innit, of like, a, if a bear attacked you mm. and you managed to hit it on the head and it went down, you'd go, and you'd be annoyed, you'd still have built-up aggression, you'd give it an extra clout. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, unbelievable! Let's 
extraordinary. Again. I don't know who's compiling this book. Sometimes um, it's worth flogging a dead horse if he did something to you, if he annoyed you. Carl, I've got a couple of little facts for you, just to try and in inflame your imagination. Go on. Sharks are immune to cancer. Are they? Yeah. So what, wh how have they found that out? Well, I don't know, but... But I've, I've never heard of any fish having cancer, though. I haven't heard of a, a cod being ill. <laughs> so why are we focusing on that one? <laughs> Good point. Okay. Stroking a spider can cause its hair to fall out. What, because it's... it doesn't like it and it gets stressed out, or... Is it just that some people are rubbing too hard? No, I don't think it's they're rubbing too hard. I think it's something to do with... It, it, I mean, w what sort of maniac is stroking a spider anyway? My mum did it once. Really? Yeah, not, not to a spider. Right. It was, uh, just a little bee. <laughs> She'd been out, um, sunny day and that. Uh, got the washing off the washing line. <laughs> she was bringing it in. Little bee sat on the top of, like, the bed sheet or whatever it was. Yeah. And, um, she's in the kitchen with it, and she goes, look at that. Little bee there, she started sort of stroking its, stroking its head. And it loved it. <laughs> hey, I didn't make it clear that it loved it. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't struggling, it was just sat there like, cos it must have been like a bit dozy, they get a bit dozy, don't they, in the, uh, in the heat and that. Mm. And, uh, it just stayed there on the sheet and she sort of stroked its head for a bit. And she had to put it out, it didn't go out, it didn't try and escape. It was like, you've had enough now. Uh, <laughs> that was, that was that, she sent it out. <laughs> she loved all that, she loved little flies and stuff, and we had Harry the house fly. What? Said, Harry the house fly. What do you mean? It's just a fly that always seems to knock about in one corner of the room. Right, it's the same fly, was it? Yeah, it was the same fly. Yeah. How do you know it was the same fly? So whenever she saw a fly, she went, oh, it's back. Well, it's, we weren't letting him in, it's just that it stayed in. Carl! What makes you think it was a pet housefly as opposed to a different fly every day? Because it was always in the same place in the corner. But it could have been that something about that particular place that attracted flies rather than it was the same fly. Well, I'm never worried about it. It's not. It wasn't harming us. It's just. It just always hung about. But how do you know it was the same fly? How do you recognise it? We weren't worried about it. It, does, it doesn't matter, does it? If, if like we're thinking another fly is getting a bit of free rent or something, just, no, but, just let it let it stay. I don't understand what. But why? why no, no, well, no. I right. Okay, you're in the house, right? There's flies. Okay. Not flies. Fly. What? Why do you think it was the same fly for all those years? Just because we haven't got loads of other flies, at no point was there a crossover period where there's two and it's like, hang on a minute, he's trying it on here. <laughs> That's what I mean, it was always just one on its own. And we just thought, leave it, it's alright. I don't know why, why are you suspicious? Why do you always think someone's out to do you? <laughs> no, I'm not, fly. I'm not. I don't know why you assumed when you see a fly every now and again that it's exactly the same fly. It just was. It's Harry. The one in our house was the same one. How do you know? Well, alright, I don't, but I'd, at no point did I feel suspicious. <laughs> Speaking of flies, though, and that, um, they've, they've got one, right? I was out with Ricky, right, and he was reading the paper. There was a story there about a fly that its eyesight was bad or something, and they'd made it a pair of glasses, and it had a picture of a housefly wearing 
Okay, this is this is incredible, Steve. Can I can I take over? Hang on, let me just just need to finish a couple of questions for that. So he's got there's a small fly and they've made it a pair of glasses. Yeah. So that it can see better. Yeah. And your concern is what? Well, again, it's just that thing of we're, we're looking after everything now. Aren't Sorry, we? I've got to come in here, Steve. All right. I showed you, you the story. Saw it. You saw it. It was a picture of a, a house fly, fly with a pair of glasses, glasses on. Yeah. Right. It was about a one sentence thing. Mm. It was about how far technology's come. Yeah. And, and a group of scientists out. using um, microscopy, right, and uh, um, uh, laser tools had. As an exhibition, shown that they could make a pair of glasses smaller to fit on a heart. They put it on there and they're taking a picture of it, and it's on as a display. At no point was it actually because the fly had bad eyesight. The fly was presumably dead. It was purely an art installation or a show of technology. I thought you were going to say, Rick, that you drawn the uh, glasses on there, <laughs> and he believed it. Like there's a bearded lady in this paper. <laughs> no. <laughs> my God, my God, Tony Blair looks like Adolf Hitler. No. <laughs> what, what do you think of that, though? But they well, did it as an experiment. Out. Yeah, but all things start as an experiment. But why would they make a pair of glasses but for a fly? How, how would they know he had short, a bad eyesight? How would they know it was the same fly? Bumping into stuff. I don't know. Bumping into stuff. But no. why would they bother making glasses for it? And they've got a compound eye. They'd have to make about a thousand pairs of glasses for a fly. It's just, it's just that thing, innit, of human nature is something's wrong with something, let's fix it. And they, and they try and help people out all the time, don't they? <laughs> When you, no. you know, we are. We're always doing it. We're always trying to help people out instead of just going. You've been dealt a duff card. Cope with it. <laughs> we're always fiddling. Always fiddle about. It's like that bit about um, uh, what was it? Is you see, this is technology going mad and that um, they're doing operations on people, right? Um, and instead of inject, sort of injecting you with. Uh, stuff that knocks you out. They're going to hypnotise you, and uh, they, they operate on you when you're hypnotised. But you're still awake, so you sat there awake. Mm. You're aware of what's going on around you, mm. but you can't feel anything because someone's hypnotised you. Why are we messing about with that when there's nothing wrong with the injection? Well, there are. I mean, it's not it's not healthy to constantly give someone very dangerous. Yeah, very but dangerous you, just, time. you just said it yourself there constantly. If you, if, if you keep you coming multiple in having operations on up, someone, don't be doing multiple operations. But sometimes you need to. Why? Because of whatever the complaint it. may be. Yeah, but, but no, not multiple. Give them one or two max. After two, it's like, enough's enough. We've operated on you, we fixed that, we fixed that. We're not fixing anymore because it's just going to be, there's going to be something else wrong with you. Because you're getting old. Like the world. Get on with it. That's, that's what I'm saying. Stop sort of ploughing stuff into it. Like I've said before about a car. You know, the gearbox is gone. All right, we'll replace it. Oh, exhaust. Well, all right, we'll put an exhaust on it. Oh, the oil filter. Forget it. <laughs> Came up with a good idea. We'll um, be the judge of that. Mm. Uh, well, I, I do it now. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Okay. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I, I'm sticking my neck out here. Um, but, yeah. uh, right. I think this isn't going to be a good idea. Okay. Thoughts? Well, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to second that motion. Okay, let's see. Let's see if we're, let's see if we're both right. See through skin. <laughs> <laughs> High five, Rick! <laughs> well, I heard, uh, and you told me this, so I know it's true. What? Do you know when I talked about replacing blood with ink? Yeah. They, they can do it, not with ink. 
coconut, uh, coconut, what was it? Well, one, it, it said, uh, um, coconut milk can be used, uh, as, as plasma. But yeah. I haven't had that verified, because it's off one of those websites where there are spurious facts. I've, I've seen facts like, uh, the Impala's fur is just nearly the same colour as grape juice. Which, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that, who's that aimed at. I don't know, you know. It's so... Uh, well, what do you think of that, Steve? I mean, I've sort well, of touched on it. But I've just got to echo what Ricky said. I, I can't have an opinion unless it's been verified. But why, why aren't you just being open-minded enough to go, well... Uh, no, 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 that's not, not being open-minded. Open-minded open is, is, uh, being open to the facts that, you know, the possibility. Open-minded isn't uh, believing everything you hear. You don't believe everything you read, do you? Um, a lot of it. A lot of stuff you kind of go, well, that's, that's interesting to... But what, we talked about this, what about Noah's Ark? What about it? Well, you know, you said you believed it because it's in book form. But, uh, according to that, uh, didn't he get two of every species on a big boat? But, but we know that's impossible, don't we? Um, depends where he was. If he was above a zoo, there would have been a lot of different stuff knocking about. That's my only problem a with that. A zoo hasn't got, hasn't got one percent of all animal species. No, but they've got more. What I'm saying is, where was he floating where he could get an elephant, a giraffe, a cat, a dog, a gerbil? Where were all these things floating about? Well, exactly. Right, that's, these, that's these Old Testament zoos, they were quite... Yeah, yeah quite but big, exactly, really. but, you're, but you're, you're right, you're questioning it. Le, 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 how is it possible? But I've just said, a zoo. But what are you talking about, a zoo? As I said, there's no zoo that has got 1% of all animal species. Well, I don't know where you got them from, then. There's a couple of million species of animal. And how did he round these animals up? Because they were drowning, so they were, they were looking for any boat. <laughs> so they were looking, they were actively seeking out an ark. Well, they, they would have just been looking for anything to get hold of. Yeah, and where did they keep them all? How did they keep them all separate? How did they... At that point... Oh, no, the lions at the otter. No, because at that point, it's, it's that thing, in it of how you all pull together in it Don't in a bad situation. talk shit. You all chip in, they're all like, oh, God, you know, let's be nice to our neighbours. Right. So there's spiders talking to flies and... Well, they, they would have just gone elsewhere, wouldn't they? They would have been on another bit of the boat. The spiders don't have to knock about with the lions just because they're all in it together. They get their own little area, don't they? Well, I don't know. How big is this boat? How it's big, big. It's big. It's a big boat. Hey, how long, what was the warning he got from God to make it? I don't know. It was a couple of weeks. He probably had, um, the Extreme Makeover Home Edition team. Uh, they, they all chipped in. Probably had Queer Eye for a Straight Guy helping him out with some of the... The, the interior design elements. Yeah, yeah. Two of every species, Carl. How big would this boat have to be? Yeah, it's big. You can't just keep saying it's big. Because I know in your mind, you're imagining this ark, there's a boat with Noah up the front with his wife, two giraffes behind him, they're next there, two elephants, and it just, and, and it's just like, it's just like elephant, giraffe, hippo, dog, cat, weasel, couple of frogs. And a spider talking to a fly going, yeah. let's get on, but when we're off here, you're dead. But what would you have done then? Would you, are you saying that you wouldn't get on there because it's too noisy? It's not a question it's of not, what it didn't happen. Done. It didn't happen. To be honest, I'm not bothered. And they got through it, didn't they? <laughs> they got through it. They're here now. We're not short of them. If anything, like I said, he didn't do us a favour because he saved too much. You can't move out there for stuff. <laughs> Chimpanzee, that he's running down again, you fucking.
That's the jingle for uh, excerpts from Carl's diary. This is all uh, legitimate stuff. Ricky and I have had no input in this. This is the first time we get to read it. Went and did some shopping for stuff as it was my turn. Suzanne moaned a bit because I forgot orange juice and bought some cheap toilet paper. She always buys the expensive toilet paper. I don't know why they make toilet paper with pretty patterns on it. <laughs> that made it into the diary. <laughs> uh, up and out at nine o'clock to go to the Cotswolds. Now, I think this was a gift for your girlfriend, wasn't it? For her yeah, birthday. Yeah, it was a birthday night, yeah. so I just went for one night. Got the car and headed off. We stopped at a service station to get some breakfast. We had fried toast with an egg on it, one sausage and beans, twice. Cost us £13.85. They sell everything separate, so it seems cheap. At that price, we must have been charged for each bean. <laughs> we found the B&B, but they wouldn't let us in the room because we were early. We went for a walk. <laughs> there was not much around the B&B, so we had a quick walk around the car park. <laughs> <laughs> and went back in. Happy birthday. <laughs> the room was now ready. It's an alright room. Free biscuits, so I ate them straight away. <laughs> like a child. <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> he runs in, jumps on the bed. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Get off the bed. Not on the furniture. <laughs> the room overlooked the car park that we'd already been round. <laughs> <laughs> You're staring at that window. Remember when we went there? <laughs> we'll always have the car park. Oh, yeah. oh, God. The room had posh coat hangers in the wardrobe with sponge on them. <laughs> so I ate the sponge. <laughs> Don't think they are needed. <laughs> we went and booked a table for Sunday dinner and went on another walk. There was a field that was there just for birds to live on. We couldn't see any, so we went to the pub. Headed back to where we were staying for our dinner, I had beef. It was nice enough, but there was a family of 13 behind us. I don't see the point in going out in large numbers. They annoyed me. One of the family asked for sorbet before his next course. He was only about 11. He thought he was it. <laughs> I said to Suzanne, I've had enough and needed a kip. Watch Planet Earth on BBC One. They filmed a panda for four weeks and all it did was sit in its cave. It did nout. If I was Fiat, I wouldn't name one of my cars after them as it suggests it won't work or go very far. It'd be like bringing out a Ford Sloth. No one would buy it. <laughs> Vauxhall Slug. <laughs> <laughs> we had a look round the local village. There wasn't much to it. We did the usual thing and had a look round the church graveyard to see how old the dead people are. <laughs> so Su Suzanne's on the end of the car so far. She's gone to the Cotswolds. The room wasn't ready. She's seen the car park and empty fields. And now let's go and play how old the dead people are. Well, I like the fact that you mentioned we did the usual thing of having a look around the church graveyard. Do you make her do that every time you go away? I like the fact. I want to know what she did for two hours when you slept. Did she just like she went to a club and a whale of a time? No, she just looked out at the car park, just like memories. But that's what you do, though, isn't it? When you go to these places, there's nothing else unless you want fudge. Or, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you walk around the church graveyard. And, and have a look. Like it's nothing. Fudge. We went home. It took three hours to drive back. People say they go to the country to see the wildlife. I saw rabbits, pheasants and a fox on the way home. They were all dead in the road. 
<laughs> Talking, I was just intrigued to know because Rob from Britain on Trent has uh, sent this in, and he wants to know that because he's just started seeing someone, and he wants to know what your advice, Carl, is on how to keep her happy. You know, he's just started a relationship with someone. He wants to know what what your advice would be to keep her happy because, you know, I mean, he won't have heard that you took Suzanne on that wonderful trip to the Cotswolds. So. What's your sort of your advice really for someone who's perhaps just started a relationship? I, don't, I, I mean, you've been with Suzanne for what nine years? Ages. Mm. I don't think you should um, have to go out of your way to please them because then it's not the right person. Mm. I think you should just do what you want, and then if they like it, then they're the right ones for you. Mm. So don't don't go out of your way too much. I mean, I got the posh badge for a birthday. Mm. Uh, that's once a year. Um, rest of the time, it's kind of like, you know. I, I I like weird stuff. I like watching weird stuff and all that. Um, now and again, I won't make her watch it. I'll, I'll tape it. This <laughs> <laughs> is amazing advice. But sometimes this is amazing advice. Sometimes you just say, "No, come on, the bloke with the two heads on. I want to watch it live." Uh, <laughs> so give and take is what you're saying there. That's all. It's, it's, it shouldn't be hard. As soon as it's hard, it's not right. So just uh, just go about your business. So she joins in. Brilliant. Another quote for the book. Woke up to the Commonwealth Games on the radio. Now, what are you making of the Commonwealth Games? Is that something that interests you? Are you a sports fan? Um, I, I'm not really. I mean, Suzanne's uh, sort of been getting up early, especially to watch it. Um, you know how I feel about a lot of it. Um, it just seems to be sort of wasted. If people are running fast, use it. Do you know what I mean? Rather than just trying to beat your own record or someone else's, do something where you do have to run. If you're a good swimmer, be a lifeguard. Don't be messing about going up and down. I was swimming recently. I do a lot of swimming, and I've never quite mastered my front crawl. Just never quite nailed the breathing because it's quite tricky, isn't it? You know, you have yeah. got to breathe at the right moment. And um, so I'm in the swimming pool in the local gym, and there's a guy bombing up and down, really doing a great forward stroke. So I uh, waited till he came up, and sort of went, uh, <laughs> "Excuse me, mate." Um, <clears throat> I was just watching you when you were doing your front crawl. I was really impressed. Could you just watch me when I do mine and tell me if I'm going wrong? Why would you watch a man? I know, and that was what I. Th that was the problem. Is only as I was saying it did I realise what it sounded like. I've just been watching you yeah. swimming up and down. I was really and, impressed. And you're both in speedos. <laughs> both in speedos. You know, I'm I'm got the goggles on. Oh, you got a special, special <laughs> orthopedic. No, I know. You know, special um, prescription goggles so that I can see when I'm when I'm swimming. So, How much were um, they? Quite, oh, quite pricey. But why do you need them? There's nothing in a pool to look at. It's not like you're scuba diving. There's well, nothing. Well, just... clearly there is something to look at in a pool. Well, no, I wasn't. I wasn't checking. Well, I was checking him out, but I was checking him out for for swimming tips. And he just mm. looked at me when I asked him, "Can you just watch me and offer me any tips?" And he See, just looked at me like I was just that's, mental. That is a, such a strange thing to say. Can you just watch? I don't know how you had the nerve to do that. Well, I, it was innocently motivated. Well, I know it's innocent, but what a strange thing to go up to someone. And but what with the civilization are we living in, where we can just ask our fellow man to help us out with our forward crawl? But we're in a society where we can't. But you know that it's a strange thing to say. But, I, but sometimes it's nice to just think, no. Do you know what? I'm not going to fall into the trap of I thinking agree. he's immediately going to think I'm gay or but that I'm chatting him up. I'm just going to ask him to do me a favour. There's nothing wrong with that. What if he said, yeah, it's just good, yeah. Um, do you mind coming out me with um, my plastering? You'd have said, no, I can't. But it's not the same. He's in the swimming pool. He's yeah. there in the pool. He's swimming up and down. He's, you know, yeah. it's not no skin off his nose to just offer a bit of kindly advice. If your car's broken down in the in the middle of nowhere and someone drives by, you know, it's a generous thing to do. Just stop and maybe look under the bonnet and help them out. I agree. 
But I don't see how that's any different. You yeah. know, all, and he did, and he did, and all he asked was that I might come off. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. I'm joking. <laughs> That's the jingle for Rockbusters, um, a quiz which I don't think anyone enjoys. I mean, Carl doesn't enjoy writing them, we don't enjoy listening to them, the listeners from the emails are just not interested, so don't know why we bother. <laughs> but anyway, right. here we go. Last week's clues, go. Uh, the first one, it's, it's a uh, cryptic clue, just in case. No, the stop saying cryptic, because they're cryptic not cryptic. Clue with initials of an artist or a band. Mm. You work it out, you know, you send in the answers. Mm. Right, the first one, the initials were SC, right? Um, and the cryptic clue was, uh, I went into the restaurant on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Mm. The fella making the food, he was, he was there each time. Okay. Right? So you've got to think about it, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, just tell us uh, What is he? He's, he's, he's a cook, isn't he, if he's making the food yeah. and that. Mm. If he was there on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's the, mm. it's the same, same cook. Right? Yeah, yeah. So what have you got there? Same cook. Same cook. Sam Cook. Sam you cook. said same cook. Yeah, but if I went, I, I, what, the way I look at it is, if someone went, if I worked in a record shop, the way you shop, look at it is, if it, I you get a close shop, you someone and came just in, say and said, have you got Sam cook? I'd go, yeah, sure, he's in the jazz section or whatever. Right, the second one. Bollocks, that is bollocks, that one. Go, go into that woman's store and rip her off, right? So what's a store? Shop. Right? If you're ripping someone off, what are you doing? Stealing. Uh, another way of. Conning. Right, okay. And what, what, what is it? It's a shop, it's a woman, so what, what am I saying? What's the initial? C. Con shop. Right. It's, it's a woman. Corner shop. Corner shop. There Corner you go. shop. So Steve worked that one out. Well done there. Um, the last one. Uh, I'm stunned. You've had a go at laying down a track, but yeah. it ain't perfect. Go on then. Mm. What's that? So a track yeah, is... Yeah, what's the initial? E. Okay. So you've had a go at laying down this track. Yeah. So when you're laying down a track, it's like a, it's a, it's a mix, isn't it? Yeah. You've had a go at doing it. You've just, just, you know, it ain't perfect. Yeah. So you could say it's a, what's another word for not perfect? It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a... Oh, Shit. Bit of a, like, that's a bit rough, isn't it? It's a bit, bit of a rough mix. It's your, your rough mix. Your rough mix. Your rough mix. I've, I've never heard of that band. <laughs> that's not bad. Annie Lennox, isn't it? Your rough mix. So, uh, Your Candice, mix. Candice Morris I, in, in London, uh, got them. I really don't know what to say. So, uh, sign picture off You're to right. her. I, well, I feel embarrassed that we, that we're still doing okay, it. Okay, this, okay. Yeah, well, we're, we're jacking it in a bit. Should we just yeah. not, let's, should we just not mention it again like it never happened? Well, let's do monkey news next week. No, we're not doing monkey news. There's nothing going on. In mon I'd be doing it if there was monkey news going on. It's not going on. We can't do it. Rockbusters has to fill the gap. Are we doing this week's? Hurry up. CK. Depressing. Oh god, we got this week's to come. I thought Fuck this was me. over. CK. Fucking hell. Do you know the, uh, the songs that you sing at Christmas? That bloke who sings them is, is brilliant at it. Right? CK. Second one. MG. I told the homosexual man that oh. the grape tree was mine. What? I told the homosexual man that the grape tree was mine. And what's the initials? MG. Right? Okay. Bit of an easy one. And, uh, I asked you, if you believe in Father Christmas, right, what would you say if I asked you? The initial is S. Is that specifically Ricky? Um, we might as well keep it as, as Ricky, yeah. I asked you, if, if you believe in Father Christmas, what would you say? 
So have they got? Is there any prior knowledge? Do they have to guess what I'd say? Well, no. It's obvious what you'd say about it. Oh, this uh, is so bad. So it's, emba it's an embarrassment. This. Yeah. So it's a little quiz. Leave them thinking with that for the for the next week. Right. What are you going to learn about next in? week? Podcast at rickyjvase.com. Just send them in. Embarrassing. Don't bother. If they're shit. Right. Well, that's about it for another week. Um, it's the end of number five. Number six next week. Um, keep coming to rickyjvase.com. Mm -hmm. uh, we keep you abreast of things that are going on. We've made a little video, haven't we, Carl? That we might pop up there. And uh, we've had a few emails about the old shows. People came into them late in the season. Well, you can now get all 12 episodes of the first season uh, on iTunes. And I think that's a, a two or three quid in England or um, five dollars or so, I'm not sure. But you can get those now, all 12. So, uh, for me, Vicky Gervais, goodbye. From Steve Merchant. Goodbye. And from Carl Pilkington. Hello, welcome to number six, the final episode in this season two of the Ricky Gervais Show with me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant, hello, and Carl Pilkington. All right. You can still go and get the archive. All eighteen episodes we've done so far are available on iTunes and Audible.co.uk. Um, and there's a little video diary we've done, a little free podcast. We may go into free podcasting, but in video, Steve. Uh. And there's a little free taster up there. Um, so check that out. Uh, go to rickysrays.com to find out all news and everything. But, come on, let's get on with this episode. We're, we're here and now. This is right, yeah, absolutely, here we are. Good. Carl. Go. I've got some bad news to start off with straight away. Um, the world's oldest tortoise. A 250-year-old tortoise died last week. Yeah. Did it? Yeah, in a zoo in India. 250 years old. So would th would that have had that thing that they say about how you get a, like a flashback of of your life? <laughs> <laughs> you mean your life flashes before your eyes? Yeah, they say, don't they? Just like on your last breath or whatever. You like like see you coming out of the womb and everything. Well, well, one, I don't believe that's true. I don't believe your life flashes before you. I don't know. I don't know what evidence we've got. People who die say, you know, you never guess what's happening. No, but there's there's loads of things that have happened where people go, oh, that's that's weird. That's that goes to show that we've been around before. Or no, it doesn't. There's none. That, I have no evidence for that. Well, reincarnation. I, I told you that time when it happened to me when I was younger. Go on. Your life flashed before your eyes. Well, it wasn't like a flashback, but it was close. It's the next next thing next to flashbacks. It was. Um, <laughs> I was having a bath, right, and uh, my mum had like run the bath and that, and uh, she said, "Is that is that too warm?" And I said something like, "No, it's it's all right. This it's a lot better than when I used to have a have a bath in that wooden bath in front of the fire." <laughs> okay. And she was like, "What?" And I said, "You know, it happened years ago." And she was a bit like, "Oh," and I I can't remember that now, but she talks about it and. You know, that just goes to show that. Because I, I was at an age when I wouldn't have known about wooden baths years ago in front of fires. No, but you talk rubbish now. So you, all you were doing, you were talking rubbish from an early age. Where's the problem? No, but you can only talk rubbish if you're aware of knowledge. Well, you... I didn't know about wooden baths, so why would I have invented that? But Carl, that? we've only got your mother's word on this, and she thought you might one day be a doctor. 
Yeah. So she put a rock with a feather on it to keep a parrot company. <laughs> Lest we forget. Yeah, but I'm just just saying. Well, it's all bollocks. Um, so have you researched this? You've tried to find out when little Karl Mark one and his wooden bath when he was. No, around? I don't want to go there because that's when you start digging out all sorts. It's of rubbish. Trouble, isn't it? It's rubbish. No, it's, it's not rubbish. Well, it's what sort of stuff? There's might no discover? scientific evidence. No, but... just like I've said about family trees and that. Don't don't be looking at them because you're, you're only going to find stuff you don't really want to know about. It's the same as that, isn't it? Leave it. Let it be. Do you know what I mean? If if you if your granddad was Einstein, you'd know about it because your family would be shouting about it. If he was a badden, you go oh, keep that quiet. So right. don't look at family trees, and it's the same. Don't be looking back in your past lives. Because <laughs> no God knows lives. what you've been up to. Well, Carl of the Wooden Bath. Proof. If Carl Pilkington live on air talking shit again. <laughs> but this this tortoise. So if that's and also its flashbacks would just be uh, you know the same wall. I mean it basically spent <laughs> I don't know how many years in a cage. It was in the zoo. So uh, it died of liver failure. Which is a problem if you're a tortoise, because with us they can cut you open and have a look at the liver. With that, it's going, forget it, we're not getting in there. It's like you when you didn't want the plumbers to knock through the tiles to check out the piping. It's around with the tortoise. If it's a liver, we're not going through that. It's not worth it. If it's your head or your feet, we'll have a look, mate. But we're not looking at internal organs with a giant tortoise. Why not? Because, what do you mean? Well, can't, can't you drill into those things? It's only, it is only a shell. That is easier to replace than, than skin. Carl. I was joking. You can't do a liver operation on a tortoise. Why not? It's got all the same parts, hasn't it? All the same body parts and that. Well, I think that's the point. Well, not really, but, um, yeah, it's... But, but better speaking. ones, in a way, because they live longer. So they're doing something right, aren't right. they? If they can live 250-odd years, our, our art can't do that. Right. Which is what I say about our tortoise has got it right in a way that it's, it's taking its time on everything. We're rushing about, getting stressed out. That's just, you know, getting on with it. It's not rushing. Uh, it eats healthy, doesn't it? It eats lettuce and stuff. Yeah. So that's that's probably doing it right, but to be honest, it's too much. I wouldn't <laughs> want to live 250 years just eating lettuce. Let's not forget that all a tortoise does is eat lettuce. <laughs> it's not like it's jet skiing weekends and then getting its lettuce on a Monday. That's all it does, is eat lettuce. Yeah. And that appeals to you, does it? Uh, no, I'm just saying that it must be doing something right, though. Of course it's doing something right. Because it's living 250 years. But all animals do something right, however long they live. Mayflies live a day, but they're doing something right. Well, they're not, are they? They haven't got a chance to learn how to do it right. And then, and then they're dead. It's, you know, that's from one extreme to another, isn't it? That just mm. seems a bit mental to me, that living a day. I wouldn't bother, so forget it. <laughs> Could you be bothered? You don't, uh, just as you get to know someone. <laughs> yeah. Another mayfly. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying if we had that, if that's how we lived our lives, you wouldn't have a chance to make a mark or anything, would you? It's just... It's would just, you try and pack a lot in that day? Uh, Disneyland, whatever. No, I'd prefer to make it miserable so I don't miss it, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But I was thinking the other day about, um, you know, your body and everything, because it is amazing, isn't it? How it works. Oh, yeah, yeah. Does the brain control you, or are you controlling the brain? I don't <laughs> know if I'm in charge of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Nor do I, There's Carl. a surprise. Nor do I, Carl. No, do, do you know what I mean, though, by that? Does well, the brain control you, or do well, you when control you, the when, brain? Well, like, don't you ever sort of think sometimes? Say if you're making... But you I are the making, brain. 
No, no, but I was making a shopping list, right? Going, right, need some, uh, rice, uh, kidney beans, uh, and I thought I had everything, and I sort of was rolling up the paper, and then, then something went, oh, an onion. Your so brain did Something that. went an onion, was it yeah, Suzanne? No, well, my brain, my brain sort of went, you forgot something. Yeah. I, I didn't think I'd forgot. I no, no, you that. are your brain. No, no, but don't you understand, the brain, my brain was in, I was in control of my brain <laughs> when I was writing down rice and kidney beans. But you're not in charge of the onion, that's another part of the brain that's in charge of the onion. <laughs> the onion, the onion sector. Yeah. No, but I'd put the paper away. Putting my coat on, ready to go, ready but to go and get well, the rice. Yes, yes, but your onion lobe kicked in. <laughs> what, so you, you put the paper in your pocket, you got the coat on, then you just suddenly hear, then from it nowhere, was just like, it was onion. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even thinking about that shopping list, it's in my pocket, I'm thinking, do I need my gloves, it's cold out. Yeah. Suddenly, onion. And it was like, oh yeah, onion, yeah, I had to get the paper out. So what I'm right saying is, who's in, who in charge? The brain, the brain, the mind, the brain is the- What are you doing but who's in that's charge? that's just, you forgot, you forgot the onion and then you remember the onion. You must have forgotten things in the past. No, but not, not like that, not where, like, it just made me think, that was weird, who, who reminded me of that? You did! <laughs> yeah, but I'm not- <laughs> No, you are your brain. It's not like there's you, then there's a brain, then there's an extra one looking down at it, oh, the, the, you know, the, the, the meta brain, the thing above it. No, but your brain, your, how does your brain work? <laughs> you give it information, don't you? Well, it takes- Do you mean well, you give it information? Well, it's if I, it, if I sat in a room with nothing, not feeding it anything, it wouldn't know anything. No, but it, it, it's this thing well, that then, there's two yous, it's this thing that there's- There's, there's Carl this, and Carl's brain. Yeah, there's, there's not- there's not a duality in this. If you- if, if you go- if you go, come on, come on, now think. That's the brain saying that to itself. It's- it, it's not- there's not two people in there having an argument coming, come on, brain. And the brain's going, oh, don't you start, I was thinking then. And the other thing's going, brain, onion. And the brain goes, Carl, onion. You are your brain. If you are anything, you are you are your mind, your brain, your collection of memories, your personality. You're not what you look like. Does that answer your question, Carl? Uh, what do you think? Oh, then you were thinking of a tortoise on a skateboard then when I said that last <laughs> sentence, weren't you? <laughs> I like you, Rick. I'm always uh, annoyed and embarrassed when we have to concede something to Carl. And it seems though each week I look on the emails that we've got and once again someone has found some evidence to support some of the nonsense that Carl has come yeah, out with. Now you may remember we were talking about his concept of putting a giant mirror on the moon because we, why should we have to go into space? Then we could just look up at the moon and right. we'd see the earth reflected back at us and we'd think, ah, that's the earth. Isn't I it can't see myself backing down on how ludicrous this is. No, indeed. Although, um, someone, I think they're really being very picky. They were picking you up on a technical point because I think one of your um, criticisms was the idea that the uh, the moon is moving and thus the mirror would you know be absent from view for some time. Uh, although people have been claiming that the the, the moon uh, we, there's always the same face of the moon that's that's shown to us. There's always the same side of the moon is always visible to Earth. That's when they talk about the dark side of the moon. It's not but, but, just but, light. It's the fact that we can't see. It's the other no, side. No, but of the moon. we move, so it's not always present. Well, to... no, but it would it would it would always be present to someone on Earth. Yes, I know. Wait, well, this is the thing. These people don't know what I know. I know that Carl is thinking of looking up there and seeing himself <laughs> looking back. That's what he's hoping. Like when you're going, going along in a car and you see a, a shiny building, you go, oh, that's my car. And you wait. That's what he's hoping to see. He's not doing it to gauge the speed of light and think and change like that. He's not doing that. He wants to look up through a telescope and wave. Yeah. 
that's, that's what they don't realise. I know what he's thinking. Do you want to respond, Carl? He's got, uh, the problem with the moon is. <laughs> Here's a statement. The problem with the moon is dot yeah. dot dot. Yeah. The problem with the earth is there's too much water. Yeah. No, the moon, it's been, been around ages, hasn't it? Yeah. But it's got no history. It's got nothing to show for it. <laughs> Just a load of old rocks and stuff. Yeah. And for me, history is created by stuff happening on it. So really, the moon, even though it's old, in a way it's new. Because it's untouched and that. But uh, we don't go- we don't go to the moon to visit <laughs> museums. <laughs> or arcades. No, but- but say- say- say like- Historical Henry, Henry, Henry the Eighth, right? Uh, you watch Antiques Roadshow or whatever, and some woman goes, Oh, this plate you've got, this was, uh, Henry the Eighth's. Uh, and y as you can see, you can see the knife marks on it. Uh, oh look, there's some chicken on it, right? And you go, oh god, yeah, that's amazing. Then someone goes in and goes, Here's a plate of Henry the Eighth's, but it hasn't been used. It's still in the box. You'd go, well, it's not as good that. <laughs> no, it's got no, no history. No, because very often on the Antiques Roadshow they have Henry the Eighth's plate with a bit of chicken on it. <laughs> they kept that. Don't throw that away. Why? Arthur Negus are like that in a few hundred years' time. No, but do you understand what I'm saying? Things are only good if stuff's happened on it. The moon. You're up there. You're having a look. You're going. No one else has even been here. But you go to the moon for research purposes, for scientific research. There, Steve. This what is do you what mean I'm there's saying? nothing there? They're examining the soil and the environment soil, yeah. and the air. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a lot. Well, they're way not to doing that, are they? They're just, they're just not doing that. Well, well, they're not, are they? Because last time they went, oh, they were playing golf or something. There's golf balls up there that they've been whacking about. What sort of research is that? That's what I'm saying. There's nothing up there. So wh why, why else would you go all that way and go? Oh, nothing. Here. Fancy a knockabout? <laughs> Why are they knocking golf balls about if, if there's really important stuff to look at? You don't see people in museums going, fancy having a knock, uh, knock some golf balls about? No, I'm looking at this vase. Oh, right, that's interesting. But on the moon, nothing. Nothing to look at. What other games have you brought? That's what I mean. <laughs> Carl, have you ever seen the programme Inside the Actors Studio? Uh, no. James Lipton interviews famous actors and gets world, uh, words of advice about, uh, you know, how they work and how they act. But at the end, he always asks a series of questions, which is based on a French series of questions that a guy called Bernard Pivot used to, uh, to give people when he interviewed them. So I'm going to ask you some of these questions. Many people will be familiar with them. It's just interesting to see what your response is. And, you know, answer them quickly. You don't have to think about them too much. Mm. What is your favourite word? I don't think I've got a favourite, because you only use them when you need to, don't you? I don't just go about saying the same word. So, uh Well, alright. Yeah, it's not my favourite, it's just that it does the job. It's, it does the, the necessary job for that time, doesn't it? It's like, how are you? I'm alright. It's a greeting. What about, um I think serendipity was voted England's favourite word. Never used it. No, stupid word. Who decided that? I don't know, it was a poll, but I don't suggest things. I'm, I can't believe people coming up going, um, favourite word, <laughs> serendipity. <laughs> Thanks for asking. So, yeah, but, yeah. but the thing is, say if it meant, oh, I'm fed up, would it still be the best word? Is it based on how it sounds and how it's put together or what it means? I think everything. But then loads of words are being left out on, you know, which are probably brilliant words and they're not getting a look in. Such as? Uh, well, like that one, fed up. I'm fed up. It two, sums two it up, words, doesn't it? Well, two, two you know, 
Uh, it just sums it up. When someone goes, how are you? You go, I'm fed up, mate. Sick of it. It's another good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we get to it. Come on, to some of your other favourites, right? I've had enough. It's just all stuff. These like aren't that. words. They're <laughs> phrases. They're <laughs> all negative. They're yeah. all whinging. These aren't exactly. These aren't words. What's your favourite thing? My favourite thing to do is moan. Yeah, that would be that. Well, it's not one word. It's loads of words. Fed up. Sick of it. Ah, oh, enough. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> Whinge should be your favourite word. Yeah. Whinge is a good word. I like NGEs. Mm. Lozenge. <laughs> whinge. Flange. Yeah. What is your least favourite word? Uh, it might be serendipity. <laughs> that would be up there for me. I tell you what, that would be up there for me. Uh, probably like a... French words that have made it into the English thing. Blamange. Just, just. There's a munch. There's an munch there. <laughs> yeah. So you know. How would you dislike it? How would you dislike blamange? <laughs> but just, just you know, as if we haven't got enough words in our books. Go on. Because I, I was thinking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Alf alphabet, right? Why have we got that many? When other countries get by, without that many letters in it, we got more words than any other yeah, language well, as well. But that's because we got more more letters. Well, I don't know. So that. if we've created a headache, I reckon you could at least half it. Well, you probably could half it. Well, you only use about half a dozen of them. No, but stuff like an X. You look at words that have got X in, and they're always words that you go, "What does that mean? How's someone come up with that?" <laughs> That's how it comes across to me, and it, there's loads of big words. It's like dinosaur names. It's like, well, look, nobody was about when they were knocking about, so let's you make up some, at least. let's make up some names for them using the letters that hardly get used. They've all got Y's and X's in them. <laughs> yeah, they have. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, well, let's use it for that. Yeah. So you, you, you just—it's not so much what is your least favourite word. You just don't really like just, most just, of the words. Just, saying, just cut down the words. Stop adding. Stop adding new words. I get by, I don't know how many words there are in the world, but I reckon I hardly use any of them. Well, I'll tell you what, this year's word must be podcast. Yeah, but That'll it's- That'll be in the dictionary and, uh But it's made up, innit? It wasn't here before, it's just another one. This is what I'm saying about- But what else would you call this? You know, there broadcast. is a new concept called podcasting. There is a podcast. But it's also a broadcast. We had a word for it. It's still a broadcast. Yeah, but they go, oh, you're a broadcaster. Oh, what, what radio station? No, I don't work on a radio station. I, um, I, um, I do a radio show, but I don't understand. Well, I do a radio show and I upload on, I don't understand. It's called a podcast! Done! Here's another idea. Go Add on. a new one, get rid of an old one. Last one in, first one out, or whatever. Do it that way. That's a good way. What would you get rid of then? So, we've brought in podcast this year, but what, <laughs> but what uh, word would you lose? Well, uh, what's the name? Those birds that died out. Dodos. Get rid of it. <laughs> if the bird's gone, the word can, surely. <laughs> it's, uh, it's almost profound. Oh, it's amazing. It's great. Oh, God. What turns you on, creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Uh, learning. That's a nice answer. Yeah. Learning. Excellent. Learning Will stuff. you say that? Yeah, but I, 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 everything you teach me, I take it in. It's just that sometimes I go, I don't, I don't get it. But that still counts as far as I'm concerned. Well, no, it doesn't. Learning is uh, knowledge is uh, there must be some sort of retention. You can't say I've got a great memory for a second. 
You can't say that. You're, it has to stay there. And then, then knowledge has to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, applied. You can't just have all this knowledge that isn't applicable because it's useless. I mean, trivia is useless to a large extent. It's not real knowledge because it, it doesn't really help you in, it, 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 practically. No, but there's a lot of that going on. You're always reading stuff that you go, I've just read that. It's got me thinking for a minute. It's not going to help me in any way, but it gets a reaction, doesn't it? Well, that's good, yeah. That's, that's, that's what, yeah, that's, that's that's what, what art does. And, yeah, sometimes education's good for its sake if it really does inflame. But but then sometimes, like I've said before, you can know too much where it gets you down. Go on. Uh, I just was reading something about an octopus. That's That's like a killer octopus. And it annoyed me that this was knocking about now. Because <laughs> I didn't know, I thought they were quite friendly. <laughs> you, whenever you see them in cartoons and that, they're always happy, aren't they? And then suddenly, like, they've, they've sort of brought the whole sort of, uh, creature down. Do you know what I mean? No, what do you mean? Well, just, just, you know, when, when you see them in films, they're, they're running about and that, and everybody likes an octopus. <laughs> but this one that's on the- it was- it was your fault, really, because you told me about that frog that's going about killing people. No, I didn't say that. Uh, so I looked it up on the internet at, like, other creatures and stuff. Dot and com. there's, uh, yeah. there's, uh, some octopus that's in the sea. Uh, and what it does, y you don't even have to, like, threaten it. It just spits in the water. And if that stuff gets on you, does you in. Again, I'm, I, mm. So in a way it's good knowledge because, I mean, I don't go in the sea anyway because it's full of stuff like that, but that's just <laughs> reassured me that I'm doing the right thing. If they're knocking about, just gauzing everywhere, <laughs> uh, you don't even have to be near one, you don't even know if it's been spitting and stuff, it can kill you. It just seems unfair. I haven't armed it, I haven't gone near it, why is it getting annoyed with me? It doesn't seem right. So that's where a knowledge has, has not helped that octopus out. Because now, when you eat them, I just think, yeah, have another one. Do you know what I mean? Get rid of them. <laughs> another conversation with himself. Another conversation with himself. What is your favourite curse word? Um. I don't- I don't think I, I do anything like that. I just- I think people can tell by my face when I'm, like, fed up. Uh, well, they know you're fed up because you're always whinging. Uh, I don't think I've got one. Uh, knobhead. <laughs> that sums everything up, and I think it's- But it you wouldn't call your nan a knobhead, would you? What would you call a nan? Uh, but she doesn't do anything to annoy me that much. But if she did, what would you say? If she really annoyed well, you? Well, knobhead's all right, innit? Because she'll, she'll, she sort of gets it. It's one of them things that everybody understands, but it's not too offensive. Right. What a knobhead. All right, you're getting into this, aren't you? It's, so that sums it all, but I don't, I don't really... Do you need one of them? What's that doing for you? It's better to think, innit? Like, okay, I've just slagged off that octopus, but at no point was a, a effing and jeffing about it. <laughs> You, you know how annoyed I am with it. I don't have to start swearing about it, and that, that's that's. What would you do though if you were swimming, right? It was a nice little thing. You're on holiday, right? And there's this octopus there, and you're going around, right? And, it, and you see it start spitting at you, poison. What yeah, would you say? Well, to it? well, it's too late then, isn't it? And I'd kick it, <laughs> and I'd say, "Nobed." I, I would, uh, but what's the point? What's the point in getting annoyed now? Because it's done its, it's done its stuff, hasn't it? I don't know why you'd kick it and call it a knobhead <laughs> under the water. <laughs>
What is this Optimus thinking? Oh, God. Oh, okay, you fucking eight-legged shit. I'm you, not bothered. I'm not bothered. You, I don't know what you're you saying. Fucking, fucking cunt no. of a mollusk. I don't just spit at you again. It's not bothered. You slimy little fucking boneless wanker. This is why the face is Are you is still good. talking to the octopus? That's downloadable as a ringtone, and it's also the jingle for Carl's Diary, just reading excerpts of Carl's Diary. Went home and looked up Freud on the internet, didn't find him that interesting, so looked at some other philosophers instead. Socrates, Aristotle, why have you just listed some philosophers? Just to show that I'm learning. Well, that's not learning. That's just that's learning their names. That's a list. You might as well write one to a hundred. <laughs> yeah, but if someone says, oh, what's your favourite philosopher? I'll go, hang on a minute, and I've got them written down. But what, uh, why have <laughs> you Wait a minute, I'll go home, get my enormous diary out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get a wheelbarrow, bring in my workings, <laughs> and say one of the la names I've written down. And when they say, well, why do you like him? Yeah, why do you, you like, just why, run away? Well, I, I noticed you put, um, Socrates first. Why is he your favourite philosopher? You throw the diary at them and leg it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then you go on to say, it's weird how names have changed, but then there's no other point there. <laughs> it just is, isn't it? When you think about, like, Socrates, I've never heard that on anyone who I know, <laughs> is what I mean. It's just, in a way... But you're not Greek, are you? But how did that go about back then? I mean, it, when, say if you were phoning someone up and they said, uh, I'm booking a table for two, the old name, Socrates, did he ever go, cheers? Without going, can you spell that for me? But I don't know what else point you're making. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's a name that's awkward. You're always going to have to go. Can you spell that for me? You go, and it's not just him. Look at all the other names that are on that list. But they're from a different country and a different era. Yeah, I know. But the names I've been to Rome and stuff, and you sort of go. Well, ancient Rome. Just just Rome. <laughs> it hasn't changed, has it? Rome. So it can be ancient Rome or Rome in 2006. It's yeah. The same buildings. Oh, I used to love Nero going around in his Fiat Punto. <laughs> Lao Tzu from years ago came up with some good stuff. One, he know he who knows does not speak. He who speaks does not know. Not entirely true. To lead people, walk behind them. Yeah. And of course, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Yeah, yeah. did that. Uh, his favourites. Maybe maybe this is why people are at the start line spectating at the Commonwealth Games. Well, I, no, it's just that I, I've never understood why in Olympics and stuff like that, if you're going to watch, don't stand around the start line, go to the end where you see the winner. But because of that saying, it actually makes sense, doesn't it? It's like, well, every step starts with a step or whatever. Say uh, it again. Uh, every race, you know, you've got to start with a with with a step. Yeah. So, um, uh... Which is to, uh, what am I talking to now, you or your brain? Well, I was thinking about it a bit, so I think I was in control of it a bit more. So, and what have you come up with? Just, just, if you want to stay at the start line, do. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm just saying, if, if you're into, I'm not, I wouldn't watch a race, right? Okay, but is this you or your brain I'm talking to now? This is me. Okay. I wouldn't watch. Are you using, are you gonna, are you gonna bring the brain into it, or is it, there's no, I don't just... know, let's just see what happens. <laughs> okay. But all I'm saying is, right. if I was to watch a race. Yeah. 
I wouldn't hang about the start line because well, I- you I'm said capable. you would. What did I? Yeah, you said that's the place to start because every every race starts with a step. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I wouldn't normally. <laughs> Right, I okay. watch anyway. The brain definitely hasn't been used yet. Yeah. Is this you or your brain you're talking about now? It was... I'm just saying about me. If I was on holiday, yeah, and Suzanne said there's a race going on down the road, yeah, I'd go. Well, let's go. Keep going down the road and stand at the finish line. Okay, but, but now what have you to thought? Lazoo, yeah, I'd say, well, hang on a minute. Every s- race starts with a single step. Yeah. How many people around the start line? Is there more room there? She goes, yeah. I'll go. Let's go there. Then it's less busy. Right, and what would you see there then? I'd see people starting the race, but I wouldn't be that impressed with them because I'd go, well, I don't know if any of these are any good. So would you start at the start or the end then? I'd, I, if it was down to me, I, I'd just probably stay at the finish line. Okay, so you wouldn't want to see the first step then. So not what do you think of Lazoo now then? Uh, it's not what, but I wrote down three of his. That one isn't my favourite. That was the third. I preferred the leading people from behind. Okay, and what would you do to lead someone now then? Um. Well, if you're behind, you don't have to take responsibility, do you? You can go, well, I didn't send you away, you went there. That's not really leading them, though, is it? Yeah, because I've made them think. I've gone, uh, they go, oh, I've just walked into a big hole. I'd go, oh, should have been looking where you're going. <laughs> I haven't led them in that hole, but they've learnt a lesson, they won't go in a hole again. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the greatest <laughs> conversations I've ever been a part of. I mean, that was incredible. <laughs> Never mind Aristotle and Socrates. That was incredible, that. Um, if someone's out there, could they make a transcript of that? Because I think that, you know, in a thousand years' time, that'd be amazing. That was incredible, Carl. And not once was the brain used. <laughs> That's the jingle there for Rockbusters, the, um, one of the most hated quizzes in the history of mankind. Joking, aren't you? The people loathe it. I'm uh, loving it. Well, it's the last one anyway, so just get over, just do yeah. the answers. Oh, well, we can't do another one though, because we can't give the answers out, so this just... Yeah, this is the last one, it's just the answers for last week for people who are doing it. Okay, oh. well, small mercies. Um, the first one that I gave you last week was, the initials were CK, right? Yeah. Uh, the clue was, uh... Do you know the songs that you sing at Christmas? Yeah. That bloke over there is the best at singing them. So what's what? What the songs you do? Carol King. Carol King. Right. Yeah. Well that works. Yeah. That works. Fair right. Well done. Uh, second one. MG. I told the homosexual man that the great tree was mine. Right. MG. Gay. Yeah. Marvin Gaye, obviously, Marvin Gaye, but, yeah. but how do you get I to Marvin? What's it? That's my my vine, isn't it? That that that. I told my, you. My vine, gay. Yeah. My vine. Yeah. And the last one. <laughs> my vine gay. That's shocking. It's, it's, well, and the last one, it was. Shit. The last one, the initial was S. Um, I said, uh, I asked you oh. if you believe in Father Christmas, what would you say? What's, what's the name for Father Christmas? Santa Claus. Right. So if, if I said to you, do you believe in Father Christmas, you'd sort of go. No. Yeah, but. Yeah, but what, what's his name again? Santa. Right, so what would you do? You'd go, oh, Santa. No, I don't, I don't... That's it, that's what you do there. you go, Santa, nah. Santa, nah. Santana. So that was, that was the last one. Well done, said <laughs> Bob in Yorkshire. Got all three of them right. He'll get a little signed picture. <laughs> oh, well, that's it. That's the end of season two of Ricky Gervais' show. Uh, we're back soon. Check out Ricky Gervais. 
com for information and upcoming news. There's a free video cast we're doing. Um, uh, we're also um, bringing out a book at the podcast. Uh, yeah, that'll have a lot of the um, the best conversations we've had with Carl, and I think there have been some of them in this show. And uh, Carl has illustrated all his points and his memories to, to I mean, that he thinks that's proof, Victorian evidence. So, I mean, it is the ramblings of a, a maniac, but you can pre-order that on um, Amazon. Um, uh, well, thanks very much. Uh, it's goodbye from me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant, bye, and Carl Pilkington. Audible hopes you've enjoyed this programme. Hello, and welcome back to the first in the third series of The Ricky Gervais Show, with me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant... Hello there. ...and the fool, the round-headed buffoon that is Carl Pilkington. Right. We've been away filming um, our second series of extras, uh, leaving Carl to his own devices in a sweltering London... We've had a heat wave here in the capital city, haven't we, Carl? It's been all right. It's been up to 100 degrees, record-breaking temperatures. Yeah. What have you been doing, though? Uh, sort of enjoyed it a little bit, was out and about. Yeah. Getting to see the place, having loads of walks. Not I like to have walks, you know, watching what <laughs> like people Like a dog. <laughs> yeah, when, when he jumps off the couch and starts <laughs> exactly. scratching against the door. Suzanne thinks, it's time. <laughs> It's, it's just good thinking time, though, isn't it? Uh, as well, having a walk. You've got no other clutter going on around you. Right. And you just think about a lot of stuff. And, you know, like, like say, with the weather being hot and stuff, a lot of insects knocking about. Right. So I've just been watching them. <laughs> so, so while we've been filming a TV show, you've been watching insects? Yeah, just seeing, because everybody knows insects are out there, but no one's... Keeping an eye on them. <laughs> <laughs> what are they up to? What are you worried you know, about? Steve, you won't be laughing like that if you'd, if you'd watch them, because they do some weird stuff and that, yeah. is what I mean. What yeah. sort of stuff? Any examples? Uh, I saw a bee have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> you saw a bee have a heart attack? Yeah. How were you sure it was a heart attack? Because what happened, I'd, I'd been... Did it clutch its chest with all six legs? No, I'd Were there some of, other little bee paramedics? No, no, I'd, I'd just been out in the park anyway, just looking at, you know, uh, caterpillars knocking about, uh, <laughs> butterflies and stuff, so I was sort of... So, so when Suzanne goes to work, she goes, Carl, don't you waste the day. Just because you don't work at the radio station anymore, I want you to do some constructive stuff. And you go, yeah, I am, yeah. And so, you, so in your head, suddenly goes... And he goes, he goes out, and oh, there's a moth. <laughs> but, but the thing is, so I'd been in the park, and I was aware of the insects that are around us more than, like, most of the time. And I come out of the park, just crossing, like, a, a sort of a busy road and what have you, and I saw this bee to the right of me, sort of in the air, and it was a big one, and I was a bit like, oh, let's watch that. And um, it just fell. It fell from the air in front of me, and it was it on the pavement, and I thought, oh, what's going on here? And I, I looked at it for a bit, and it was really still. Gave it a little kick, just to see if there was any movement. Nothing. Stone sort of, what's the saying? Stone cold dead. <laughs> yeah! Stone cold be dead. So, yeah. uh, that, that I was... like the fact that this bee suddenly saw Carl and had a heart attack. Yeah. It had never seen anything that round before. Yeah. It just thought, it, it had approached him because he thought it was a sunflower. My right. God, it's a giant walking orange. Every dream has come true. <laughs> oh!
No, but it just summed up life for me. I thought, that, that's, that's like us, isn't it, at the end of the day? They have heart attacks, stress. <laughs> you put it down to stress, do you? Well, it's in London, isn't it? You know, everything has stresses from living here. And they are bald, aren't they? They've got fur all over, but they lose the... And always overweight. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fat, bald bee! Oh. So what did you, it fell to the floor and you, you instantly, you just kicked it, you didn't attempt no, to revive it? No, I waited a second it. and just looked at it to see if there was any, you know, leg movement or wing, and there was nothing, <laughs> and then when I sort of kicked it, it was sort of hard. It had hardened already. It was just... Rigor mortis had set in. Set in. Did it put you in a bad mood for the day? Because I know things like that can just send you over the edge for the day. Uh, death and that does a bit. Suzanne doesn't like me talking about death. What riveting conversations do you come up with? No, just things like uh, one of our mates has had a baby recently and I just was saying, oh, when that's sort of our age, we'll nearly be dead. Think of that. That's the first thing he says is a new life brought into the world. <laughs> I know. But when he's our age, we'll be dead. Yeah. No, it's Maybe weird. they'll let you do the speech at the christening. Yeah, it's just, you know, so like I say, just, just insect life and that, it's interesting. You say it's interesting, but do you care about really finding out about them? Do you really care about what bees do or as do? You look at them and you make up your own world. For example, it had a heart attack, it's stress, it's overweight. You know nothing. I could, I could probably, why don't you, why don't you look something up? You know, honeybees are fascinating. You know, uh, honeybees, they've been, they've been around making honey for a hundred million years. That's incredible. Their wings beat over 11,000 times a minute. And he's thinking, no wonder I had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they're fat, do you know, do you know, um, bees, like ants, are actually like specialised wasps. They're sort of, they're sort of developed from the same... Family. Huh? Family, like. Well, yeah, yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise you, no. Does it interest you in any way? Um, well, everything's linked to something, isn't it? It's like how they say we're from monkeys and that. Yeah. It's all the same sort of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've been watching loads of stuff. I've been watching ants. You mentioned ants. Uh, I've had a lot of moths in the house. They're sort of sad. I mean, you, you say it like it was a day. garden party. No, yeah. it's, just, it's just all these things. You, you look at them. I mean, you, you go into the scientific bit saying... You know, it likes honey or whatever. Uh, it doesn't like honey. That The reason they store honey is to get them through the winter when there's not, like, nectar, or nectar's hard to get and they store it. And they store too much, which is why we can skim a little bit off the top. We're like agents. <laughs> yeah, well, but, but all I'm saying is I look at more about what its life is like. As well, no, you to... don't. You don't. You guess. You make it up. You don't look into it at all. No, but you can... A bit of guesswork is you, you're pretty close to the truth most of the time. Why? Well, what do you mean? Well, I don't, I, that, that statement sums you up. A bit of guesswork is pretty close to the truth. Because if you watch something long enough, is what I'm saying, you can see that it's it's a bit clueless. It's the same way about ants or, you know, they're hard workers and all that. I watch one, it's going back and forth all the time. They go one way and then they stop and go the other way. They try to look busy in front of the mates. But if you watch one... <laughs> If you watch one long enough, it's back and forwards, and it's like it's done nothing there. I'm going to carry this twig back and forth until I can knock off it four. There's a lot of that going on. Is there? Because uh, there's not. There's none of that going on. There is. <laughs> no, like I say, the moth. Depressing little sort of thing. <laughs> Why is it depressing? Just just the way it hasn't got, it hasn't got eyes, has it? You just look at it, it hasn't it doesn't know what's going on. I just don't th I think if you haven't got eyes, you shouldn't have wings. <laughs> That's a rule, if we could put that into practice, please. <laughs> That's a great rule. That's a fantastic rule, isn't it? Yeah. If you haven't got eyes, you shouldn't have wings. <laughs>
certainly true of people thinking of becoming an air pilot. <laughs> you know, whilst you've been working on that, I've been travelling about a bit, just seeing, seeing the country and that. Mm. Went to um, Dorset, right? Uh, nice beach there. Uh, and you know those huts you get? Like a hut on the beach, and you, oh, where you get changed, you can get changed in it. But they, they're better than that. It's like you can put a telly in it, uh, sofa if you want. Oh, you don't mean the Victorian changing? Yeah, yeah. Do you those mean sort like of things? It's sort of bigger than that. Yeah. And um, we're walking down there, and there was a really sort of big fat family in one of them. There was about four of them, and you could tell that they've never had a game of anything. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. just sit down there eating ice cream, looking at the sea, and what have you. And the weird thing is, the little fat kid, the youngest one, who must have been, I don't know, about eight, he was really fat, to the point of, you couldn't see his neck. Yeah. And he sat he sat at the front of his mum and dad and his older sister. He sat there, and he had a frisbee, and I thought, look, they, they don't want to play with him. I mean, that's that's an active game to play, isn't it? Yeah. A frisbee. As we got closer, he was just using it to eat Maltesers out of. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, even, again, you know... The one active thing he's got is using it to eat out of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> extraordinary. And that just sums up what people are like you know, when it comes to keeping <sighs> fit and activities. Oh, that's fantastic. Were you sporty, Rick? Uh, I was, yeah. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Were you good at it? Um, I was good at some things. I uh, was never good at rugby, never good at cricket. Uh was all right at football. But those things were the more competitive things that were scary. So at my school... When you're surrounded by like people, <laughs> the fun is hurting someone. Well, it's weird you say because I remember the first day I went to play cricket. My mum said, as I was leaving, I was really excited about playing cricket. She went, "Be careful!" I was walking across a playing field once. A cricket ball hit me on the head. I was unconscious for two hours. Freaked me out on yeah, the well, way to play cricket. I thought, okay, always t scared of the ball because it's obviously, as you say, rock solid. I remember a couple of seasons later, I had to play rugby for the first time. As I was leaving the house, she went, "Be careful with rugby." I knew a kid once broke his back playing it. I was terrified of rugby. I, mean, I was yeah, terrified scared, of rugby. Such a scary game. The ball came to me, I got rid of it immediately. It's uh, mental. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't understand. What, what I remember is, I remember a teacher saying, you've got to play it very carefully because you can get seriously injured, you can hurt yourself, you can be crippled for life. I remember thinking, why are we allowed to still play this game at school? I was worried about cracking heads. Yeah. And a finger in the eye. How is it not bad? That worried me all the time, a finger in the eye. Like, uh, but they removed the asbestos from schools in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. But rugby... It's about to play. It's mental. Yeah. You see, I, I had a mate called Mark who liked playing cricket, right? And whenever when I used to say to my mum, "Oh, can I? I'm just want to go out with Mark and his dad to play cricket," and she never used to let me go. She'd go, oh, I "Prefer, you know, you didn't." And I used to always think that, you know, it's, it's because it's a dangerous sport. You can get it on the head by the ball, and it's hard. Put an eye out or whatever. But it was because his dad. His dad used to drive us to the place to play cricket, and he had um, his eyelids were too big. So uh, he, he, he used to have to sort of have his head right back. <laughs> like like so one of those old-fashioned dolls. Right. Where you could yeah, lean yeah, yeah, yeah. And they clunk back yeah. and clunk forward again. And she didn't, uh, she didn't like me getting in a car with him. Sorry, who's this? Whose eyelids are too big? You, so, growing up, you had a woman who had her head like a bag of spuds. You yeah, had, I didn't know her. No, you had two kids at school with webbed hands and feet and big heads. Yeah. You had a pigeon chest boy. Nowadays you're walking around with insects and moths like something from James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, and you had a, a bloke whose eyelids were too big. 
one thing I've, I've noticed, because I occasionally go to the gym, and you know those guys who work out constantly to give themselves extraordinary physiques? Just, they, you know, they're on the trip, they're on the weights, and they're really... You know, I notice in the summer particularly, those guys cannot wait to get their shirts off. Yeah. Everywhere you see, they're walking around. If they've got a good good torso, they are walking shirts off. Even, I think, if you go to nightclubs, I notice there's always one guy who's thinking, well, I have put so much work into this body, I have got to get my shirt off on the dance a floor. A vest, yeah. You know, and it comes straight a, off. A brand new tattoo. I'm not covering that up. Exactly. I've paid a lot for it. Let's see it. Yeah, yeah. But that's what we were saying about bodies. I can't remember why we were talking about it. We've got to a point in science now that you can change your head. Right. No, well, that, that doesn't make any sense at all. It, it was a program, and it was done in the 50s or 60s, where they stuck a, a monkey's brain on a stick and had it wired up, and it still worked, right? Right, okay. And that was in, like, the 60s. Or right, whatever. okay. Well, so, to, ch well to, to say the change your head makes no sense at all, because if you put a, a, a different head on a different body, you're changing the body. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I'm about to say to you, though. What? That's what I'm saying. That I'd be more confident if... I had someone else's body, because if anyone dissed it, I can go, oh, it's bad, isn't it? But it's what not are you mine. talking about? Well, it's, it's like, say, um... As opposed to someone else's head? Yeah. Well, what it wouldn't be me, would it? The head is me. Well, of course it is, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, so what do you mean? Me. You'd be happier having someone else's body. What, than your own? What I mean is, say if, um, you're wondering about, uh, for some, for some reason, there's an incident. You have to take your top off and that, and everyone's looking at you, right? And you're a bit sort of, you know, you haven't got the muscles and that, you haven't got the six-pack. Right. Uh, which isn't that nice anyway. I don't know why that's become a nice thing, really, seeing the insides of you. You might as well... <laughs> I mean, I know not... I came up with the see-through skin idea, but it's it's a bit weird, isn't it? You can see stuff. No, no, it's the muscle in front of the... No, it's not. Sometimes it is. You can it's see, not the, it's like, not the outline of your no, organs. No, you can't see tubes. You can see tubes and veins and stuff. Well, you can see veins. Yeah, well, I don't want to see that. That's why we've got skin over it. Well, stop I mean. looking at naked men, then. Well, no, you but keep... sometimes you can't help it because it's been hot. And it's, like you say, there's people walking around with vests on and that. So anyway, what I'm saying is, say if some incident happened, I'm walking about with my top off. Right. Girls are laughing at me, right? Why? Don't know, they might. <laughs> Yeah, go on. So, they wouldn't look at your body, they'd all look at your head. So so what I mean is, yeah. rewind that, right, and imagine yeah. all that happens again, but I've I've got someone else's body. Right. Whose right? body? Uh, just some fella who's died and, I, and my body was injured and they said, we've got a new body in. You right. can have it. We'll yeah. stick your head on it. Yes. Yeah. Now say if... They're if, laughing at you. Uh, they're they laughing, laughing at the body. They're laughing yeah. at the body. Yeah. But at least I'd be able to sort of go, I know it's a mess, but it's not mine. At least I don't have to claim ownership. So, so all of this extraordinary technology that can make a head, put one head on another person's body, so you can go, ah, it's not my body. Oh, no. But, but it's not your own. I'm not being funny, though. So if you have a body transplant, right, and you're there, you're at home, yeah. naked, you look down, yeah. lovely penis and a set of testicles. Yeah. Right? What do you do with them? What do you mean? What am I doing with them? Well, do you like them? Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't mess about with them as much as if they were your own. <laughs> but if you did mess about with them, would you feel guilty that you were messing about with another man's testicles and penis? And it's the full body? Yeah. No, because they're not my hands either.
is, so what you're doing is watching someone else wank. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing Carl has been doing over the past few months is writing his diary. He's kept that up. Um, I don't know what he's had to write about. All he's been doing is looking at moths and ants and bees and going for walks. But I'm sure it's all in the diary. So, uh, let's have a look at that. Oh, I don't believe it. He's only going to run it down the... We went to the park and had a brew. Suzanne read the paper while I played with the ladybird. <laughs> I mean, it's like a child, isn't it? It's like what a child would like. Suzanne read the paper while I played with the ladybird. <laughs> His only friend is a beetle. <laughs> it climbed up my arm. It struggled on me hairs. This is in detail, then? Yeah, 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 yeah. It kept stopping every now and then and was rubbing its head with its right arm. It did it about four times and always used its right arm. It rested for about five minutes, then flew off. Sunday. Had a bit of a to-do with Suzanne because she wanted a lion today. I ate this. Once you're awake, you should get up. I got up and put the radio on really loud. She eventually got up. I told her insects don't have lions, so we shouldn't. <laughs> Why are you obsessed with insects? I mean, insects? you must be fucking unbearable to live with. <laughs> you must be a nightmare. No, I've just started, because I've watched insects a lot, I don't want to keep going on about them, because we're a bit insect-heavy, but at the end of the day, if we if we copied insects, we wouldn't go far wrong. I don't know what you mean, though. One minute you're saying they're great, then the next minute you'll slag them off. Yeah, I'll slag some of them off if I don't know what they're doing, but because I've studied them a bit longer... I just think they do You haven't right. studied them, though. He, he thinks he's like Darwin. You, but you just slagged them off and again, don't you think that insects are doing stuff? They're not. It yeah, goes there, ants, then it goes back again. The ant was. The ant was messing about. But only that one, the others were carrying stuff. That's what I'm saying. These snidey ones in everything. In every everything in the world, you get a hierarchy. <laughs> oh, long words! Ooh. The bookshelf was dusty, so Suzanne asked me to dust it if I get a minute. I ended up looking at every book. <laughs> <laughs> just the spine yeah. just for a few seconds each yeah didn't open them I looked in the dictionary to see if the word dictionary would be in the dictionary I didn't think they would bother with it being on the front page but it was in the book as well it's a good point though isn't it no it's not a good point because you didn't tell us anything dictionary is in the dictionary well, of course it is well, why if you, if you go, how do you spell dictionary, you look at the spine and you go, oh, there it is, D-I-C-T, and all that. <laughs> so what, is, what does dictionary mean? It's a book full of words, isn't it? That's what it means. All books are full of words, you idiot. How to spell them. And if you don't know no, what it is... No, it's not how to spell them. All right, then we'll... I'll just look up something. No, 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 no. It's not a book full of words to tell us what... No. It's the meaning. Give us it's the, the definition, definition of dictionary. Meaning. It's a book full of words if you want to know what the meanings are. But if you didn't know... Well, that, sorry, what was that sentence? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if you didn't know that, then you wouldn't be looking in it, because you wouldn't know the book is about that. So, if you don't know the word dictionary and what it means, you wouldn't be looking at the dictionary, you'd be looking at an A to Z. <laughs> because you Why leave it out, though? Just because there's so many words in the world, I, I would have thought they wanted to cram as much as they can on a page, and if dictionary is already on the front... Is that why you suddenly used the word hierarchy for the first time ever? Did you find that in there? Did you look at, did you see hierarchy in the dictionary? I feel I that, that that, that big was. word has pushed out about 26 other more useful ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, Suzanne's been going on about me learning another language. But I sort of think your brain has only got so much room on it. 
and the rest of it's filled with lard. So, <laughs> if I've got to learn everything I know, again, but in a different language, it's taking up space, isn't it? You don't learn everything, oh, God. It's all, it's all storage, mean? isn't it? But you don't have to learn it again, you don't have to learn the concepts again. You're merely learning vocabulary. Do you know how vocabulary. many moves there are in the human brain? Really, you don't worry, you won't use them all up. I feel that he has reached his capacity, though. Yeah. Well, you need a, another sort of... You, you need an update. You need some more memory. Woke up to some interesting news. It's good when this happens, because it sets me up for the day ahead. If it's miserable news, it affects my day. It said on the news that they have found two new flies. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, more insects! What have you done? Is that all you've done this summer? Bong. <laughs> trouble in the Middle East. Bong. Two new flies found. Ladybird climbs up arm. <laughs> they were found in the UK <laughs> and they were found close to each other. Maybe this happened because they were different than the other flies and weren't expected to hang about together, so that's why they knocked about with each other. That would happen, wouldn't it? What do you mean? There's two new flies. <laughs> what do you mean? Does it mean there are two new flies that are a different species? species? Yeah, two new species and they found them close to each other, right? Yeah, but they, they didn't mean there was one of each. No. Yeah, yeah, they did. They found two different ones. No. No, they have. Seriously, I know that. That's right. That's a fact. So you've got like I don't know the names of them. They give them odd names, don't they? Well, say <laughs> yeah. you call it A and Fly B, right? Yeah. Fly A, I don't know. Was uh, say that's orange. <laughs> this is just B. Fly B, yeah. No, this is but, painful. No, but this I'm is just painful. making it easier but for Fly you. Fly B wears okay. a little hat. It's yeah, a little hat. Right, yeah, fine. Now, they found the orange one. I went, look at this over here. Which is a bit weird. And they've gone, oh, that's a new species. Log it, whatever. Mm. And then the other one went, oh, 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 keep your pen handy. Look at this one, it's got a hat on. So then they, they found them both within the same distance. I don't know what that sentence means. Keep going, keep going, keep going. They, no, found, let him him finish. they I... found them both within the same <laughs> distance. <laughs> but without <laughs> interrupting him, <laughs> let him finish this, no. this point. Let me just make one thing clear. Carl Pilkin just said, they found them both within the same distance. Think of that! Don't know what it means, but go on, let him finish this, this point. So, so what I mean is, they weren't knocking about with other normal houseflies, because they were probably sort of going, oh, he's a bit weird. Leave it. <laughs> Yet, because the other one was also odd, they're, not, they're hanging about with each other. Don't you understand that? Why is that such an odd concept? Because <laughs> you, think, you think of it as, like, two little... Um, uh, new kids in school. Yeah. They, they find out they're both new and they, they've got something yeah, in common. They're, they're both goths, so yeah, they start hanging yeah, out together. Yeah. Uh, and this was on the news, was it? Yeah, just on the radio, yeah. I know if I looked into that story, it would be 90% wrong. Bit tired today, because didn't get to sleep as early as I wanted due to a moth getting in the bedroom. Fuck <laughs> me! I got it in a glass and looked at it for a bit and then let it go because Suzanne wanted to go to sleep. Looked up some interesting news. Some people dug up an old body in Ireland. Turns out it's well old and was here when dinosaurs were here. The really weird bit is it had hair gel in its hair. Right, what is it? A fella. Well, no, it wasn't around when dinosaurs were here then. Just a bit after. Right, fine. A lot after, yeah, go on. It's I think any hominid, anything that could even be linked to... Anything that may become man is only about a million years old, and I think Homo sapiens is probably only about 150,000 years old. Dinosaurs are about 150 million to, to 250 million. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not the age bit, that's amazing. It's the fact of, there's a fella, 
won't have even had shoes on his feet. Right. And yet he was worried about his hairstyle. Right, well, that's definitely not true either. This is unbelievable. Well, there was a man on the radio doing poetry, says Carl in his diary. I thought I'd have a go at doing a poem about today. <clears throat> not really. He had Steve, I'm, I'm a little bit queasy. He hasn't really written a poem. He's written a, a small poem. No, he hasn't really. Yes. If moths had eyes... <laughs> Fuck me! <laughs> let, let me read the poem, OK? <laughs> you wouldn't interrupt T.S. Eliot. OK, 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 OK. OK. If moths had eyes, would they be happier? How do they know they're not dead? <laughs> Cavemen hunting for food, but not before they style the hair on their head. What would last longer in dinosaur times? A blind man didn't stand a chance. Not with all them rocks about. I'd rather be a blind moth. <laughs> it may be the greatest poem now, ever written. Just, just, you know, dissecting it briefly, you attempt to rhyme in the first four lines, but abandon the rhyming system in the last three. Is there a creative decision have, for that? Can we have Carl read that? By Sorry, means, yes. just, uh, no, just, you, just you read it as you would like to... So this is, uh, imagine this, right, okay. This is going out all over the world, this, this podcast. And now, um, Carl Pilgrim, a new poet from Manchester, now living in, uh, London, England, would like to read a, a poem. If moths had eyes, would they be happier? <laughs> How do they know they're not dead? Cavemen hunting for food but not before they style the air on their head. <sighs> what would last longer in dinosaur times? A blind man didn't stand a chance. Not with all them rocks about. I'd rather be a blind moth. <laughs> <laughs> he said it as though the last one was going to rhyme. <laughs> he said it like it was going to rhyme. Oh, God! I think he feels as though the final line, I'd rather be a blind moth, is going to be one of those great, you know, those, it, a be... summation that the, somehow the moth is a metaphor, the caveman. Be a blind moth. No, but there's no I'm metaphor doing, in that. He really does mean he'd, he'd rather, rather be a blind, blind moth. moth. Yeah, well, I'm just because I've looked at the day's news. Can we always do that, Carl? Can we always find a day, right, and always sum it up in, in your in thoughts, a poem? A poem. Just like that. I love that structure. I, I love that structure. If there's any um, English students or professors um, or novelists or poets listening, um, please email us what I thought of that poem, why it's good, why it's bad. So, you know, give us your thoughts uh, on that. I mean, we would love expert opinion, um, poets, um, English professors. Uh, just email us at uh, podcast at rickygervais.com. Mm. Now, Carl, apart from being a poet, you are an author now. You have, you've written a book, you know, which surprised me and Steve, because as Steve said, we, we thought you'd read a book before you actually wrote one, mm. but you've proved us, proved us wrong, and all your teachers wrong, and everyone in the world who thinks you're an idiot. It is actually a very good book. I mean, it, a, a lot of it is transcripts from, you know, the podcasts, uh, but you've answered some of uh, your critics, haven't you, and you've, you've tried to prove some of your theories. Uh, it's everything about Carl. It is, it is like... All the drawings. All the drawings. There's new stories, isn't there? And there's so much effort. I can't believe it. He's been working on it for months. And it's out on the 18th of September. But you can order it now, can't you, on Amazon.com and Amazon.co.uk. What's that, what's that book called? It's called The World of Carl Pilkington. 
Well, thanks very much. Goodbye from me, Ricky Gervais. Goodbye from Stephen Merchant. Goodbye. And goodbye from the little hollow, egg-headed moron that is Carl Pilkington. Right. Audible hopes you've enjoyed this programme. Well, episode two of season three of the Ricky Gervais Show, with me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant... Hello there. ...and Carl Pilkington. All right. What's been going on? What's been going on? I've been to hospital. I was rushed to hospital, like emergency and that. Had a uh, tube put on my knob. You had a tube put up your knob? Yeah. What was the story? Uh, kidney stones. Oof. So, shouldn't really be here, to be honest, doing this. It's he said rest and that. Climbing them stairs on the way in. Is to be quite honest, it doesn't look like you're expending a lot of energy at the moment. It's it's like at Zookeeper going, oh, that sloth moved today. Calm down. Yeah, but I had to get here. It's been raining. Yeah. I had to come up the stairs. I had to carry the computer. Yeah. Well, that's not entirely true because your girlfriend was carrying it. I saw her outside. Yeah, but, but I'm just saying. And, oh. then you, and then you handed it to me and said, Steve, God carry this. Almighty. So. Yeah, I know. That's already a lie. Christ almighty. Whinging. Not whinging. I'm in show business. I know loads of people that wake up every day with a sore knob, feeling like they've had their kidneys probed, and they, they you know, they will say they're unconscious. So they yeah. don't whinge about it, they get straight back onto it. They, you know, <laughs> a lot of them on TV now. Yeah, straight back to hosting game shows. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're us to hospital... So tell, take us through the take us through the events because it does sound quite dramatic. You started feeling a bit of pain, did you initially? I felt a bit of pain. And I thought, you know, maybe I've just pulled a muscle or something when I've been wrestling with Ricky and that because mm. you don't know what damage has been done. <laughs> uh, so I just think, oh, it'll go in a minute, and then it didn't. It got a bit badder. It did. It, it got badder, did it? So then got I thought, I, I, oh, I, I was I was crippled. I was lying on the floor in agony, looking on the internet. Looking for a sort of Still solutions. looking up monkey news. No, <laughs> I was just, I just put in like bellyache and stuff and they were saying it can be loads of different things. Um, and I, what I used to do when I was a kid, I used to always just get a cold ashtray and put that on my belly and the coldness used to get rid of the badness. <laughs> Amazing. The coldness got me. Well, what? Like, like a witch doctor. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This, this, this is like... A witch doctor who happens to work in a pub. It's like a, some sort of 5th century remedy <laughs> yeah. written in mud. <laughs> yeah. Coldness doth get away with the badness. Yeah. Uh, what, why specifically an ashtray? Just because they were at this sort of old cold. <laughs> <laughs> They're old I cold? What? I don't know what this is. It's, I love this idea that is he... Uh, He's had the operation and he comes round and they're talking to him and uh, his, his girlfriend gets a phone call and, go, and, and they say, uh, Mr Pilkerton's maybe complications, he's just talking rubbish. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. goes, oh good. Yeah, he's back to his old self. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, 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 is it, why specifically an ashtray? Sorry, because it's old cold, I understand it's old oh, cold. Yeah, we understand, we, every, <laughs> yeah. everyone who's done a medical degree understands old cold, but, but, uh, 
<laughs> old, yeah. old Cold Belly Madness. <laughs> if you want to buy that book, Old Cold Belly Madness, it's, uh, uh the, yeah. the History of Abdominal Surgery by Carl Pilkington. No, it just, you know, it, if, so, if but you, you put it in the freezer or something first. You can do if you want, but they're normally cold anyway. <laughs> sort of thick glass and that holds the cold. But we're not smoking our house, so I had to use a plate. <laughs> Oh, well, that's madness. A plate's not going to work. Famously, a plate doesn't work. Oh, God, no! So you put a plate on your belly, but that didn't yeah, do any... No, you that, don't remember. That didn't yeah. work. So, uh called Suzanne and said, oh, I'm in agony here. She said, go to the doctors then. Good advice. So... A lot of people have done that straight away, <laughs> as opposed to going through the plate <laughs> ashtray. Ashtray <laughs> <laughs> So he went to hospital, and he went to hospital, and he said, have you got an ashtray? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they went, no, no, this, an ashtray. this is no smoking. <laughs> so anyway, so then we get in a cab and what have you, go there, I have an x-ray. His voice is even more boring than usual, it's isn't it? isn't it? Yeah. Fuck me. And they put me on a drip and everything, give me some morphine and stuff. And found out that I had kidney stones. So, that's why I was in hospital. And they get them out by... I can't even... I don't know what's gone on, to be honest. I've got some tube inside me. From my kidney to my bladder. That's helping me stuff get about. And so, there's a little tube up the end of your knob. Into your... Yeah, it's not there now. It's right... It's high up. Right. So it's high up between my kidney and my bladder. But why didn't you have the thing where they go in the side? You had the choice to... Because I said to the doctor, I said, I'm not a doctor. I said, what do you <laughs> he think... He went, stop <laughs> putting yourself down, <laughs> Carl. Said, we need you in the operating <laughs> theatre now. He just said, you know, I said to him, what what should I have done? Because he said, if you want, go home um, and we'll get you in again or something. Uh, something like that. And I said, no, I might as well have it done properly. Have it done now whilst I'm here. Sorry, the choice was have it done properly or go home. It was it was something like that. He said he said there's there's something you can do, and I said oh flush it out. Um, no, because it's too big. It's something like seven millimeters. And it was it's basically because you don't drink enough water. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I said, what do you think I should have done? And he said, tube up the knob. And I said, mm, not my favourite one of the choice, but if you if that's what you think. So he said, yeah, have that. He did me little diagrams, which didn't help. He was like showing. <laughs> How big like, did he draw your knob? Uh, sort of normal size. Yeah, was yeah, it? It was all right. You weren't offended by uh, them. Well, he wanted into detail. It's just you know more the tubes and stuff in your yeah. bladder and your kidney. What was your ball bag like? Did he draw that? He didn't do that, but he left that bit out. Okay, right. But, um, but he said, oh, "We'll just pop that up there," and uh, and then that's when Ricky turned up to visit. Yeah, came in laughing at me because we sat there in like me underpants and stockings. <laughs> in yeah, stockings? Yeah, yeah. Why were you? He was there. Night? No, he wasn't in bed. He was sort of out of bed with his little drip. Right. He had his little boxer shorts on, just sat there, right, in his pants, right, and he had stockings on. Yeah, because they stop clots or something. They put them on your legs. It's like you know when people have got big veins and they go on a plane. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you said you're not a doctor. No, but I've, I've seen it, because Suzanne's mum did it, and it was, she put them on ridiculously early, like three days before we were going away, and <laughs> she'd never been away before, and everything was, like, over the top, do you know what I mean? She was like, I best put them on. And, uh, so, so I put them on, and they, like, I don't know what it is, it's something when you're in, when you're under, your blood doesn't move about the same. Right. And it can clot up in your leg. So you wear these tight tights. And I came in to cheer him up, didn't I? Yeah. Was that a nice cheery experience, him coming in? Uh, I had a headache at the time. I think I was a bit stressed out. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, he's just a man you want at that at that point. Yeah. Uh, he reassured you, I imagine. Well, it, it's weird how it suddenly all happened quick. It was like as soon as he came in, it's like they got the finger out. And when I say Not that, literally. I mean, I mean <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> suddenly, I was being rushed down to you know have me stuff done, and uh, I woke up and there was an Irish woman over me going, "Are you all right? Are you all right?" And I said, oh, it's stinging a bit. She said, I'll give you some more morphine. And I sort of put my head up to have a look at my tackle because I wanted to see... If it was still there. ...what what was attached to it. Do you know what I mean? Because they said something about they might leave some string hanging out of it so they can pull the tube out. It makes you talk. So, uh, <laughs> so I, had a, I had a look for that. Couldn't couldn't see any of that. Yeah. Uh, but as she put the morphine in, all the muscles in your body go funny. My head just collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> Your head collapsed. You yeah, don't... I sort of looked up to look at my stuff, but then she said, oh, you just need a little bit of morphine. And she put that in, and I just sort of went, Oof. And then uh, they sent me home about two hours after. Oh. But I'm in agony now. And uh... Are you in agony right now as we speak? Yeah, certain. Now, are you a man who's had this kind of hospital experience before? Is this I your whole first go. time? I don't go do it to hospitals and stuff, because I don't like them messing about. Uh, but it does make you think now, do you know what I mean? Like... Life and everything. From I mean, it's weird how it's all happened in the last month. From seeing that bee, sort of die. That's, no, no, well, not really. No, you, no, 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 no. This is not a near-death experience. It is you a had a routine bit. operation to remove kidney stones because you don't drink enough water. No, I know, but this what, is not a shark attack. Yeah, but it's all it's all uh, life-threatening. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to fill out forms, would you? Saying if everything goes wrong, Suzanne can have the house or whatever. And then you, you find out more about the body as well, which has been sort of doing me head in a bit. You're more aware of stuff in your body, which I don't like knowing about. Yeah. They keep taking your heartbeats and stuff, mm. and your blood pressure. I don't like knowing about that. I just, like, leave it. It's happening. Don't be messing with it. Stop measuring it. <laughs> Stop measuring it! No, do you know what I mean? That's the same with it's, a knob. It's, it's that thing of, <laughs> of like, they put that thing That's on. what the anaesthetist was doing when you were under, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. He was comparing the diagram to the actual thing. <laughs> oh, God. The fella across the way from me had had the same thing as me, but he'd had it a couple of days ago when he was in agony. So that doesn't help when he's saying, oh, I've been to Ellen back. Like, don't tell me that. <laughs> sure. I don't want to know. Just say it was it was all right and stuff. So uh, it just, the, the whole thing of a hospital is stressful. Do you know what I mean? They wake you up like every half an hour in the night, saying, how do you feel? It's like, oh, what? you know, it's half past three. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I've got to have it done again in a couple of weeks because um, what they've done now they've popped pop that straw up but the stone's still in there because they didn't have the laser team in with them blast the stone and then that time they're probably going to leave a little bit of string out the end then they have to go about three days later and they pull it out tell you what though when you are sort of because when you're in hospital you've got a lot of time just to sit there and think about stuff and uh what I was thinking about is, what is the closest thing, t- sort of living, that's nothing? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> what? What's like the closest, like, do you know at some point, something's gone from nothing to something, hasn't it? No, I don't, no, I don't understand what you mean. Something, at, at some point, people were nothing, and then something happened and there was something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But they were never you, nothing, you, were they? Do you mean what is the, the, the first and lowest and most primitive and most simple form of life? 
No, he's say, right here in this room, Rick. <laughs> say, say, like when you look at uh, a stick insect, right? You go right. There's a slight crossover there from a stick to a living thing. No, it's not. It didn't used to be a no, stick. No, 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 no. It's not. There's no. There's no. There's no biological relationship between it and a stick. But the, there isn't much difference between the two, is what I mean. Of course there is. It's a huge there isn't. Difference. They just they just sit there looking like a stick. That's their skill. Yes, but there's nothing to do with being a stick. It's it's like camouflage. That's like saying when a soldier puts on combat gear, you're saying he's a cross between a human and a shrub. <laughs> he's not a cross between a human and a shrub. No, is but he? that's but that's that's man from a distance stuff. you can't see him. That's the same as the stick insect. No, but that isn't what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, have you seen them weird things that just look like they they, they sort of look like a leaf? Yeah, there are insects that look, that that have evolved to look like a leaf. So a bird thinks, oh, there's no there's no tea there. No, that's not I, a juicy I, insect. It's a leaf. I don't eat leaves. Yeah, but at Forget some it. point, something has had it away with a leaf. No, what? at to, no point has something had it away with a leaf. No, to make it look that much like no. a leaf. No. <laughs> <laughs> at no point did a beetle shag a leaf. There's nothing on a genetic level or molecular level, uh, anything to do with it having anything to do with a stick or a leaf. It's superficial. It's the way it looks. That's all. It, it, that's like saying comedians must have mated with green once. They are green. No, but it what, looks like a leaf. What I don't understand is it has evolved to blend in perfectly with its surroundings, and fool predators. But then, how does it meet? How does it have relationships? It will be going around, sort of having it away with a leaf. <laughs> No, it won't, because it doesn't know what it looks like. It doesn't matter. They do it with pheromones and attraction, and uh, it's not like they, uh, you know, um, a stick insect will be talking to a stick for ages and go, oh, I've wasted my time here. This club's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Rude. I was chatting to her. She was foxy, but she was giving me nothing. But, Dave, that's that's not a stick insect. That's a stick. What are you talking about? That's a stick. You've been talking to a stick all night. I, thought, oh, I can't believe it. I just thought she had a great, slim figure. No, no, it's actually a real stick. But I've been, I've been reading a lot about, you know, I like spiders and stuff, just reading about them. Mm. Uh, and there's one, right? Mm-hmm. It's got big legs. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't use them. Um, it goes around floating in the air on a bit of webbage. Um... <laughs> Like he just took a gamble then, didn't he? He took a gamble. He thought, do you know what? I'm going to go with webbage. Don't know if it's a word, not sure, but I could just say web, and I'm going to go with webbage. I'm going to risk it. And it didn't pay off, did it? <laughs> webbage! Webbage! But that's how it gets about. It's in the air like a kite. Yeah. It's just floating about. I've seen one, yeah. So that's what I'm saying about weirdness. Mm. The way all that goes on, and this is what I can't get my head around. You you have got your head round. <laughs> but do, do they get ill then? He's <laughs> just for those listening at home. He has just bumped his head against the microphone, trying to make with it because it's perfectly round. <laughs> this microphone. <laughs> no, but when when I was like, this is what I'm saying. When I was in hospital and stuff, mm. you do think about how others live because insects don't have operations. Uh, are they built better than us? to survive in this world. 
the trap you seem to fall into again and again and again is you cannot conceive of the fact that insects and animals do not have consciousness and personality and communication. They do not function in the way that humans do. You've seen so many Disney cartoons, you believe them now to have a life and wear bowler hats and go to work. But just in the same way that the cavemen didn't have Flintstone-type cars and have a little house... But you then, can't seem to understand that animals don't work in that way. But what I mean is you're saying that no animals or insects know anything, yet when you see them things on nature programmes where a load of ants are having a walk, there's always one at the front who's leading it all. So one well, of them's got to know first. Or there are leaders in, in... Yeah, but the other ants are going, follow him. No, they're not! They're not! They're not vocalising that in any sense no, that you understand it. No, they're not saying follow him, but they sort of look as if to sort of say, I'm but going without, this way. Without, without, no, without, without cognitive speaking. reasoning. It's not made a conscious decision to act no. in that way. Yeah, but this is when you If get... a bird, if a, if, a, if a raindrop falls on a bird's beak and it moves, it's, it moves away because instinctively it's hardwired to be wary of things which drop on its beak in case it's dangerous. It's not thinking, oh, crumbs, that's... I better get out of the way. It just does it because it's somehow hardwired into it to act that way but it doesn't stop for a moment and think which we don't really except we then are able to rationalize our, our fears and our actions well i've been watching birds more than insects recently oh in the, okay in the, last, on from in the last week just because so, i've sort of looked at the ant and the bee and that and what i've found with pigeons is they've got wings yet they walk a lot <laughs> that, I'd love that to be a thesis where he got like a, a half a million pounds grant from a university and I said well Pilkington seems to he's done ants and he's done bees um, he's, he's followed ants apparently they're not doing anything some of them are lazy um, he we are granting him another uh, half a million pounds um, he's been working on it for a year um, please welcome Carl Pilkington Carl what have you found? well even though pigeons have wings they walk a lot No, but even in times of danger, one was crossing the road and a car was coming, and you'd think that his head would say, best start flying. Yet he just walked faster. Well? Well, what's he doing? It was doing stuff, wasn't it? It saved a bit of energy. Takes a lot to take off, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's either that or, you, or you're going to get crushed. Use but it didn't get crushed, did it? Uh, no, I don't think it did, no. There you go, they knew what he was doing, didn't it? Yeah, it just annoyed me, that's all. It's got a... It's got a <laughs> got a power and it's not <laughs> power they're, they're all super powerful all these yeah. animals <laughs> but that's why he thinks of the stick insect as, <laughs> as like that you mentioned earlier that's its power that's its skill like spider-man was bitten by a radioactive spider and now he can solve crimes and, and uh, swing with webs with webbage <laughs> using his webbage whereas yeah stick insects is not it's not a superpower but say if if everything was at the same size as us what would be the best thing to be? Say like a tarantula. Yeah. And a tiger. What would happen there? To a, a 15 stone tiger versus a 15 stone tarantula. Yeah. Well, I'd imagine the 15 stone tarantula. Right, so it's just weird that, isn't it? It's a good job that they're small. Yet things are getting bigger because we're messing with the world. But it's a ridiculous thing to say, isn't it? Because what would it eat? 15 stone. Well, it wouldn't happen anyway, because insects have a... Uh, insects and arachnids and uh, it just uh, invertebrate arthro arthropods in general, they have a, um, a critical mass, because they haven't got lungs, they breathe through things in their side called spiracles, and if it gets too big, the surface-to-volume ratio 
um, isn't big enough to allow it enough oxygen. So the biggest you'll find is like a foot long beetle or somewhat weird well, it's like big that. though, isn't it? Yeah, and that's about as big as they get. So I wouldn't worry it. about it. Mm. <laughs> Again, based on nothing, he queries it's not, you. It also, it's not a case that one that will be born too big and can't breathe. It won't happen. That's why they're only that big, because... But it's like fish, isn't it, how they say about a goldfish? Yeah. That thing about a woman who went on holiday and mm. stuck it in a bath. Mm. She came back, it was seven foot. Right, that didn't happen. No, that's a well-known thing about goldfish. No, it's goldfish. not a well-known thing. What? I'll tell you why, because a fish will only grow to its surroundings anyway. So... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have to put it in a bigger tank. Yeah, in a bath. No, a seven-foot fish in a bath, it just fit the bath exactly, did it? When she got back off holiday... Don't talk shit. It's what was it eating? What was it eating? How long was she gone for? <laughs> Two million years? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she went to Mars and back. Yeah. It's just that fish are weird, aren't they? Well, though, there's, <laughs> there, no, that's a bollocks story, once again. No, I well, don't know where you've heard it or read it. It's a well-known story. A seven-foot goldfish in your bath. But, uh, no, fish are weird. Ted, like you're not going to believe this. Come up here. Well, how many fish do you see that have naturally died? That's the weird thing. What do you mean? Just ping-ponging around these ideas in your mind. You just never see fish sort of just floating about in the water and you go, oh, died of old age. It's always been caught by a man or a shark set it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't just see dead fish washed up, do you? When you think Sometimes. of the amount of fish... Not when you think of the amount of fish that are in the sea. There's loads of them, and yet you never... Because they're eaten straight away. The, that's what I'm saying, though. Are they eaten when they're dead... Or are they just being eaten? Well, most things that like don't die of old age. Yeah, that's weird, though, isn't it? Well, no, because it's a, you know, it's a jungle out there. Yeah, no, that's why I said I, oh, I wouldn't want to live in the sea. Because you've got. To are be you old... sure you're not on morphine as we speak? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you have. In the sea, you've got to be constantly sort of alert, haven't you? Yeah, but that's stuff. true of all animals. No, worse than the sea. The sea is like full of. Uh, you've got an enemy round every rock. <laughs> I love it! I love yeah. it! I love it's like a warning to crabs exactly. and young squid. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, it's like the policeman that comes into your school. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What <laughs> advice would you give? Okay, then. What advice would you give? Um, Some plankton. <laughs> now, what advice would you give um, uh, a, a, a two week old octopus? Um. And what am I? Am I an octopus? <laughs> no, you're, you're you. We've so, set it up that it can understand you with some sort of... One of your inventions to talk to the animals. One of your brilliant inventions is just to watch you strap on its tentacle and it can understand human talk. Um, you know, but, you know, I'm sure you'll, you'll come up with that one day. Um, what, what do you say to it? What would you say to an octopus, a young octopus, who wants to set out by himself in the sea? Stay, stay close to the rocks. Um... And just let it know about the thing about it can get into a small space. You know, if you look at an hole, don't go, oh, I can't get in there. And sort of squash it and show itself. <laughs> ah! I can roll it into a ball and sort of say, look at that. Is that hurting? Uh, and, uh, I love the fact that the drugs make no difference. No. It's like there's no difference. Oh, God. Because that's the only thing that that's got in there. It's boneless. So <laughs> that's, its, that's its special power. That's, that's what it can do. You can roll it up, and uh, <laughs> as long as it knows that, 
But that's the problem with a lot of powers, isn't it? That's that's the same thing about how people say don't have a go at bees because they're not like wasps. They don't sting you because once they sting you, they die. That doesn't know that, does it? It's also not true, but yeah. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't know. So it's not like the bees going around going, I'm not going to sting you because I'll die if I do. What's your point there? I don't understand. I'm just saying... We shouldn't, we how, shouldn't how do, dislike how, bees. Well, how, did, how do these creatures know what to do? Instinct. I suppose it's like that story you told me about the scorpion, isn't it? It's that, isn't it? What, the scorpion and the frog? Yeah. What, the fable? Yeah. What was it? It was a frog it was a, going... It was a, uh, the scorpion needed to get across a, a river, and it said to a frog, can you give me a lift? And the frog said, well, no, of course not, because you'll sting me, you're a scorpion. And he goes, well, no, why would I do that? If I sting you and I'm in the water and you drown, I drown. And the frog went, good point. So... The frog gives him a piggyback, going across the river, halfway across, the scorpion stings the frog, and the frog's dying. And the frog's going, now I'm going to die, and you're going to die. So why did you do that? And the scorpion said, because I'm a scorpion. What do you think that, that was meant to point out? Just sort of be careful who you help. No. It's meant to point out that you are what you are. You are your nature. No, but it's also that thing of like. Uh, I'm telling you, it's nothing to do with. If what you're the driving frog was... no, and, and no, someone's hitchhiking, no, don't pick them up because. No, no it's nothing to do mm. with the mentality or the reasoning or the, 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 the anything to do with the frog at all. The point I, of it. Well, I don't know. I think Aesop was thinking a lot about the hitchhiking problem. It wouldn't happen. That's the problem with a lot of them fables. They're putting animals together that wouldn't meet. Oh, whereas insects go around shagging leaves. Well, insects are with the leaves, whereas I don't know where a scorpion is knocking around with a frog. <laughs> I mean, there's that weird one I remember uh, yeah, watching. Annoyed. I remember hearing something about this lizard that sort of gets pally with the scorpions, even though they're not mates, they don't get on. But they've kind of got this agreement that the the scorpion can live in their house if they guard it, and there's, there's, the local people used to stick their hands down these holes and get the lizards to make slippers out of them. And the lizards were getting sick of this, and I think somehow something happened where the lizards thought, look, enough's enough, uh, we'll let you sleep in our den if you stand by the door. So the scorpion used to, like, stand by the door and stay awake at night whilst the lizard's having a kip. Fella comes along wanting to make some new slippers, puts his hand down the hole, scorpion gets him. Now yeah. that's that's what's weird with that, that two it's, enemies have worked together. It's called a symbiotic relationship. But at no point did they sit down and go, right, what are we going to do? I'll tell you what, I'll give you shelter. You give me that sting in case uh, there's a fella who wants to make slippers. Because all this happened way before... People were making slippers. But isn't it weird, though? Because people... There's nothing that happens like that in people, is there? Of course there is. What, like that, where you don't get on but you work with them? Of course there is. What? Loads of business relationships. What, what do you mean? No, but Team normally up, you stay... What I mean is you stay away. If someone's being a bit weird... There are loads of examples where you might go, well, I hate to do it, but my only option is to go with X, Y and Z. But what, what I'm saying is, though, let me just finish go on i i live in an area where you know i sort of know a lot of the locals and there's a local woman who's a bit mad yeah. now i know her 
but I choose to sort of stay away because it scares you a bit, doesn't it, when something's like that and it's unpredictable. So, uh, you know, when I was in the little corner shop, she came in, right? Uh, she screams a lot, just screams for the sake of it. And you don't know if, if she's upset or if she's just doing it for attention, then the scream will go from screaming to laughing. <laughs> so you're like, oh, what's going on? And it was like, like rush hour. <laughs> it was like rush hour time in the shop. And she chose to go in then. And she doesn't work, so it was like, why is she coming in now? She's had all day to go in. Mm. Just pick the busy time. And she was like about three places in front of me. And she was only buying a Yorkie and some earbuds. Right? And I thought, <laughs> a, what, a Yorkie and some earbuds? Yeah, and I thought, what's the rush? You've come at the wrong time and you bought stuff that could have waited. You should never have to rush out for a, a Yorkie or an earbud, is what I'm saying. Right? Uh, and I ended up sort of going, oh, I can't stand this. And I left. Now, that was me being like I would expect the scorpion to be or the lizard. I don't know what you're talking about now. <laughs> I have I don't no know idea. Okay, well, what do you mean? No, I'm just saying how, like, I chose that that woman could be dangerous, so I'll leave, I'll leave her to it. And that's that's where nature kicks in. And you go, I don't want to be here. I don't know what she's going to do. She's unpredictable. I'll pop back later. <laughs> and then, I, you know, I look out, I can see the shop. I saw her go and she was, like, oh. laughing to herself again and trying to climb up some ladders. And I thought, once she's gone, I'll, I'll nick back. <laughs> I don't know what my point was. I don't know. Oh, he's only got to reel it down. That's the jingle for Carl's Diary. We have bacon and egg on toast. I'm eager to get through the brown sauce, as the bottle is too big to go in any cupboard, so it has to be left on the sideboard. <laughs> so I had about four dollops of the stuff. I love the, cons you know, that made it into the diary. He's concerned about the fact that brown sauce know, is the, too the big, so he's rushing through it. I know, but I'm just saying the kitchen isn't that big, and it looks messy when you leave stuff out, doesn't it? And we've got this giant brown sauce bottle, <laughs> and I don't want to chuck it away, because that'd be a waste. So you're having brown sauce and everything, and everything your cornflakes, yeah. in your tea. Yeah. A wasp got in the flat. You know trouble's brewing. <laughs> it was massive. The biggest wasp ever. Suzanne asked me to get it out, but I wanted to take a picture of it first. <laughs> I was getting my phone ready when it flew at me. I reckon the sting on it could have killed a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> so specific. It ended up flying out the window on its own. <laughs> Drama averted. Oh, God. We went out for tea. You're always in a cafe. That's all. This diary, you're all, you spend so much time in a cafe. There were loads of flying ants. I kept kicking the table because I could feel them on my legs. I wouldn't be that jumpy normally, but I still had flashbacks of the giant wasp from the morning. <laughs> Suzanne told me to stop being stupid because I was ruining a night out. A night out in a cafe. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Oh, what, what, was her, what was it, her birthday? And flashbacks from an incident. Yeah. Like he's some sort of, like, war veteran. <laughs> what is it? It's the wasp. It could have killed a kitten. Bought some wallpaper. We got back and got on with it. The wall that we've papered before has got a big mirror under it. We papered on top of it again. I ended up reading my phrase book while Suzanne did the rest of the tidying up. Now, what's your phrase book? I don't, this, is, this is just you trying to master English, is it? It's just a book that tells you... Little sayings and how they came about. An interesting phrase is potluck. It came about when all people ate is stews. 
They used to chuck all sorts of stuff into the stew. You stuck your spoon in and sometimes you got something nice like beef or you could end up with a bit of frog. It's potluck. <laughs> Good night, isn't it? That's what it said in the book, did it? A bit yeah. of frog. Got up and checked the wallpaper out. There are loads of air bumps and it's buckled <laughs> on the joins. I wish we'd never done it. Suzanne said the washer was broke and it's out of its warranty. She called up the people who made it and they said it will cost £150 to fix. I don't know how they know that when they haven't even seen it. I want to smash it to bits and see what they can do for <laughs> it. So much anger. <laughs> I want to smash it to bits. That'd be great, wouldn't it? 150, you sure? Yeah, Come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just like a cube that's been yeah. through one of those car crushers. Yeah. 150 quid, there's 150 quid, fix it. <laughs> I watched the news and calmed down a bit because there was a story about some Siamese twins who are having an operation. They've got two heads, four arms, two legs, one liver. The doctor said they will have one leg each. I felt bad worrying about the washer when people have bigger problems like the Siamese twins. Ricky and Steve asked me to do a poem about one day a week, so I thought I'd do one today. I can't obviously do it justice, so I should let the master read it. You've done another poem? Yeah, you said, you know, just just do one. If you have a day where you've had a lot of emotions... Well, I, I loved the poem, and so did uh, the listeners, and I knew they would, so if you can do that every week, that'd be a joy well, you for can't, me. You can't force a poem, though. No, I so know. So a diary's easy to do, because you just write down yeah. what you're doing. But yeah. you, you've got to have some really meaty subject matter to be able to write a poem, Rick, as you'll discover. I know. Right, so, you know, you've heard what problems they had that day. Go on, then. Bubbled wallpaper. What a mess. <laughs> Washer dry and knackered. What a mess. Siamese twins separated. One leg less. <laughs> rhyming scheme that is again <laughs> oh god oh <laughs> god oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck me <sighs> well there you go that's the end of episode 2 of series 3 of the Ricky Gervais show um, more next week more drivel, more diary, another poem, I hope. Maybe. Um, just more news and stuff from me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Goodbye. And Carl Pilkington. All right. Welcome to number three in the third series of the Ricky Gervais Show. With me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Hello there. And of course, Carl Pilkington. All right. Had a good week, Carl? Uh, all right, just, just boring. It's a boring week. It was that, that sort of kidney operation I've had. Um, it's just affected my life in a big way. How are you now, Carl? Are you feeling better? Uh, better, better than what was last week. Because last week you really were not putting the effort in, were you? And it's your own fault, you know, you've got kidney stones, you don't drink enough water. Have yeah, no, well, that's, that's what I've been doing this week, just drinking, that's, I mean, you, you said what, what sort of week have you had, what have you been up to, that's what I've done, I've drunk water. <laughs> that's all I've been doing. If there's a water shortage in London, <laughs> it's because of that.
<laughs> Honestly, just that's what you have to do. You can't you sort of. It's just boring. It's like a a basking shark. It's sort of. <laughs> With his mouth open, just going through the water. Oh, Sick of it. Oh, he's led the life of plankton for have one you, week. Have you been able to do anything, or have you just been resting? Uh, it's best to rest, um, just because, you know, your body's still in shock, even though in the head, physically, I thought it was all right. Uh, the body sort of just acts in weird ways. Brilliant. Um, you know, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Like I said last week, you, you don't think about your body until there's something up with it. And then you panic a bit. And then you go, right, I'm going to look after it from now on. I've been given a second chance here. Uh, as I said before, this was not a life-threatening illness or operation. No, but it's, it's that same thing. The last time I had it was when I nearly choked to death on the Mr Freeze pop. Right. Where I had that sort of, uh, what do they call it when you have like a second coming? Do you know what I mean? It's that sort of thing where <laughs> I you I don't go, think you're the second coming. No, but that, that thing goes... If you are, we're all screwed. You mean the second chance? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a second chance thing. Where, your life flashes before you, doesn't it? Yeah, but you get a... Uh, you suddenly feel kinder. Do you know what I mean? You, really? You, yeah, you sort of go, right, you know, that was a bit of a warning. Be like screw good to people and stuff. Yeah, a little bit. I think it's normal. So are you now a nicer person? You're given more generously to charity and the like? Uh, well, they haven't been out, so I can't do anything. I can't help anyone. Yeah. Go online. And but maybe, uh, you know, one day... some money, all this cash you're in. No, I've given enough money away. Sick of it. But... um oh, he's changed. So he hasn't changed at all then, no. But you've also got to be careful as well, because there's that thing of you can drown yourself uh, by having too much water. Yeah. Mm. So it's just getting that balance right of not having too much and filling yourself up. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, it's that balance, right, of uh, not uh, dehydrating and, uh, you know, be, becoming like a, a desert jellyfish, like a little crisp, and drowning yourself. Yeah. You're right, it is a balance. That's exactly what you've got to do. I don't do. know how you've managed it, Carl. It's very complicated. Yeah. No, but... I, what I do is I, um, when I'm thirsty, I drink, and when I'm not thirsty, I don't. Yeah, but the, that's the problem with me. Uh, whatever it is that's in your head that says you should have a drink, I don't really have one. <laughs> it's called a brain. It's called a brain. Yeah. It's the brain that tells you. <laughs> but the brain's never thirsty. I only think of drinking when I'm eating, and I'm not eating as much because my kidney's weird. I don't want to put any pressure on it, so I don't drink. So now, if I have it in front of me all the time, I go, right, I've got to have that. <laughs> so yeah, so I feel, you know, feel a bit better. Good. Just, uh, it's just been a long week because when you when you don't do much. It's just, you know, time doesn't whiz by. And normally your weeks are packed, as we know, with visits yeah. to the cobbler. Yeah. Well, it's just, like they say, isn't it? They say, uh... Following, following an ant. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You've got a hectic schedule. I know, but, I don't know how you fit it all in. But, you know, because I was close to death and everything... You weren't close to death! I, I've been thinking about, uh, you know, other people who've been in that situation where they're dying and what have you. And it's weird how, like, in a way... Do you know, like they say, before you die, things to do... Yeah. I've never best. heard that sentence before. I don't know if they say. Well, I've extrapolated from that. What you mean is there are certain things you should do before you die. Swim with dolphins, etc. Yeah. But in a way, because I've had such a boring week, it's been a long week. So if I was dying, don't go swim with dolphins because you'll love it and the time will whiz by and you go, oh, there's another day gone. Whereas I've been sat at home watching, you know, The Price is Right and stuff. And it's just like, oh, it's only four o'clock. Oh, this is dragging. So if I was dying, I'd go... Yeah, it's dragging, but I've got ages more left to live. Yeah, what's the point? But it's really about quality of existence, isn't it, when you're dying? No, but anyway, I'm just saying... Oh, OK. <laughs> been a boring week. But what I've been doing 
He's going on the internet, oh, sort of learning stuff, watching more documentaries about stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, tell me something you watched on the internet then. Uh, the thing that stands out the most, uh, there's this spider. Right. That a fella got, um, popped it in like a little sort of bottle. Yeah. And, uh, chucked in 80 ants. And the spider, right, just went mental. And, uh, I don't know if the spiders eat ants. I don't know, I don't know if they do, uh, but, uh, he wasn't happy with them, that they were there. And he was just whizzing around, um, sort of biting them, not eating them, just giving them a bite, and the ants would sort of just lie there, dead. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Spider had this system of sort of going, right, I'm going to put the dead ones over there, and he was biting them, dragging them across, putting them in a pile, killing another one, popping it in the pile, and by the end of it, it made like a little pile of dead ants, and he was just there sort of breathing heavily. And that, that, that was amazing, because I'd never witnessed that before. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't see that happening, do you, normally? So you think that if people are, unfortunately, passing away, sort of visiting Disneyland or whatever, they should... they should Just learn stuff. Just sure, make, get on the internet and this, watch this spiders. This world is amazing. Attacking ants. Um, and just that thing of, you know, you, last week you were saying how good ants were and how they're brainy and they work hard and everything, yet none of them sort of... They didn't know what they were doing. There was panic going on. <laughs> <laughs> you watched them again, they were running backwards and forwards. And I, I remember, like, seeing a programme about ants where um, they meant to sort of work together as a team. Yeah. And if they climb up a person's leg, um, that person stood on their house, say. Yeah. And they're all like, oh. There's um, a signal and they all bite at the same time. They all bite once. Now, yeah. if that had done that on that spider... Yeah. They sort of all go on it, and when they're all in position, one of them sort of goes no, and it bites, and then it would it would do some damage. But there was none of that. Mm. And but you've seen things like the Towering Inferno, where even humans panic crazily and jump out of windows and things until Steve McQueen comes along and saves the day. So yeah, but you, at the end of the day, when you're in a Towering Inferno, you were there relaxing on holiday. So, of course, you're going to be relaxed, and it's, the shock of it's going to make you go, oh, I wasn't ready for that, I was sat here in my trunks. Whereas, <laughs> sure. whereas that ant, ants should always be alert. Well, yeah. Any insect life should always be... Well, so for a human scooping up uh, 80 of them, putting them in a bottle with a giant spider. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's what insects do. Um, their life, they never relax. That's what's weird with an insect. There's no downtime, is there? <laughs> it's you wake up, you go and get the food, you build your house. That's what you do, so you're always alert. They shouldn't be sort of running around going, oh, what do we do now? That should be, that should be in them. I love that you're annoyed at these poor yeah. ants that were bitten to death. But also, they say they're clever. I was looking at it. If I was an ant, I would have just crawled under the pile of dead ones. <laughs> just sit under there, wait for the spider to go. None of them were doing that. They were all staying on one side and the dead ones on the other. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying that you know you're always sticking up for insects, saying they know what they're doing. They don't. Uh, uh, what, where, where's this come from? When have I ever stuck up for insects? It's you that's follow them, saying, saying they're brilliant and that, and ladybirds are right-handed, and Christ knows what. No, but you know, so I'd learned that. Brilliant. Um, you haven't learned anything. Well, there's nothing to learn from. There's that, nothing you learned from. Uh, that. Something about um, jellyfish uh, and uh, what else was there? There was this fella, there was a program on the telly about survival. Um, and a fella who, uh, he, he looks after elephants. And he's in this little hang glider. 
looking for an elephant that he's looking after. He has to keep a track on where it's going and all that. And one day he's saying, oh, I haven't seen the elephant today. And the fellow's like, look, look for it tomorrow. He's like, no, it's best if I go and look for it now because it might go further away or something. He said, oh, I wish you'd leave it, you know, till tomorrow. So straight away you're going, oh, this is trouble. So he's going out in his glider sort of at night. Uh, he's looking I for doubt it's a glider. I well, like it's, a, it's a glider with an engine. It's one of a light more. aircraft then. Yeah. So he, he gets in that on his own. He's wandering about in the air, looking down. Um, like I say, it's loads of land. He's looking for one elephant. He's not having much luck. Anyway, I think he gets to a point when he goes, oh, I'm having no luck, I might as well go home. Goes to turn round. Something happens. The glider falls to the floor, crashes. Light, light aircraft. Light aircraft. Yeah. Yeah. That crashes. He gets out. He's broke his legs. Um, done his back in. Um, his hands. I mean, he's in a bad way. And uh, he looks at the plane, and that's uh, that's a wreck. Petrol's coming out of it. He's thinking that's not going to fly again. And uh, he has to lie there, doesn't he, for like 48 hours or something. And in that time, everything's being chucked at him. He has a, a lion wandering around him. A scorpion walked over his leg. Some sort of dangerous snake went in his shoe. Yeah. Uh, what else is there out there? Some sort of bad ants. Um, just everything that's there that could cause a problem. Mm. He had it all in his life. I, I, I haven't seen this, but I suspect there's a lot of conjecture <laughs> yeah. in this telling of <laughs> it. Bad, bad ants. Bad ants. And... No, just anything that you could think of mm. that's out there to cause you a bit of a problem. Camels. He got hot. He got so hot his lips fell off. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you have to have a lot of juice to keep your lips sort of how they are. Right. Uh, so that's the sort of state he was in. Yeah. 48 hours. And yet he survived in the end. Someone came and found him. And, and you that, thought that you were bored in. doing nothing? Yeah, no. Well, he didn't even have the internet. Yeah, but he had a lot of insects. What would you watch. do then if you, land, if you landed, right? Supposing uh, we all land, right? We're shipwrecked, okay? There's no food around. Um, but there's a chance we might be saved like in a few days. We've just got to stay alive just for a few days, okay? Hmm. Um, Steve offers up his penis. For what purpose? Well, it's it's already you've torn it in the car in the uh, plane crash. Anyway, it's hanging off. You go, okay, listen, lads, let's eat this. Let's go. This will go three ways. I should be so lucky. <laughs> okay, fine, yeah. I'll look for something else. Because <laughs> we're surrounded by water. Why are we eating knob? There's loads of fish and everything. There's more fish in the sea than there is stuff on land. That, that was something else that I've read about, about how there's more sea life happening. There's loads more. What do you mean? Than what? Um, than stuff happening on land. Well, yeah, it's a bigger place, isn't it? Yeah, and there's more, they're all coming further in because it's getting so crowded, everything's uh, being pushed outwards. So we, we're going to get to a point where people won't go walking in the sea because there'll be something deadly just floating about on the on near the shore. Again, that's no information at all. <laughs> I don't know There's yet. no information in that statement at all. Yeah, I said, I said how the sea is so overcrowded that everything's being pushed to the edge. It's not overcrowded. It is. What's been, you mean things that are in the sea are being pushed to the edge of the sea? Yeah, because there's new stuff happening all the time. 
there's new creatures being made, they're changing quickly. They were saying how, like, I don't know, 50 years ago, jellyfish didn't even have a have a sting. That's rubbish. Try 50 million and you'll get closer to the truth. But, but what I mean is, in terms of, like, land, we all look the same, don't we? We've had two legs and two arms for ages. Whereas in the sea, things are changing at a, a really fast rate. So, like, jellyfish were knocking about. The sea is a much more stable environment than the land, anyway. What are you on about? Well, I'd have thought... I wouldn't have thought evolution is any any faster in the sea than land. Yeah, it is. Well, no, what, what's, where's the evidence for this? Well, I'm telling you now. I'm telling you how jellyfish have changed. And look at them. And how have they changed then? So, they did, 50 years ago, they didn't have a sting... Yeah. Now they have. Yeah. Trilbys, they wore trilbys 50 years ago as <laughs> yeah. well. And they just spoke with a much more, you know, refined <laughs> accent. Yeah. Just that, that is quite a lot though, isn't it? Because jellyfish are nothing. But like no, you've made that up. Plant. That's not a fact. There's, there, there's no facts come out of this. That's not, not, oh, that's interesting. You haven't said anything. Jellyfish yeah. are, haven't changed in 50 years. No, they have. They've changed a, a lot in terms of... Well, they haven't changed in hundreds of millions of years, so I don't know what the 60s have to do with anything. I don't. I, I just don't know what what influenced the Beatles and Mary Quan at, suddenly had on jellyfish when they because hadn't changed for hundreds of millions this, of years. With all this sort of loose free sex, you know, free love, <laughs> yeah. they were just going berserk. I know. Yeah, there were no inhibitions yeah. amongst the jellyfish anymore. Things are, are changing a lot. To think that jellyfish, when they were, when they first came out, they were nothing. Jellyfish are, are nothing, aren't they? They're just a blob. <laughs> so when they first came out, when they were first released, and, new and, by Rondell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what I'm saying is, even though they were nothing, they've grown to have a bit of something, just to get by in a busy place. Which I is don't the know same. what you're talking about. It's it, all guesswork and conjecture. It's not guesswork. I've been it's all, all nonsense. Week. I've been reading all this and watching stuff. Carl, you haven't learned anything. Mm. Well, that's not entirely true because he's obviously. Learned enough to have written a poem about some of these subjects. Oh, I love his poems. Are you getting into poetry now, properly? I really like it, yeah. Um, is Carl going to read this for me, Steve? If you want him to. I think so. I did one about my kidneys. What was it called? Uh, didn't have a name, it doesn't need it. Oh, uh, to a nephron. Right, I did two about jellyfish. Excellent. Uh, I don't like jellyfish. They're not a fish, they're just a blob. They don't have eyes, fins or scales like a cod. They float about blind, stinging people in the seas. And no one eats jellyfish with chips and mushy peas. <laughs> Get rid of them. <laughs> and then there's just a shorter one about a jellyfish. Um, it would be spiteful to put jellyfish in a trifle. Spiteful to put jellyfish in a trifle. Yeah. A little half rhyme. Yeah. Um, do you want the one about my kidneys? Yeah. Uh, for God's sake, my belly ache. The doctor said it's my kidney. He said he's got a stick of tube up my knob. I said you got to be kidding me. <laughs> for God's sake, knob ache. <laughs> I'm sort of mildly disappointed that they're quite good. Yeah, yeah. No poet's ever written about jellyfish and kidneys. It's great. 
<laughs> oh god, I think you might have the market sewn up there. <laughs> it is. It would be spiteful to put a jellyfish in a trifle. I mean, I'm I'm both impressed and fascinated and worried by Carl's new literary outlook. Yeah. You know, we, we've said to him, we've we've tried to make him appreciate the arts and poetry and and uh, you know uh, you know explaining like what metaphor does and and symbolism and all that. But I'm worried it will backfire because what if he becomes clever and erudite and then we lose. Our little endless well of stupidity. What if mm. we lose our little shaved monkey? I mean, these podcasts without, you know... It's almost like you were evolving into a human. I mean, you've actually, you've authored a book. Well, I have to say, I mean, without, at the risk of sounding like we're shamelessly promoting it, I've only just looked at the book today, because that's the first time I've seen it, The World of Carl Pilkington, and uh, I was very impressed by how legitimate it feels. I mean, it does feel like an actual well, book. Well, he's put so much work into it. I mean, he... He's done I mean, drawings, he's done extra thoughts and ideas, and it's very odd to think that that has probably gone now into the British Library, which I think is obligated to take a copy of every book published. Incredible. I uh, mean, let's be honest, it's not going to really, it's not going to be on anyone's bookshelf, it'll be on their lavatory cistern, possibly next to their bed. But nevertheless, you know, it's hardback and it's got pages, it's a real book. Yeah. Will you uh, now read some, some great works? Will you read poetry at all? Or? Um. Probably not. I don't like reading made-up stories because Fiction. life's life's interesting enough, isn't it? Right. If I'm going to read someone else's lies, I might as well make some of my own up and save me money, is what right. I mean. But you do read um, lies and made-up things. You just take them as the truth. Um, Most of the spurious facts and apocryphal tales and ridiculous stories that you read on the internet are, I mean... Fiction. Yeah, but as long as it gets you thinking, then it really doesn't matter. Say, like, you know, I was telling you about the sea being full up. Yeah. Right? How there's too many fish in it, and they're all being pushed out. Then, um, you know, it was saying about how the jellyfish is changing. Yeah. From a bit back, just being a blob, to now being a blob with stingy bits. You go, oh. And then... No, I don't. I think I wonder what he read. And I then, what he was then I'll think of what other things are in the sea. How are they changing? And then that's when I might do a poem about an octopus with two heads. Because it's, it's got me thinking. So no longer am I just reading someone else's story, spending a full week reading some other story. I've read a little paragraph, and that's got me thinking about an octopus. inspired you to make great art. With uh, an octopus with two heads. And you just think, yeah, that would work. You know, that's a good good way for them to evolve they've got all the arms give them two heads <laughs> they've got all the arms and you know it would work because like I've said to you before it is one big head to make it two smaller heads so it's just looking at science looking at how things can move it's on. not looking at, it's science. Not looking at science you then speculating on, a, on an octopus having two heads is of no value is it to anyone or anything but there's people out there who are bringing out books who are writing stuff like that for sci-fi stuff I think why am I reading but that's there? entertainment. Everyone knows it's not true. They're doing it to. But they do more than just say, "What would it? Wouldn't it be great if there was a if there was an octopus with two heads?" They then paint a world in which this octopus exists I and presumably causes some kind of narrative interest. I can do that on my own though, without. So know, what's the story of the octopus with two heads? It's happier in the end. Everyone likes happy ending. He's got company. 
But that's not a story, Carl. What? What? Tell us the story. What, you made up a story about an octopus with two heads? No, I'm just saying... I've, I've pitched, I've thought about how the sea's changing. Mm. Right, what else is in the sea? Octopus. Right, what's an octopus like? Well, it's just a big head with a load of arms. Right, how would I change that? <laughs> I love this thought process. But it's not a story. This is not a story. It's not anything. It's just some thoughts you've had. It's not a your story. Talk- a story is there to make you think and, and have thoughts. But what is it that you've thought? You've not. I don't see what what you've thought here. I've just thought. Yeah, that'd be all right. <laughs> I know, but well, like like King Kong then. That's only someone who's gone, oh, monkeys are getting better at stuff. Yes, but it has a story, doesn't it? They go in search... No, it isn't. It isn't saying monkeys are getting better at stuff. <laughs> that's not what it's saying. There's lots of themes, but that's not one of them. Monkeys anyway. are getting better at stuff. No, they're getting <laughs> yeah. better at stuff, the way they try to sort of... He tried to go out with a woman. That's them moving on, isn't it? It's the monkey going, do you know what? I quite fancy her. And you know from the beginning, I mean, that is a story that you go, well, that relationship ain't going to work. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't. I, I mean, I've not gone out with women who have quite fancied, but then they smoke, and you go, oh, "That's enough to put me off." Yeah. So, when a monkey's that big, I wouldn't even the thought wouldn't even pass my mind to go on a that date. We could this could work out. <laughs> Sometimes it's just you know relationships aren't made for each other. <laughs> now that for a story, you you, you wouldn't think it go past page one, <laughs> yet you're having a go at me because an octopus has got two heads. Which isn't that weird. When you look at them anyway, I mean, it must be the weirdest thing knocking about on the planet. I'm not kidding you. I've never seen anything so weird. And yet... (laughs) He's angry because he's not seen anything so weird as not doing so happy. It's not yet a story. What's weird about it? What's strange about an octopus with all the things that could... Why is it any weirder than a dog? Because it couldn't be further away from us. A dog has got... Human eyes. <laughs> <laughs> if if a jelly, honestly, if a jellyfish had a pair of eyes like ours, I probably wouldn't worry about him that much. Mm-hmm. But like I said to you, it's that way that they haven't got eyes. They're floating about. I can handle some fish. They look. They look like because they've got eyes. You can make eye to eye contact with them. <laughs> what do you a jellyfish. Like what are you looking at? It's a snidey thing. Like I've said to you. <laughs> You can see see a lot in eyes. Do you know what I mean? You say, I don't trust him. Why? It's his eyes. Jellyfish haven't even got any and I don't trust them. <laughs> Whereas if it had them, maybe they'd be the odd one that I'd go, oh, that one's all right. OK, Carl, I'm just going to throw an arm at you. Tell me how weird it is, what bits annoy you, how you change it. OK? A crab. I would have changed it. Yeah. Does it annoy you? Do you think it's weird? Um, they are weird but they're at that size where they can get away with it. <laughs> yeah, it suits them. Okay, um, good. Would have would change anything? Um, in a way, you know, what you're saying about things not working, he can't walk forwards. So but, why hasn't something happened? Why haven't they said, you know what, these arms are too clumsy. We need to have them so they can slot away easier and we can pull them out when we need them instead of <laughs> clumping around with them. Because they do struggle. You see them struggling with their arms. Yet they're still here. They're still doing that. They're still designed that way. What's the weirdest animal? So you think the octopus is the weirdest animal on Earth? Yeah. In terms of um, design and everything and 
uh, if you lined everything up, say if I'd come from another planet yeah. and everything was lined up in a row and they said, right, we're going to give you a crash course in what's knocking about on this planet. Yeah. And you go, right, go on then. And you go, this is man, here's woman, here's a dog, here's a cat, here's an octopus, here's a... I go, hang on a minute, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is any guy really down? That jingle, of course, signifies another reading from Carl Pilkington's diary. There was an animal in the paper today that I've never before seen. It's called an alpaca. They are gormless looking. The fellow who breeds them said they are easy to look after because they're used to harsh conditions because they normally live in the mountains. The problem with this is they will turn useless eventually, and then if we tried to bung it back on the Andes, they won't like it. It's like how people win these live-like-a-star-for-a-week competitions. They're not good for anyone. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? If something's living somewhere... But he's not going to bung it the back? Andes. He's presumably breeding them for something else. Yeah, but say if eventually, you know, the world's getting busy... There's hardly any room, and we go, right, what can we shift here? What's getting in our way that we can shift? Well, those funny-looking things came from the Andes, bung them back. All right, then let's put them back. And they go, oh, they don't like it. They're not surviving, they're dying out. Why did we bring them here? Oh, it was closer. Yeah, but look, we've died out now of the... Sorry, this is not... This, this, is, not awesome. no, this, this isn't happening. They're, they're angry about it, like it just happened and you're sick of it. None of this has happened no, yet. I'm just looking at how it will happen. <laughs> Leave them where they were. But you're, like... you're getting angry about things that you're speculating on now. It's absurd, Carl. Not once have that I read here about your anger about, about terrorism or international, you know, political injustice. Not once have you written about that. <laughs> Only about the fact we may send animals back to the Andes. I know, but just because it, it just annoyed me, that's all. They brought them here. Some fellas getting a load of praise because they brought this weird animal into the country. And yet, it's like, well, they were, they were on the Andes for a reason. Leave them there. It was happier there. I, I mean, I feel guilty when I open a bag and a fly flies out of it, and I think, where's that come from? What bag are you opening with bat flies? What bag? No, just when, like, you know, the bag I took the computer home in, a fly flew out of it, and I thought, when did that get in that bag? Where have I brought that from? And it's the same thing. It doesn't want to be somewhere else. It was where it was. And that's the same with this Palaco, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Great news. Get $25 cash back on the purchase oh, you just God. made. Sign it's now. amazing. It really is the ramblings of a madman, isn't it? Some new sea thing has been found. <laughs> <laughs> There's no headlines on the news. It wasn't found by sea experts. It was found on eBay. Someone was selling it for a fiver. I don't see the point in buying something that you don't know what it is. What do you I, mean? What do you mean? It was. It was... Someone's found some sort of shell with a thing living in it. Right. Um, they thought, oh, I've never seen one of these before. I can flog it on eBay. Someone bought it and then wanted to look after it, went to some sea expert, and they said, oh, I don't know what that is. That's 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 the story. It's just Great weird how now you can stuff's get up being to found on eBay. No, it wasn't found on eBay, though, was it? Purchase. Yeah, but that's where the specialist people sort of picked up on it. It's just weird that... I mean, all, all I was saying is I wouldn't want one. If you don't know how to, if it's a new creature, you don't know what what makes it happy. <laughs> when you get a kitten, you go stroke its head, loves it, right? And you can do that knowing that it's liking it. <laughs> if I had a little seashell, and you go, does it sit in water? I don't know. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You could end up doing more damage. 
So that's why I wouldn't want it. It's nice to have rules, and it? it's nice to know what you're doing with something. Well, as you write in the diary, it's like if an alien landed and wanted to live oh, with you. As much fun as it might sound, it wouldn't be long before you got annoyed with it because it wouldn't eat the food you gave it. That's what I'm saying, but I couldn't have a go at it because it might not like pasta. <laughs> it might not. <laughs> Everyone likes pasta. Well, that's it for another week. I hope you've enjoyed this half hour of drivel. I mean... Some of the most stupid things ever said. I mean, it's like he's got a contempt now for the world. Like yeah. He doesn't care what comes out of his head. Learn can be frustrating, <laughs> can't it? You know, you, you, maybe I'm getting you thinking, maybe on your way home today you'll be going, yeah, octopus with two heads. And, and if you do that for five seconds, I've done my job. Good to have a job, innit? So, uh, from me, Vicky Gervais, goodbye. From Steve Merchant. Goodbye. And from Carl Pilkington. Right. This is Audible. Hello and welcome to uh, number four in the series of six, season three of the Ricky Gervais Show, with me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Hello. And Carl Pilkington. Alright. Uh, yeah, first of all, I'm sorry to do this, but me and Steve have got to bring something up that's been bugging us for a couple of weeks now, but it's, it's reached... Uh, you are so fucking lazy, Carl, at the moment. You have time off... Right, you go away every weekend, so me and Steve are so precious with uh, you know, so many things to do, with extras and books coming out and stuff. You, we, I, I've never heard anyone whinge about going in with kidney stones. I know loads of people that have kidney stones. Like they've mine. had the, yeah, yeah, no, no, you say not like that because uh, they have. They've had the operation. I know people that had their appendix out, right, an actual under the knife operation, yeah. and he was back at work the next day, and he had a bit of a. A sore side. But you have whinged now for weeks and weeks. Everything you say, oh, I've had this, oh, I've got to go in again. But you're still well enough to go away every weekend to see your folks or your in-laws you know, or, or a holiday. And, 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 and it's just like we are so, you know, sometimes you've got to pull together, mate. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you say keep a diary mm. and you said make sure you do a diary for a year. Yeah. If I didn't go and visit people and travel the world, what would I do in it? Carl, I read your diary every week. All you seem to do is spend time in a cafe having a cup of tea and a bit of breakfast. This, who are you, who are you constantly visiting? Anyway, let's not argue. You don't even People like your family, I thought. It's not my family, is it? Well, you, don't, family. you don't but like you anyone. Work. Why are you visiting? But you say, I'm working that weekend. I'm working that weekend. We have to put, say, right, work. let's put this in first. No, you know, no, it's a busy fam time. Family's important, isn't it? Yeah. You can't keep messing people around. But this around. is all you have to do. No, what else are you doing? doing? What is other it? job have you got? Loads you of know. stuff. I don't want to go into what I'm doing, but I've got loads but of stuff. But all I hear is you're well, always having meetings. I know, you're always yeah. going from meetings. Yeah, I, know, yeah, yeah, I don't know what that means, meetings. Yeah, 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 so you've been on your travels. You've got, you know, you've got lots to talk about. So yeah, I've got to go in hospital again as well, haven't I? So what's your current state with your old? Oh, you I know? don't want to go on about it. Well, no, I mean, you, you know, you've brought it up. It's you're fine. You're well enough to go away. You're well enough to go on holiday. You're well enough to visit people. You went on a train. You went to Manchester. You must be well enough, so you're well enough to do this. I went back to uh, 
Bristol at the weekend. I had a bit of time off, as you oh. know, because Carl couldn't do the work. So I know, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. So we all had a no, well, no, I didn't. I, I, I went to Bristol when I was working. Oh, that's all right. But well, exactly. he's still visiting a place, is what I'm saying. But, well, that's a ridiculous thing to say. That's like saying a pilot doesn't work, because he's visiting a place. No, because he doesn't visit it. No, you sit down plane. on your ass. Sometimes you hire a car, so you can't be reading or, or studying. You're driving for six hours. Yeah. I, I went there working. We went to America, we were working. I went to Bristol, I was working. Oh, shut up. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? Getting a bit uppity. The truth hurts, Stephen. <laughs> the truth does hurt, and it's interesting yeah. that he suddenly snapped at you there. I know. Because I wondered to myself, if it weren't for you, Mr Ricky Gervais, what would this man, this little round-headed man, be doing right now? Fuck all, Stephen. Fuck all. Yeah, I went back to Bristol at the weekend, and as we know, we all had a bit of time off. And, um... Uh, actually, I was quite annoyed because I, uh, I passed the pub near where my parents live, and they had a band on. You know, pubs sometimes have a band on. And the name of the band, I'm disappointed that I missed them. The name of the band, Rick, was <laughs> Loose Change. <laughs> but what I like about Loose Change is it's the least evocative name for a band, isn't it? It's, it's not amazing. sexy, it's nothing. It's got no kind of mood or feel to it at all. Loose, Loose Change. change. It's, it's just, it's... Uh, welcome. Rough outline. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just nothing. The checkbook stubs. <laughs> Pocket fluff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but while I was at my parents' house, they, they often, uh, you know, they keep clippings of things, you know, if, if we've been mentioned in the papers, they like to keep a record of them and stuff, because, uh, I like to show it to my grandparents, you know, and keep, a, you know, keep, keep fully abreast of things. And, uh, they, I... Th you know, I managed to find a couple of them. This is what I don't know if you've heard this, Carl. It's, for people who don't realise, Carl was making a couple of little three-minute TV projects recently that were on Channel Four, and in the Sunday Times, they uh, someone's written a letter about Carl to the Sunday Times. Wow! And uh, they can send in comments and views on things they've seen, read, heard. Oh, excellent! And this is what it, someone wrote to the uh, Sunday Times: mm. Who is Carl Pilkington? <laughs> And why have I just wasted five minutes of my life listening to some of his cretinous thoughts on Channel 4? He asked, why are there so many dinosaurs on display in museums? Quotes, couldn't they just choose the best one and just show that? He summed it all up by deciding that we know too much. Somebody clearly doesn't know enough to know that this is a complete waste of airtime showing no wit, intellect or creativity. That's from Wendy Robinson in Berkshire. Can't have your critics. You know what I mean? You've got to have your critics. Of course you have. If everybody liked what you did, then you're not doing the right thing. <laughs> I've wasted five minutes, and they were three-minute wonders, so it must have felt yeah, two, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two-thirds as long again. But think how angry she must have been to have bothered writing this letter to the Sunday yeah. Times. Well, that's good. I mean, you really must have... It's all about getting people thinking. That's what I always say to you. As long as I'm getting people thinking about what I've said, she remembered what I said. But what, what views did you put out in these short films which you feel people perhaps should be talking about, discussing, digesting, thinking about? Uh, just stuff that was in my head that day when I was filming them. Yeah. Is it in your head now? Uh, some of it is. <laughs> re now you've remembered me what I said. Now you what? Now you've sort of told me what I said in that one. Yeah, I remember saying that. Yeah. And I, st and I stick by it. Remembering some other stuff? Yeah. I'll tell you now, right? This, uh, yeah, if, I don't know if Wendy's, you know, listened to this. But, Almost certainly not. But listen, right? <laughs> I was saying about the the uh, museums, right, and how they're big and everything, and they've Brilliant. got dinosaurs all over the shop. I read right. that in the, in that museum, they've got something like uh, seven million bits of stuff in there, <laughs> right? Now, 
when I spend two hours in somewhere, just show me the good stuff. Don't be saying we've got seven million bits. Because there was a fella, a fella who opened it. Right, I did a bit of research on the museum. A fella who opened the museum up. Uh, and what was his name? It doesn't matter. OK. It doesn't matter, does it? What museum was it? It was the London one. Oh, the London one, yeah. Okay. So he's in there and he's, he's collecting all this, you know, bits of stuff. What stuff? Just whatever's knocking about that oh, time. Right, okay. it, just, it seemed like you he ever searched it. He never chucked anything away. He's oh, like, right. oh, I won't put it in the bin, pop it on a shelf. Okay, right? so yeah. So he's put everything on a shelf oh, in right, the museum. Yeah. Then as time well, I think you're on, going into too much detail, but just give us the gist of it. No, but all I'm saying is uh, he keeps everything. And if you keep everything, sometimes it'll be good stuff. Right? Um, and a lot of the stuff was going missing. The good stuff. But people who set these museums up are just as crafty. <laughs> what? The fellow who found Tutankhamen, he was pocketing all sorts of fingers and stuff in his pockets on the way out. <laughs> that had rings on them and stuff. So all I'm saying is, why is she having a go? But she's hang on, wait, no, I, what's that got to do with someone pocketing? I don't understand your because, point. Because she's sort of moaning at me going, don't have a go at the museum and the dinosaurs. But no, she, but she's having a go at your fatuous point. Yeah, you're absolutely uneducated, okay. stupid I mean, point I, I, that you've got, you got TV time to talk absolute shit, if I could uh, that's not paraphrase fault, Wendy. That's not my fault. If someone says, do you want me to do a little programme and you can do what I want, I went and did what I did. Free but, speech, innit? But we just gave you the chance then to defend yourself, and you just confirmed Wendy's point a thousand times over. What was all this waffle about people nicking stuff? What's that got to do with anything? Because she's having a go at me, I didn't nick but anything. But she's having a go at you for talking uh, uh, nonsense uh, that's of no consequence, which is what you just did that's then. That's all nonsense. But what was your point? Oh, all right, then well, we'll watch Wendy's little programme when that goes out. Let's see what <laughs> she's got to talk about. Sick of her. So anyway, as I say, my mother saves various clippings and things which may be of interest. This was recently in the uh, Daily Mail, in one of those kind of uh, gossip columns. Uh, Ricky Gervais's cringeworthy dance routine as managerial buffoon David Bren was undoubtedly the highlight of BBC comedy The Office. Perhaps credit for the scene should not go to Gervais, however, but his lanky co-writer Stephen Merchant. <laughs> for I hear that six-foot-seven-inch Merchant has been attracting a great deal of female attention at the so-and-so pub in North London... Uh, until he took to the dance floor with Brent-esque results. Says my mole, most of the feminine throng looked away in embarrassment. Putting it kindly, he was rather ungainly, like a giant albatross hopping on stilts. <laughs> right, now then. I'll take issue with this, because firstly... You wouldn't be attracting female attention in the first place. Rick, if I had been, I'd have phoned the mail myself. <laughs> Point A... Right, I seem to remember distinctly I was talking to one of my mates the whole night and we were discussing about the fact we were too shy to talk to girls. <laughs> so wrong there. Yeah. Point two, as you well know, if I take to the dance floor, which on this occasion I didn't, I remember distinctly not because I love to dance, I would not have been described as a giant albatross hopping on stilts because Carl has seen me dance, you've seen me dance, you know I'm a good mover. Yeah. I, just in the same way that people can't quite understand how Peter Crouch, the same height as me, yeah. is able to be so brilliant on the football field. Yeah. The same people look at me when I'm dancing and they go, I don't know how that big guy is able to bust some of those kind of moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah. won two dance contests in my life. Those, yeah. those facts, those stats speak for themselves, Rick. I know, I know. I mean, you've seen me dancing. How would you describe me? It, it, uh, I, I think that you look like a... Isn't an albatross, isn't it? You look like, um... An upright lizard, right, give, having being given electroshock treatment, and I think that's a lot fairer, isn't it, than the albatross nonsense? Well, I, mm, 
So I'm just trying to picture that because again, I, I was that a compliment? You were on my side, right? You were defending yeah, it, 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 a cross between a giant lizard and a, 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 a stick insect. Again, because they don't sound in, 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 straight away. They don't sound like compliments, but I'm assuming oh, you're on okay. my side here. Uh, a stick insect with funny glasses. Is that but my, again? I, yeah. I just I thought mm, I was thinking you would perhaps be a bit touch more supportive, but these you've not really. Carl, you've seen me dance. What 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 are your views? Uh, it's just like a bit of weird art. <laughs> That's brilliant! That is brilliant! That's so much better than Albatross! I wouldn't have said an Albatross. I was looking at one of them the other day. And I don't understand what they mean by that. Because they're dying out. They say, you know, uh, <laughs> they dive in the sea. Oh, it's gone. Yeah. Something happened in the brain. It went from the point we were making via an Albatross, then it just shot off. It just ping! Like a pinball. Well, let's hear because it's going to be another good point. No, it's just saying how, because um, I've, I've never seen one, and they were saying, how would you feel if, if you never saw one again? And I was like, you know, I've got by this long without it. It's not bothered me. <laughs> but um, but it, was, it was just sort of saying, uh, <laughs> what they do is they dive in the sea, sort of put their head under the water, see if there's any fish knocking about, grab one, get out again, right? Yeah. Go to land. I don't know if they're designed to do that. Well, obviously they are. No, because seagulls are, because you see them floating about. Now, what's happening is they're doing that, but getting caught in nets. Well, that's it. The net shouldn't be there. That's the point. They're totally adapted to their environment, but we came along millions and millions of years afterwards and stitched them up. It's not like people are going, well, the nets are always there. How did they evolve without getting caught in the net? We invented the net. We've only been knocking around for a few hundred thousand yeah. years. But what I'm saying is it's that thing about animals learn by mistakes by other animals. You know, like the monkeys uh, peeling potatoes. Right. That's never <laughs> happened. They go and put nuts in the salt water to, to salt the nut. Whatever. How does that how does that get to peeling potatoes? But because in your head they were working in a canteen. Making chips. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter what the food is, I'm just saying how they know how to sort of prepare. I that love food. the fact that you don't care what the fact is. When you're discussing facts, that's all that matters. Otherwise on Mastermind, they just go, um, uh, who wrote Much Ado About Nothing? Dickens? Yeah, close enough, whatever someone did. It, the fact is the what matters. Yeah, but with that question, that's got a straightforward answer. What I'm telling you is the way that animals work. If it's a potato or a nut, it's a foodage. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, I return you to my question as before. What's your point? What were you? What point were you making? I'm just saying an albatross will find food. If you're hungry, you find food or you change your diet. If you don't <laughs> eat something else, you die out. Simple. Said before, if you want a pie, but they haven't got any pies, you have a pasty. Alter your diet. Mm. And an albatross Drastically. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's radical. <laughs> yeah, Completely change of a diet. No more pies. What are you eating? Pasty. Brilliant. Uh, I'm not going to eat quiche anymore. I'm going to have a tartlet. But you, you're getting more and more sort of single-minded in your... No, single-celled. Yeah. It's not, though. In your belief that everything you say has got some kind of profound implication and that, and that no one else is listening, that we're all ignorant. All right. We're all not it, listening to what you're saying. Here's another one. Go here's on. something else Oh, come on. This would be good. In series This would be as good as E equals MC squared. The, uh, the people aging backwards idea. Well, it's not an idea. 
They've done something on it, saying how... No, they haven't. A baby has been messing about with emails. <laughs> right? Right. Oh, yeah. God! A 65-year-old doesn't know how to use email. So, again, my system works. Uh, so, say if you're an old person, you're you're not using the internet, but you shouldn't be anyway, because you should be sort of just getting used to life as an old person. When you're a baby and you're about to die, they're using the internet. I don't know what you mean, when you're a baby and you're about to die. This is if, this it, is if this was your world, idea, if it yeah. was your world. Well, let me just ask a couple Sorry, of questions. Sorry, that makes no sense at all. What you just said, uh, it makes no sense at all. I'm just saying that my theory... You may as well have hit a walk what to saying. express that point, because <laughs> they're... Yeah. I, the pong... Yeah. That would have made more sense. <laughs> this is why, more profound. This is why, more resonant. This is why Wendy's having a go, though, because you're not being open-minded. You're not thinking about... But we're being open-minded to good ideas, to sensible thought to intellectual considerations. We're not being open-minded to this utter drivel. Yeah, but every invention is a bit... Who'd have thought the Frisbee would have caught on? <laughs> That's not... I don't think that can count as an invention, though. Of course it is. People are paying for it. Someone said, I'm going to invent something... But people are paying for carrots. But they're not an invention. Because you pay for something, it doesn't mean it's an invention. No, but a man-made thing. A Frisbee, it didn't grow off a tree, did it? Someone's made that and gone, I can sell this. And people are buying it. <laughs> you know, all I'm saying is things things change, don't they? You know, the albatross is dying out. The way, uh, like when I walked into the flat, right, we've had hot weather, haven't we? We've had a lot of flies knocking about. Now, when I was younger, I never saw flies sort of hanging about in, in gangs. <laughs> Whereas... <laughs> Would they have little motorbikes? No, you know, just uh, you'd sort of see one. One would get in the house, you know, my dad would kill it or whatever, but you'd never see three. You wouldn't be going, oh, which one am I going to get first and everything. They'd, they'd come in, they'd exit out of a window or whatever. Whereas I walked in on, on a bit of activity. <laughs> There's nothing to eat here. Right? <laughs> three flies in the flat, right? All sort of whizzing around. Right. All together, right? So I just sort of think, oh, you know, let them be. Uh, they seem to be happy. Uh, you know, they, they're playing around with each other. Right, sat down, reading the paper, look up, right, it was like the, the one was trying to like have it away with, with one of the flies, and the other one was, was having a go as well. It, it turned out it was a little fly that didn't want any of the action, but two were attacking it. How could you possibly gauge that? Just by watching. That's how you learn, isn't it? You watch, you, you watch. But no, this is conjecture again. You had no idea what was going on there. No, I did. It's, it's, it's the way they were sort of jumping on it and stuff, and I was like, oh, I'm not happy with this going on, and, you know, under my roof sort of thing. <laughs> my um, house, my rules. But it's, but it's a nightmare because it's small. You can't control it. You don't know which one's which. You might end up sort of pushing out one that's the baddie. What are you and you're talking pushing out... about? I'm just saying Why no. are you getting involved? Just because creatures are changing all the time. What are you talking about? What point are you making? I'm just saying... The way that flies used to be happy-go-lucky, on their own, the sun's out, have a fly about. <laughs> whereas nowadays, oh now, there was like little attacks going on. <laughs> oh, God! Oh, God, away! But how could you tell which were the two aggressors and which was the victim? How well, could this, you distinguish? This, this, was, this was the problem. I mean, all I was looking at was which one they kept attacking. And I was thinking, if I can get that one in the bedroom and then get the other Sorry. two out the window. What are you... Just breaking it up. 
Because uh, what sort of a person would it be to let that go on? <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. He has no feelings for anything. He doesn't care if whole species die out. That's, Why are you getting involved? That's where you're wrong, because I think, I think more than most people. I think there's a lot of people who just go through the motions. Yeah. They do it's the a... same thing every day. They can do a job, but that's all they stick to. They don't think about what them flies do. Carl, What's that I've known doing? you for, I don't know, four years, and all you ever say is things like, why do we have jellyfish? No, I haven't mentioned the jellyfish today. But it's the same old shit. You look at someone, you make up your own story, and then your conclusion annoys you, even though it's totally fatuous. Like I say, the man with the frisbee, what happens if, if he had a mate who said, rubbish that, he wouldn't have done it? <laughs> I love the fact that you think the frisbee is the pinnacle of invention. Yeah. I think it's amazing. No, it's an example of something that, you know, if he was on some programme where, you you know, you said, I've invented this, did go get out, they wouldn't, have, they wouldn't give him time of day to say, right, I've made this thing, it's out of plastic, you throw it about, what, what for? Well, you just chuck it about on the beach. What's the point? It was a bit of fun, innit? No, I don't like it. How okay, many that was an argument with himself. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? It's a popular little thing, and I'm just saying it's easy to put ideas down. But you've never even come up with an idea as good as the frisbee, and that's saying something. I came up with a clippable mat that goes what? on a cup, and it's a, it's a good little thing. I haven't followed it through yet. A what? A clippable mat. What's a clippable mat? What a clippable that mat that you stick on a cup, so you, you can put your cup down on a table without having to go, oh, where's that mat? It's, it's clipped to the cup all the time. And you put the cup down wherever you want because it's got a mat on it. I think I've seen that. But why does it have no, to be haven't. clipped? To no, why can't it just be built into the cup? Because, uh So it clips onto... You've got our special cups. It doesn't yeah. clip onto every cup. No, but just the same way that every sauce is different. You don't say, oh, I'm sick of this sauce. It doesn't fit a mug. You, you use the sauce of that... I mean, I don't use sauces. <laughs> just don't buy... That but isn't a sauce of what you're talking about? Uh kind of, yeah, but it's clippable. But why is the clipper? Why is the clippability so important to you? So you don't have to keep finding the the, the mat when you put the cup down. It's constantly clipped to the. To but the why cup. does it have to be clippable? Because that suggests it's removable. Why not just have something where it's constantly attached? What's to stop you from losing that in much the same way as you lose the coasters? Do we need this, this? Do we need? A but, clippable coaster. But let's just let's ask him like it's the Dragon's Den. Let's okay, ask him yeah. now. What? We've got money to invest yeah. on your clippable right. cup. What's now pitch problem? this idea to us. Tell how would you sell this well, idea you, to you us? You just said uh, what was your question then? Brilliant. So you're not listening. Let's start no, again. I am. Okay. I, I no, just, imagine you walked in. You what just is it for? In. What is it for? Is it is it is it a coaster to stop uh, the heat from the cup burning the varnish? Rick, let him explain. Or let's... is it a saucer to stop? Um, well, look at it. Let's is. let's let's have you pitch this idea to us. Just you've you've never met us before. You were investors. Tell us, explain this to us. Sell it to us. Right. Um, we're living in a world uh, where furniture is important to people. They spend a lot of money on it, don't they? Furniture. Yeah, There's absolutely. so many furniture shops out there. Yeah. All different types of wood from all over the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Good if something's point. come from the Amazon, mm. you don't want a coffee stain on it. No, you don't know. Right. But we're living in a world as well mm. where people don't use saucers. What when do you, when you do? go out, when you go out and buy, because people. What do you mean we live in a world where they don't use saucers? Yeah, there's loads of saucers. Yeah. Because I know people who buy cups singly. Right. Because there's only two people living in a flat, so you don't buy a big box. Because in a big box of, of like plates and that, you get things like, uh, you know, so, uh, what's what's the plate that's above a saucer but below a plate. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I, 
the plate that's above a saucer, but below a plate. So it's a plate, but it's below a plate. But it's a size that you sort of go, what am I doing with this? <laughs> so uh, what would it be, a, a side plate? Uh, maybe. But a plate yeah. that you'd have alongside your regular dinner plate, right? Maybe. You put a bread roll on or something in a restaurant. Maybe. Yeah, OK. But, but you What's your point? What do you no, mean, it... I'm just, it's fascinating to me. Because this is his best attempt now okay. to try and attract investment. Do you know where the, your mats are at home? I haven't got mats. Don't use them. Why not? Because uh, it, it doesn't bother me. I, I haven't got any highly polished um, uh, furniture from the Amazon. Right, Steve, have you got any sort of... I've got some coasters and I use the coasters. And do you know where they are when you need one? Well, yes, because they're always at the place where I would normally put down a mug of hot tea, i.e. Yeah. on a table or a coffee table. Right, now, do I you keep, find... If, if I had a, a highly polished table from the Amazon, I'd keep my coasters on it. Yeah, but what I'm saying now is, what happens if you get up with your cup of tea, you're a busy man, right? This yeah. is what I'm saying, we're living in a world where people are busier than Yeah, ever. go on, go on. Not everybody can sit down and enjoy a cup of tea sat in the same place. Right. You get up and you might move into another room. Um, well, you haven't, got a, you haven't got a polished table in there from the Amazon, so doesn't No, matter. but you might be working on another expensive table. Oh, fine, we'll have a coaster there as well, a then. computer on. My question is this. One, does it fit all mugs? Uh, or do I have to buy a special mug to have this special Well, we can, we can work it whatever way you want. We can either look at the standard size mug and say, let's appeal to everyone, or we can... Get in, in touch with some mug company. How is it clipped? Just like little plastic clips that clip onto it. Yeah. And then you clip it off and you and you clean it. The dishwasher proof, by the way. I, yeah, I I don't, I, no, but, they don't need that. But at all. why why can't you just make a mug that has something mm, built, built in, in the base of the mug to prevent it from making the mark? No, that's it's need only that. the heat that makes the mark, isn't it? Really. I I, I just want to say now, it's a pointless idea, um, and I'm out. Right, but. What about the idea that you've just suggested then, with the mug, with the saucer built in? Yeah. What about will we will we do that together? But that's not that's not your idea. That's my idea. Yeah, but without my idea, you wouldn't have had that. Well, but that's absurd. We're having a conversation. I've come up with an idea. Now I've got the money. You, I've want, got the money, and I'm going to go off with that idea. Yeah, you haven't painted it anyway, and it's a rubbish idea. And you could. It's not paint. rubbish because I've just thought as well that'll be good for putting biscuits on the side as well. <laughs> Okay, no, that means going. we can get rid of that plate that I don't know. By what the way, is. now this is broadcast, you can never patent this idea because it's out in public domain. Rick, 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 why don't we see if there's anyone out there who's willing to invest in this idea? Are you a mug manufacturer? Are you a mug designer? Are you someone who's got any interest whatsoever in this idea? Do you think it's a saleable idea? And more importantly, would it be not great to have a picture of Carl's face? On the mat. Because it's perfectly round. Perfectly round. As well, and it, you'd scold him every time yeah. you... Uh, yeah. So there'd be a certain satisfaction in that. Yeah, well, if Peter Jones is listening, or that Ballantine fella, or uh, what's his name? Any uh, of the uh, big uh, investors on that show, or indeed yeah. any investors anywhere, podcast at wickedgervais.com. Get in touch. Tell us how, how we can move forward with this brilliant new idea. Hmm. Pathetic. The jingle that signifies another reading from Carl Pilkington's diary. Got up and put the radio on. I listened to the story that the vicar read on Radio 2. Yeah, that could be good. He was saying how Jesus was 33 when he, when he died. He said he was more into the idea of doing a lot in your life than living for ages. This was linked to the news about the doctor who's come up with some stuff that he's been injecting himself and his wife with that makes you age better. I looked it up on the internet. It wasn't worth them doing it because they are already old looking. 
I don't know why people want to stay looking young. You can wear a bald head better if you're old, because hairs are replaced by wrinkles. That's drivel. No, it's, it's not drivel. A pointless, it's just... a pointless entry to a diary, that. It's not, because that could be, a, 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 like, an important bit in, like, world history. What? The fact that, that people, that someone's trying to make people not age. Age is good, isn't it? When you see an old person... It's been going forever. What has? People trying to age better. No, but he's talking about if you're 90, he wants people to look like they're 30. And that's not good, because how, how would the world run when that's going on? Well, I agree. But, you know, it's, when people, again, it's not a revelation. If I, if, if I like chatting to old people, because they know a lot of stuff. So if I'm sat on a train and someone's old, I'm happier talking to them about... They get up and move after about ten minutes. Well, no, you know, the fact but, that many of them are in firm and can. <laughs> yeah, they, they have to stay there and listen to this but, one. But, yeah, even that, even that means that they're getting more out of life in a way because they don't move about as much, so they have more thinking time. It is weird how that happens to you as you get closer to death. Jesus. You know, you're not working as much because you're resting and you can think back about your life and you can think, oh, I had a good one. Actually, it's not been that bad. Whereas if... But you must have started that now. Because you've been doing nothing for the past three months. Yeah, but I'm just, well, like I'm saying, it is a good thing for you to do to sort of think about what you've been doing with your days and your weeks. And, and how stuff. do you assess your life so far? With all this spare time you've had on your hands and moping around and moaning about your illness and just sitting around, right? You've been uh, introspecting, have you? Yeah. Go on then. What have you come up with? I haven't come up with anything. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, I have, I have an all right life and things are changing. Oh. Keep saying that. No, but the, but you don't know how much they are changing to the point of I don't know if I mentioned the squirrel eating Mars bars, but from that <laughs> from 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 that happening to monkeys opening bottles with lids on them, to it's just it's it's mental out there. It's madness what is going on, and all I'm saying is old people need to be old people. You need oldness. You need to see old people. You need to go right. They might have a solution. They've been on the earth longer. Quick, we need an answer. How old are you? I'm 32. Well, you look 78. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying! I don't know who that conversation was with, why you got angry, and I think you made the opposite point that you were making yeah. at the beginning. If you say you're 32, you look 78. No, you were saying about it would be a problem if you were 78 and looked 32. Well, I don't know what you're saying. You came down the wrong side then. Either. You did that whole thing and you bollocksed it up again in your brain. I'm just saying, either way, you need to have people who look old. Otherwise, who's in charge? <laughs> Right. So you say, even if, so you're saying it'd be alright to make 78 year olds look 32 as long as there were some 32 year olds that look 78, as long as you've got old looking people. No, but say Can like... Can I tear this page out? Because <laughs> it's worthless. What I mean is, when I went to the doctors, oh. I saw the specialist, right, mm. about the kidney stones. I was, I was asking him all the straight questions. Go on. Is it life threatening? No. Uh, you know, how long am I going to be out? All the days. Right? Now... He As it turned out, it is life-threatening, and you've been out for three months whinging about the fucking thing. Strange. Now, he was quite old. He looked about 55, and that reassured me in a way. In a way, it didn't, because he's, he's one of them doctors who didn't open his eyes much, and I kind of thought, I hope you open them I don't know what wider. you're talking about. What do you mean? What? What do you mean he didn't open his eyes much? One of those sort of doctors who's either that overworked, that he's, he, he does that, you know, when he's like, he's tired, so he's going, right, what we're going to do is, and he's doing that with his eyes shut, he's talking well, this like is, that. Well, this is radio. I know, but I'm telling you, so you can see. 
But if people are meant to be listening to this. But if they can't imagine me with my eyes shut. Well, tell them you got your eyes shut. Just right, say yeah. he had his eyes shut. Yeah, he had his eyes shut. Oh. Had he been reading this? No. <laughs> Bored stupid, I imagine. He's just trying to get a... Well, oh. do, do you know what I mean? I, or, I don't know if it's because he's tired or if he's that educated that some people know so much you don't even have to look at it. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about! Intelligent people! Who is so educated that they don't need to open their eyes? Well, you see it, you see <laughs> like... Who is that? So, who's that bloke of there? Is he blind? No, he's been reading too much. <laughs> He doesn't oh. open his eyes anymore, doesn't no. he? No. Old, old people you see wearing tweed and what have you, and they're really posh and they talk, and whenever they talk, their eyes are shut and they I open. don't know what this observation is. I don't understand why you've never seen that. I've never seen an old, educated man wearing tweed who doesn't bother open his fucking eyes. Steve, I don't you? know what you're talking about. Steve, have you seen... Do you know what I mean when people don't sort of open their eyes when they're talking to you? And it can be quite annoying, because it's like they're saying, I'm not interested about you sat there, I'm not bothered if you're listening, I'm saying what I'm saying because I say what I say. But he's, if, he, if he has got his eyes closed, he's probably just trying to absorb what you're saying and, and think carefully yeah, about probably. it, anyway, so he doesn't misdiagnose you. I'm, I'm not having a go at him. Well, it I'm like just saying right. he was 50-odd, and I was happy that he was there telling me... <laughs> I don't know why you were watching his eyes when he was telling you about your insides. Because you can tell a lot by people's eyes. That's what I said about jellyfish. But, you know, just lines in a face tell a few stories, and I don't think we should get rid of them lines. Brilliant. Wise words. Well, that's the end of uh, show number four in this third series of the Ricky Gervais Show. So it's goodbye from me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Goodbye. And of course, Carl Pilkington. Bye. hopes you've enjoyed this programme. This is Audible. Well, here we are, number five in a series of six of the Ricky Gervais Show, with me, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant... Hello there. ..and Carl Pilkington. All right. Well, Carl... You are officially a published author. Your book came out, The World of Carl Pilkington, and and a copy will go in the British Library. Will it? Well, yeah. they have to take every rubbish. I think it will go in the British Library lavatory. From what I understand, yeah. it'll be in there yeah. uh, with like a collection of like novelty postcards and yeah, maybe exactly. a viz compendium. But, you know. Yeah. So they have to. They take everything. Just think of that. But yeah. is that a rule they set up when when books were more important to people? And now it's kind of like, oh, I wish we never said we'd do that. Well, they have to add two miles of shelves every year, apparently. That's what I mean. Now, surely, you know, they change a lot of other rules, don't they? They used to allow people having their head cut off. And now they've gone, we shouldn't do that anymore, so we'll sort that. Why don't they just say, only so many books a year make it in there? Ones that are important to the future. But who knows what's important to the future? Well, you know, normally, when I say something that I think's a good point... Uh, yeah, but you're always wrong. No, 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 but what I mean is when I say something that I think I have got a point there... Yeah, but you're always wrong. But why do they do this? Why do they think they've got to keep everything? Because it's... We're living in a world now where everything is sort of binnable, and, you know, we, we use stuff... Binnable. Uh, for, binnable. ..for what it is. Well, that, that, I no, think I think you could say that. Oh, that's, that's fine, yeah. that's fine. Um, 
There was a sort of poetry to it, but I think he stumbled across that. I don't think it was intentional. Yeah, I mean, I'm st I still haven't got over last week him saying foodage. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? That the, the world's changed, so why is that rule still hanging around when... Well, it's not a rule... I mean, it's not a rule that, you know, the, the country's gonna, you know, live and die by. It's just that it is seen as a... a, a a repository for knowledge, for information, and I don't believe any old joke can wander in there and get one of these books. I think you have to either be a scholar, I think yeah. maybe it's open for a brief window for students, but you know, you can't, you can just wander in there and see your own book, Carl. You know, there are some books that uh, they have to turn the page for you in gloves, so your the amino acids. I don't uh, with yours, it won't matter. They just go, it's over there, or they throw it to you. No, it's just... Or they slide, they slide it along the floor. Well, they say, well, I, I can't give it to you, Carl, because it's propping up this desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kick it to you and say, put it in the bog when you're finished with <laughs> yeah. it. It's just that thing of being timed, though. I hate it when people go, oh, have you read this? And then yeah, I can't read it properly because I'm thinking, they're thinking I'm taking ages here. Do you know what I mean? So I have to scan read it. And I go, oh, it's good, that. And they go, what do you think? And I go, about what? <laughs> So I hate the fact that someone stood there with gloves on, because that isn't normal, relaxing sort of reading, is it? <laughs> but it's not, it's not, you don't go in to read the Doomsday book, let's say, in order to just have a relaxing read. You're going in there to study there it, you know, historically. To say they're professors and scholars and scientists and historians. They don't wander in because it's raining and they go, what's a good read? There's not a man wearing white gloves turning the pages of the latest Jackie Collins. <laughs> exactly. Do you have heat? Watching I... your lips move as you read to see if you can turn the next page. <laughs> I suppose I shouldn't really feel guilty because at the end of the day, right, I mean, people always rave about Shakespeare saying, oh, you know, his mm. work was good. Mm. But Brilliant. at the same time... He'll probably put that on the book when he brings another one out. He'll put your review on it. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Carl Pilkington. But at the same time, you know, like, some people will have a go. I'm ready for for people having a go. Like that Wendy did about me little films are made. There's always people... Wendy knowing. Robinson? Yeah, you know... It's her opinion. For those yeah, of you who didn't hear last week, she slammed Carl. No, well, you know, each to their own and that. And, uh, you know, if everyone liked the same thing, I don't know what we'd do. Right? Sure. Um, you don't know anything. So, so all I'm saying is, everybody raves about Shakespeare, mm. when, if you've properly looked at what he did, he, he invented a lot of swearing words, right? Effing and Jeffing and that. Now, if That if, was one of his. Well, it's Effing and Jeffing and Effing and Jeffing part two. <laughs> did um, he make up a great deal of swear words? I don't know that I'm aware yeah, of this. A lot of them are Shakespeare invented. But all I'm saying is, for some reason, when things are, are brought out years ago, um, People say they're good, even though they're not, is what I mean. But let's let's not mistake the fact that Shakespeare is not. He's not. Uh, people seem to confuse him as though they think he's he wrote these things in order to be read. He wrote them to be performed. They're plays. They're not books in the traditional sense. He didn't bring out the latest book. No, but just just when something's old, it gets a bit more respect, is what I mean. When I was watching that documentary about the the real Indiana Jones, um, brilliant. They dug out um, some rocks with drawings on. And they were like, oh, don't damage them, don't, don't mark the paint. And, and it's like, it's rubbish. He was like a stick fella with a yak. And <laughs> now, if that was found now, or if a kid showed me that, I'd go, hey, it's not that good. So what I mean is, because stuff's old, old stuff gets respect. But you're not judging it on its aesthetic merits, you're judging it on its historical importance. I don't because... think that's fair, though. Because when that, when that fella drew that, it wasn't old. He did it when he was knocking about. No, yes, but, but, you, but you, you must see the difference between you doing a, a stick man on a wall with a bit of chalk near your local and a, a cave painting that, 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 that they date to 10,000 years ago. Yeah, so in 10,000 years' time, when they find my story about the monkey fireman, 
Will it gain more respect then than it is now? No, less. But why is it? Cause I, I, because people will more and more realise what a buffoon you are. The more research we do, the more of these podcasts we do, no. the more you expose yourself as an empty, egg-headed uh, moron. That's a friend speaking right there, Richard Gervais. <laughs> no, he loves I, you like a brother. <laughs> I'm just, I just think, you've mentioned him before, Steve, this Peeps fella. Yes. Has he done anything else apart from a diary? Because now, now I've done a book and a diary... That means you're better than Peeps, well, is what just, you're thinking, Well, I'm not going to say that until I know, but what else did he do? Well, Peeps wasn't a writer predominantly. I right. believe he was, uh, you know, like a bureaucrat or something. But he kept a diary which has since become a historical landmark. And what did he say in it? What did he say in it? Well, it's, again, more because it's both well-written and it's also an amazing insight into... A social into document a social as well. Document, yeah. yeah. It's a social document I of mean, that yours period. is a social document, but it, it sort of revolves around uh, having egg and chips and a cap and seeing a ladybird. Which, you know... But that's, that's today's living. That's well, his, saying, just, yes, but his describes the Great Fire of London, which is what it's most... Yeah, it's but best we haven't had for. one of them. If we had one, I'd write it down. I'm only writing what's happening. The ladybird <laughs> happened, right? I wrote it down. He, he was just lucky. He was about in London when that happened. So you're a little angered that you've not witnessed one of the great disasters? Um, because the thing is, if they read your diary, they'd think, well, nothing happened that year. Nothing important in the world happened that year. Because your diary doesn't just mention... I mean, OK, yes, it, does, it fails to mention any disasters in London because we haven't had any, but it doesn't mention any... It doesn't man mention any world events. It doesn't men mention wars in Iraq, it, terrorism. It doesn't mention now. anything. But that's all being wrote about anyway. If you're saying there's a museum that's keeping everything, there's loads of other books for that. Who's looking at the fellow whose skulls fell off? What? We see. It's interesting, isn't it? What do you mean the fellow whose skulls fell off? Well, that's what happened the other week, so I wrote about what? it. What? A fella's skull has fell off. What do you mean, his skull has fell off? It's something to do with circulation. But what do you mean his skull fell well, off? Well, it's in the diary. We but how can a diary. skull fall off? Because it's surrounded by tissue and it's got a brain. How can just his skull... How can it How can it detach itself from all the stuff surrounding no, it? He mislaid all his dreams. But, but, <laughs> but all I'm saying is, that's, <sighs> that's not getting a look in. No, because it's not significant or probably true. Good point, Steve. I don't All right. Know well, let me just—I'll just—I'll just, I'll just consult the diary quickly and find the uh, the moment with the man whose skull fell off. Oh, here we are. Yeah, looks like the world's fattest man is having an operation to get rid of some of the fat. Yeah. He has to have an iron bed because that's the only thing that can hold his weight. Yeah. There's also a man whose skull has fell out. He's in hospital somewhere. I hate that. It would make me panic. The hospital is busy with people coming in to look at their head. What are you talking about there? That tells us nothing. Right, it's impossible for a skull to fall out. It How are scholars in 10,000 years going to be... What are they going to decipher from that? They can sort of go... There's not enough incident but, 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 detail. But, but, but how did his skull fall out? Circulation problems. But they, answer the question. How did his skull fall out? Fall out of what? He was at home, um, and I don't know if he was combing his hair or something, but it, it come off. What did? His skull. What do you mean, his skull? Do you know what the skull is? It's a part of the head. Well, it, no, it's the it's the structure of the head. It's the bone. Do you mean the top of the skull? This is only useful if you have all the salient facts. Then it would be of interest to us. We could we could. Well, that, I, that, I couldn't take that on. I'm busy. I'm not going to start looking into stuff in depth. Just get the details. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> you're such an idiot. You are the best. 
Oh, idiot in the world. Well, I don't want to be premature, but that entry is followed by, I injured my toe the other day by dropping the toaster. Instead of letting it hit the floor, I tried to catch it with my foot. <laughs> I didn't think I'd done any harm, but my nail looks like it could fall off. I might show it to the doctor when I get me kidney stones out. We could easily get by without nails on the feet. They are more trouble than they're worth. You're so wrong. You're so wrong. I think on the days when cavemen without shoes and animals need nails, I don't think we need them now. I honestly... Because you hear about uh, ingrowing toenails, right? So that's a problem. Um, you've got to cut them. Um, stuff gets under there and gets infected. Get rid of them. You won't have any of that. As long as you wear shoes. No, you'd have unprotected toes and fingers, wouldn't you? I didn't say on the on the fingers, just on the toes. So why why do you need them on the fingers and not the toes? Because you still you use your you use your hands to do stuff. I've said about toenail out. It'd be good to have it growing on the head. What? Just having like a sheet of it, just just like <laughs> a, a nail on the forehead. You wouldn't look weird because we'd all have it. I'm not saying. What are you talking about now? I'm just saying we've. I, I don't want to go on about evolution stuff because we've done it all. What but, do you think the skull is for? No, but I mean on the outside, so that when you bang your head. It's a little bit more protection. Like, like people, I mean, you're looking at me like that. Why do you wear a helmet on a bike then? <laughs> because, <laughs> because the bike wasn't meant to be invented. We weren't meant to whiz along at 70 miles an hour with evolution. I know, but, you, but because life's changing, like you've said. Let's but you can't, the... you can't go, let's evolve, let's re-evolve. Okay, let's assume we've got this nail on our head that's growing out of our forehead. So we look like one big thumb. Yeah. Uh... Which, weirdly, Carl, kind of, I mean, you can almost imagine it looking at Carl now. You can imagine a big nail there. Does the nail great. continue to grow? Do we have to trim the head nail? Uh, yeah, in the same way you get a haircut. Why is that preferable, in your mind, to just wearing a crash helmet in instances where you might have something hit your head? Just because, um, for a start, helmets, you have to carry them around with you. That's one thing that's put me off having a motorbike. Whenever you see someone on a motorbike, <laughs> it's all like the clothes you've got to wear. And it's like a big upheaval, isn't it? It's, it's, you know, if you have a car, you can get in with your shorts on, your flip-flops on. A motorbike, it's like, it's yeah. like you're an astronaut or something, and you're only nipping down the road for some milk. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> get rid, what I'm saying is get but rid But does it annoy you having to put shoes on every day, and underpants, and a, a vest, and a, I don't know, No, but once they're jacket. on, I'm not carrying them. They're on me. If I had to then take the shorts off for whatever reason and walk around holding them, I'd go, oh, I can't be bothered. I don't like holding a bag. I don't mm. like bags. We carry too much around with us now. I don't like carrying stuff. It's just a, a hassle, isn't it? <laughs> it's just endless things he doesn't want to do, doesn't like doing, isn't like carrying bags. I Who mean, the hell has a gripe about carrying bags? Why just, is that a concern? Because it's it's stuff that's on, on I you. I love the way that he wouldn't mind having a nail going out of his <laughs> fucking head, but he doesn't want to carry a bag. What's good with it is, everybody's got one of these. And but it's, it's not going to happen, Carl. And the most important thing in your body, apart from the heart, is your brain. So protect that, not the toes. The toes, <laughs> we can get by Please, without the people. toes. But your head's important, isn't it? There's a lot of stuff in your head. Um, and I know all this, just after seeing the, the body works thing. I went to see the uh, it's a show on where there's a load of, like, dead bodies and that. And uh, you can see how much stuff's in the body. And it's, there's loads of stuff. There's nothing in there that you don't need. It's all doing stuff. Everything in your well, body. We've been but telling you, you that for years. But you reckon you don't need the toenails? Yeah, that's on the outside. I'm saying everything that's on the inside of your body, right? You don't need the appendix. No, but it, that, it doesn't that depend on what, what lifestyle you have? 
Well, it's a, it's a hangover when we uh, probably ate a lot more cellulose and it's... it's yeah, well, they, they might come back. Things are always coming back, aren't they? So if people start eating them again... What about male nipples? Uh, sort of looks all right, though, doesn't it? Because the chest is quite plain, so with, with nothing on it, you'd go, oh, what's this? <laughs> it just balances it out. I think it looks all right. I think it works. So <laughs> leave it. Um, but what were we talking about? But w wouldn't you rather have um, maybe a little, uh, like a rib cage around the testicles? Because you get a whack in them and it, oh. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, Not an invention, Carl. It's not an invention and we can't do it, but... But will you be able to sit down still? Because that's the good thing with them at the moment, is movement. <laughs> so it sort of works. But don't they say, um... They said something about testicles, about the body works thing. Well, they're on the outside. <laughs> Put yours away, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> You're not one of the exhibits. They're on the outside because they have to be a few degrees below body temperature. For the, I think the Satoni cells to. to, to so work. that's that's an odd design. That they had to go there because it is a daft. It's a bit of an odd place to have them. Where would you suggest? Dangling from the throat. Um, sort of. I want to redesign you, right? You, you, you can possibly do this now. This is something you can actually do. Probably, you could probably have your testicles anywhere. So where would you want them? You've got a giant forehead nail. Yeah. You could have that. It probably wouldn't grow, but we could certainly have that. that I, I just mean, like, because uh, if, if all it's about is temperature, you don't yeah. want to get them too hot. Yeah. Well, they're getting hot down there because you're wearing pants and what have you. Mm. So have them nearer to the outside of the, of the body. Well, they are near the outside of the body. No, but we wear pants over them. So you what... wear pants over them because they're, they're testicles and polite society suggests that you don't show your testicles. Yeah, well, testicles. that's the odd thing, isn't it? That's what's happened somehow, that we've, that we've said testicles shouldn't be seen. Well, then just cut a hole, cut a pair of hole in your trousers. If it's only about, you know, keeping them cool, because they're too hot, why don't you just hang them out your shorts? Because there's too many sort of seats that are shared these days, isn't they? But what I'm saying is... Well, what are you saying? Where, well, where would, you, would you put them? Somewhere like, um, sort of under the ears. So it sort of just looks like lobes. So oh. you would redesign your body to have a pair of testicles For hanging lobes. from your ears. And when people are sometimes talking, they do sort of mess with their ears, and they're always saying, check for lumps. More handy. <laughs> <laughs> Does the penis remain where it is at Leave the moment? Leave that where it is. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know about you, Rick, but I would love to see, perhaps on the web, you know, it's very easy to put stuff on web pages now, some kind of illustration could be computer generated, could be drawn by hand yeah. of the new model Carl. Bear in mind, people, that he's got some testicles underneath his ears and a big thumbnail on his forehead. Big thumbnail on his forehead. I'm um, talking to Carl. I want to see Carl's head everywhere. It's the roundness that I like. Okay, so do a viral campaign. Anyone out there with a picture of Carl, just get it everywhere because I want eventually everyone to, as they walk past him in the street, to shout, "You shaved monkey!" or "Look at that bald head!" or "Look at fucking coconut face coming this way." You got a head like a fuck. In orange. Went out the other night with the lads. Um, you know, there's a few of us, you know, young, free and single. You Must have looked like the swingers. Oh, it was pretty, it looked like a boy band had gone out. It looked like, really? It looked like, you know, NSYNC had hit oh, the streets. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd all, we'd dressed up, talked up, out for a few drinks. A friend of mine said, let's go to a club. 
Right, I haven't been to a nightclub for a long time, actually. I haven't been... Is that because your glasses steam up when you walk in out of the cold? That is a problem in the winter. I genuinely, it's not, it's very difficult to make a good impression. When you, as you walk in, your glasses steam up straight away. And, you know, you, you've got to take them off and clean them and stuff. <laughs> and then, you know, you get a bit... On oh, your wife runs, you yeah. pull your wife runs up yeah. through the jeans, yeah. clean them on that. Or the back of a girl's dress. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... We cruise down to the club. It's one of those big sort of super clubs, London super clubs. Never been in one of those, the Ministry or any of those things. So it was all new. And uh, it's a bit of a queue. I think it's a bit of a chore. But we're queuing up. We're in good spirits. We're looking at it. It sounds pretty funky. We can hear the music coming out. You know, been in the queue for quite a while, 20, 25 minutes. Forget it. 25 minutes. Well, yeah. We were pretty excited by this point. The doorman says, uh, oh, lads. He said, yeah, we're coming, please. He went, no, you're not. Went, really? What? He said, we're not, you're not coming in. And he just immediately lifted the little rope and sent us away from the queue, right? And we were slightly perplexed. We were, we were dumbfounded. We didn't know what to do. We, we, it was like this, it, this couldn't be happening. It didn't make sense. We just queued up what was going on. And so um, my friend said, well, we've got to find out why he's not going to let us in. So he goes yeah. back over. I thought you wanted to do. You wanted to tie him up with logic. That'll show a bouncer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, show him how educated you are and how you can win an argument and make him look stupid. You'll be in that club in no time. <laughs> That's what they appreciate. <laughs> they love her. Because what they respect is being made to look like a fool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we went over and... Uh... <laughs> they really look up to intellectuals. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so one of our mates goes over and he says... Uh, why didn't you let us in? And he went, because you didn't have any girls with you. Now, <laughs> now, I'll tell you this, that's kicking you when you're down. Because when you're out on a Saturday night trying to get into a club to meet women, and the reason you're not allowed to go in a club to meet women is because you haven't got any women with you, that's just salt in the wound. It's so humiliating. So um, a friend of mine says that there's a VIP entrance over there. And it was like a woman with a clipboard, you know, the guest list, uh, separate entrance. She said, you know, you've got a little bit of profile, Steve. Why don't we try and use your... You ran over, got your Golden Globe in your Emmy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I always uh, I always carry, uh, you know, some of my cuttings with me. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, uh, so, and I felt a bit self-conscious about that. I was thinking, I'm not into this, you know, it's a bit uh. awkward. But he said, look, don't worry, you just stand here. Just stand here, just like you're having a conversation. I'll go over, I'll say, I'll point him out, I'll go, oh, there's you know, Steve Merchant over there, they're at the office. Or oh, God, Steve! So I thought, well, you know, well, the thing is, we were out, and I was, I was a bit frustrated, and I thought, you know, uh, we may as well try everything. So, um, so I stand there, with my friend goes over, and he has a word, and he comes back, and he says, uh, it's fine. She's, she can't let us in the VIP entrance because she's not allowed, but what she can do is walk us to the front of the queue, right? And walk in front of the queue and explain. So I think, okay, fine. Oh, God. So oh, the guy, uh, the guy takes me and my mates, right, this girl, she takes us, she, we walk past everyone else, right, to the front of the queue, right? She goes up to the guy, she says, uh, this is Steve Merchant, office. The guy goes, I know he is, we're not letting him in. <laughs> oh, God! Oh, God! By now, of course, some people have recognised me, so they're having, trying to have my photo taken. So there's people inside the uh, line that's being allowed in the club. I've got to lean across the rope... So I have my photo taken with them, even though I'm not allowed in the club. So they go, oh, all right, this is Steve, they're the photos taken, right, camera phones and that. They're going into the club where the music, the party's kicking off. I'm outside waiting for the next chump who wants to have his photo taken. I mean, it was mental. So, um... That's unbelievable. I was furious. And then one guy, I remember he was, he was, and he, he goes, oh, yeah, brilliant, I love the podcast and all that stuff. I love, Carl, is Carl with you? I said, oh, Carl's not here. And his girlfriend, his girlfriend was with me, she went... Who's that? 
And he went, oh, it's just same motion he does the office, he does the other thing. And she went, who? Who cares? Who are you, Bruce Forsyth? And it's that thing when suddenly I'm being humiliated and embarrassed <laughs> by someone's girlfriend. I never asked for that. I never asked for her opinion on me. I'm sorry if I don't impress you, if I'm not sufficiently famous for you, but it's not my fault. <laughs> it's your boyfriend who brought it up. It was like I'd gone over to her and tried to show off, and she was annoyed. I was, so by now, I was just furious. Oh, so God. I thought, forget this. Well, I was walking down the street, and there's a, a group of uh, um, builders... Um, Sitting down having a cup of tea. One of them goes, All right, Rick. I went, All right, mate. The other one went, Not as fat as on telly. <laughs> I went, Oh, thanks. Not as fat as on telly. So he went with, Well, you are fat, but you look even fatter on telly. He didn't say, Oh, God, you don't look fat at all. Or, Oh, you look, you, you look, you look big on telly, but you don't look. Just went with, Not as fat as on telly. And there's nothing I could say, but cheers, mate. Now, when you said cheers, mate, cause you, did you say that because you were. Because I'd say cheers, mate, because I'd be a little bit scared of them. No, I was I'd be worried about the like sarcasm and, you know, I laughed or I laughed or... Yeah, 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 so I, you can get away with sarcasm I'm, with working class blokes. I'm, I'm a little could... bit more secure with a working class man no, than you, aren't I? I'm terrified of them. I feel like they're going to turn on me at any minute. You don't feel confident sort of backing in a lorry driver? Terrified. Oh, right, Because okay. if I did, he'd, le he'd probably lean out and just go, go and get your dad, mate. Yeah, not you. Fuck off, I'm not interested. Not you. Yeah. So, um, so the final stab is this guy says, uh, there's a party I know of going on, right? Oh, blinking So we go down to this party. Right, as we're getting there, as we're about to go in, he goes, now, you know it's a singles party. I thought, oh, what? He says, you know it's a singles party. Oh, God. So I go in this party. It's right. It's all single people, right? Now, theoretically, that should be brilliant, right, if you're a singleton yourself. It's the worst kind of party to go to because when you normally go to a party, right, and you're chatting to a girl and she says, um, oh, I've got to get a drink or whatever. You think, oh, she's probably got a boyfriend or whatever, or, she, you know, she's with mates. That's fair enough. But when you're at a singles party and a woman says, I'm just going to go and get a drink, and then you just see her leaving, <laughs> you, you realise it's not because she's got a boyfriend or whatever, it's just because she doesn't want to talk to you. You and can't even kid yourself. You can't even pretend. Oh, and you, you suddenly sense everyone judging everyone else. So you see a girl and she'll, like, look at you, look at you up and down, and then ignore you and walk on and it's just it's like a massive slap in the face it's like girls coming up to you and going not interested just by being there they don't have to say anything and they're rejecting you and so um so trying to, anyway, my friend one of my friends has been reading this book the game right by this guy called neil strauss which is sweeping a certain part of the population because it is one of those books written on how to meet women and seduce women right and this is a guy called neil strauss who infiltrated a sort of secret organization in america of blokes who've got all these various seducing techniques right and one of the techniques which we've been discussing is something called negging, where if you see a very attractive woman, the theory is that she's getting asked out all the time by blokes, right? They're always coming up and saying, oh, you're really beautiful, can I buy you a drink? And that what you have to do to set yourself away from the pack is to sort of not be so obviously complimentary. So you come up and you almost sort of pay her a backhanded compliment, or you almost neg, as they say, say something slightly negative. So you, what you might say is you might go up to her and say, oh, I like your shoes. I've seen another girl wearing them in the club, right? And the theory is that she's sort of all and it, she's a bit taken aback she's a bit sort of thrown off and then of course you start complimenting her and you start building her back up again it's very elaborate mind games i'm not saying it's a good idea but we've been talking about the neg and i was chatting to a girl and i was a little bit drunk and i wasn't thinking it through and i thought about the neg because it wasn't going very well but but i don't think you should say to a girl <laughs> i think your ears are a bit too big for your head because <laughs> like you know what i mean it's like you can't come back from that and it's, there's nowhere else to go, because that really is just an insult.
He's only gone and listened it down the little fucking car. That jingle, of course, signifying yet another reading from Carl Pilkington's diary. As always, packed with rich insight into the man's mind. I had a late night last night because I stayed up to watch a programme about monkeys. <laughs> it's already good. <laughs> of course it is. It's already good. Now, before I read on, I mean, is this not some kind of monkey news? Is this not a late return to monkey news? Uh, well, it's not. It's not that good. Is it not? Whereas the other monkey news is... Oh, chimpanzee, that's some more shit! This is what he says. This is what he'd gleaned from the programme about monkeys. It sat on a bridge and wanted stuff off people to walk over the bridge. What? So it was acting as some kind of toll booth. This is it? ridiculous. No, it was a bridge in in like the jungle. Oh, shut the fuck up! And it's a monkey that sat on a bridge, and um, a lot of tourists go through the area. No, it's to, a monkey who realised that that if he sits there, it gets stuff because it looked like it's a cute little chimp begging. No, but every time. Yeah, because you give a monkey, you give it. Oh, I'm as bad as him now. If you give a chimpanzee uh, a banana, uh, and he starts realising that humans have things to give. Yeah, but it's all squirrels sort of learn stuff. that. But you don't go. Oh, you wouldn't say. Oh, went to the park. The squirrels waiting at the gate. You, you have to give them a toll to go in. They're they're going to give them nuts. They come up to you every time. You, you fucking idiot. Went to bed after watching it and fell asleep thinking about it on the bridge right now. It's a bit bad, really, because the monkey should work harder for its food. It made me remember the slug I saw yesterday that was eating bird poo. <laughs> Nobody would ever help a slug with food like they do with ducks and monkeys. A slug's life is pretty bad. The only time they come out of their den is when it's raining. Den. So, so even their days out are depressing. It is. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No. It is like it's a horrible thing to be in it. <laughs> a slug. <laughs> talking about what is it like to be a slug no just because like the monkey even though it's been quite aggressive everyone was like oh give it some water and it was it was well like kitted out it had like you know chocolate bars bottled water some like you know fizzy stuff and all that an ipod it was listening to monkey news it could have had one if it wanted one it was getting away with murder on that bridge and that's just because it was furry yeah if that was like a blob like a slug there's no way people would be that friendly towards it and it just annoys me how you get this pecking order for, like, no matter what creature you are, favouritism. And that slug was only eating that bird poo because it wasn't being offered stuff. If it was offered toffees or whatever. <laughs> well, it's just sad, isn't it? It's, it's come to that. That's what its life has come to. <laughs> yeah, but it's not as mollusk like as down on its fucking yeah, luck. It didn't live in a big country house no, and its wife it left it, the kids when it started hitting the ball. And I kind of thought, and look, they do only come out in the rain and it's depressing and it'll probably get killed in a bit. And that was its last meal. I just... Class <laughs> meal! But it wouldn't prefer steak and chips, Carl. It no, doesn't have... It must like a leaf or a, a... You know, at the end of the day, it's an insect. They love it. It's not an insect! Well, it's part of that gang. It's part of that... <laughs> no, it's part it's of that... They hang out together. They it's hang out not. together. Why do you think it's part of that because gang? Because it, it knocks about in the woods in the same place as a spider does. But all I'm, uh, what I'm saying is they, they're eating boring stuff because that is what's... It's in not boring area. stuff to them. They're not. I have no opinion of it at all. They take in sustenance. No, but where you are is what you eat. When I'm in London, I'll have beans on toast for lunch. On holiday, what? Tapas? Go on, I'll have a bit. <laughs> so it's whatever you eat, what's in that area. Suzanne went off to work and I went to the shop to buy some envelopes. The shop was empty, but the fellow behind the counter was on the phone and just kept talking, even though he could see I was waiting. I started to count backwards from 20... <laughs> 
When I got to six, he hung up and served me. I won't use the shop again. Question, why count backwards from 20? So he's thinking, what's going to happen at one? If I start counting from one, he's going, well, let him carry on. What, out loud? So not, not really loud, but like uh, more of a mouth action so he could see who was doing it. You know, like Sorry, that. you you just started miming counting backwards to a man in a shop. He's on the phone. The yes. shop is empty. Yes. I thought he'd like me custom. He could have served me and stay on the phone. Even though I don't like that, at least he's still doing what, what you know, he needs to do. I just said, sorry, can I just get these, please? Yeah. Well, I stood there and I thought, it's annoying me now, my kidney's aching and I started to get a bit of a sweat on. So I thought, right, I'm going to give him 20 seconds and if he hasn't got off the phone, I'm leaving. And when I got to, when I got to about six, he, he served me. What's wrong with that? Again, you are giving yourself... one of the strangest people. It's just giving yourself a, a thing. I could have been stood there for free. ages. He's one of the strangest people who's free to walk yeah. it's the about, streets. No, I set myself a little target and I thought, I don't want to waste another 30 seconds in here, I'll give him 20. It worked. He served me at six. But it didn't work. Yeah, but did he do it because you were doing that or did he finish his phone call? I don't know, I was busy counting. <laughs> Looked at what's been going on in the world. There was a human head attached to a seagull's body in a jar. Is that all it says? This is the sort of weird stuff that goes on behind surgery doors. I doubt it ever flew because the head would have been too heavy. Well, of course it wasn't. It didn't happen. It wasn't live. No, but they try this stuff, don't they? That's like that program I watched with a. a well, who head has ever tried to put a human head on a seagull's body? They've done loads of stuff like that. It's part of us moving on, isn't it? It's what are you talking about, I'm not going to get into an argument about well, science you're wrong. because it's all Don't behind closed doors. Shit. How do you think we can change a, a, a heart now from another body? You have to try things out. It's trial and error. All sorts of weird stuff goes on in hospitals, but we let it happen because it's to help us out in the long run, isn't it? But what, what are they aiming towards when they're going to find out if you can put a head on a seagull's body? What is that? What, what, what are they want to learn and what do they, how do they want to apply that knowledge? A new heart it is obviously for a reason. It saves a life. Yeah, what is this to, to save money on transport? Instead of getting a bus pass, you go, can, you, can I just put my head on the seagull's body? I go, well, it won't work. We'll try it. <laughs> yeah, but there is there is odd things like that. Like uh, I saw a fish the other day, right? right. And uh, honestly, it's the weirdest thing. It was just like a blob with a face. <laughs> now I would never have said, yeah, let that swim about. I'd have killed it from day dot. I would have gone, get rid of it. <laughs> oh God! Under what circumstances would you have killed that from day dot? Oh, wh I'm just saying. Looking at it, I'd say that does not work. And it looked sad. It looked like it didn't want to be about. Have you got her number? <laughs> Well, that's it for another week. Um, the end of uh, episode five. One more to go in this series of six of the Ricky Gervais show. Um, we'd love you to uh, buy Carl's book because it is genuinely, it is genuinely interesting and funny as a, as a, you know, just as a social experiment to see that you know proves Carl's theory wrong that a monkey can write a book. Um, so uh, it's bye from me, Ricky Gervais. Goodbye from Steve Merchant. Goodbye. And goodbye from the little shaven monkey that is Carl Pilkington.
Hello and welcome to the last in this series of six of the Ricky Gervais Show with me, Ricky Gervais, Steve Merchant. Hello. And Carl Pilkington. Hi. Carl, as you're aware, you've obviously got many celebrity fans. David Bowie is a fan, um, people involved with creating The Simpsons. And you've also got a new fan, Warwick Davis, who is the short actor that many people will see in films like uh, Return of the Jedi. He also is in Harry Potter. He's three foot six, and Ricky and I worked with him recently on extras. And uh, far from asking us about the uh, many celebrity names that we've worked with, the only person he was interested in talking about, of course, Mr. K. Pilkington. He wanted to meet you, Carl. Yeah. Well, is he is he all right to get on with? Was well, why wouldn't he be? Um, just because sometimes when people aren't normal, it's What's just it? sorry. No, I just mean when when someone like I've met a few little people in my time. The one that I, I, I met, I met a little fellow once, and he was all right. He got drunk really quick, yeah. uh, but he was all right. But it took me by surprise, only because like, like I've said about when I met Steve for the first time, it's only that same thing. And then if I lived with the little fella, I'm sure we'd get on a storm. What do you mean when you met There's Steve? There's a TV show waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean when you met Steve for the first time? No, we've done it, you know, when he walked in, it just a bit of, oh, he's different. But then I, I see Steve every week and, you know, the it same is... way I say I like watching Elephant Man, mm. from the first time I watched it to the last, totally different. When he walks in the first time, it's like, oh God, look at that. It's a mess, isn't it? When I watch it again, it's kind of like, oh, here he is, here's John. So, it doesn't, it, things wear off. That's, that's like the world, isn't it? Things don't amaze you as much as you see things and you use things often. And it's the same with the little fella you're talking about. First time I see him, it, I'd, I'd be a little bit like, oh, what do you say? You know, what shouldn't I say? Whereas once you get to know him, I'm sure he'd, he'd be a lovely little fella. <laughs> I don't know where to start, Steve. Well, Warwick, I think, suspected as much. Um, he's offered you a, a, an interesting fact, actually. You're wearing headphones now. Apparently you wear those headphones for just one hour and it will multiply the amount of bacteria in your ear by over 700 times. But why is he worrying about that? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not worrying about it. He thinks it's of interest to you it because is, you're wearing it? headphones. Part of your profession. You wear headphones, yeah. But Warwick asks, really, um, what are your thoughts on short people, particularly in entertainment? Because, of course, they've, uh, throughout the ages, made an appearance, particularly in fiction. Tom Thumb, of course. Mm. Uh, the Oompa Loompas. What do I think of them? He's just wondering, you know, I suppose, what your take is. Um, they're all right. I mean, when I was on jury duty, when you, when you go in in the morning, you have to go into a big, um, sort of waiting room. And, uh, every day I'd sort of see one pop in and he'd be sort of struggling getting on the chair. And it sort of, it was, it was kind of something to watch. It was different. That's, that's what's good with, with, with things in life. If, if you look at stuff and you go, oh, look at that. And seeing him struggle on the chair, he was happy. He wasn't, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't struggling in a way that he felt uncomfortable. He'd obviously climbed a lot of chairs in his time. And this was just another one. And, I'd, what watching him, it just makes you makes you think. You go, you know, I should appreciate that I don't have that problem every time I have to sit down and what have you. But I don't, you know, I don't think it's that bad. If I had to pick being really tall or really small, I'd go for the really small one because, you know, it's it, the world's a more interesting place for him, isn't it? Everything's bigger. Do you know what I mean? We go to New York and go, wow, look at this, and they go and they go, oh dear. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Everything's 
a lot bigger. Everything's more amazing. Food portions. Everything's a bonus. So out of the two, I'd be small, and maybe that's what I'd chat to Warwick about for a bit, just to get to know, get to know him. Brilliant. It's a shame in a way that he's not been able to pop in. I'd like to hear that conversation. But I've got, um, you know, speaking of like weird stuff and that, I've got a new... <laughs> well, we uh, weren't, but go on. No, I've got a new book. Do you know I had that Freaks book? Top 50 Freaks. Got a new one sent to me. Really? Uh, yeah. And do you know, like, everything um, normally has a name. So, like, if it's uh, the two-headed fella, you know, they're all nicknames like that, aren't they? They've well, got two nicknames, I imagine. Uh, but this new book I've got, right, mm. on the cover of this one, it's got, like, a woman with three breasts, right? And she's called the, the three-breasted woman, as you'd expect. <laughs> uh, and there's a... Uh, what else was in there? There's, um, there's a fella... Uh, the one face... Why is she posing nude, though? That's what I want to know. Showing off. It's not the worst disability, is it? Well, just you've got three, it doesn't mean you have to get them out for the... Oh. For the lads, does it? Tart. I know. Well, she looks happy. <laughs> and there was a, a fellow with, like, one one face but two bodies. In one face but two bodies. <laughs> One face, two bodies. What do you mean it's one weird. face, two bodies? <laughs> Surely one head, two bodies. Uh, head as well, but it was mainly the face. That was weird because he looked fed up. Sort of <laughs> what are you talking about? How what can you, you have talking a face about? without a head? How can you have, what do you mean? How did it join to the neck? No, it did, it did have a, a head, but the fact is, it, it was weird that I had one face to me. What do you mean? Well, if you got one head, had, you'd yeah, have one face. Yeah, I know, but it was just, it was the fact that, he had one face and two bodies that I didn't think But why do you keep saying one face and two bodies as <laughs> opposed to one, one head? head and two bodies? We're all the man with one face. Yeah, but now I've got one body. Yeah, yeah, well, surely he's the man with two bodies then. Again, the description. You, I, roll I've up, got... roll up, see the man with one face. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. He's just got, like, a face and then one neck and then it splits off into two bodies. It's no, really weird. It Honestly, doesn't... it's weird. It's, it... it was ages ago. Well, it, no. Uh, no, it doesn't happen. So it's it's full of stuff like that, right? And what I'm saying is, that fella, you know, the one-faced man, the three-breasted woman... He wouldn't be known as the one-faced man, is what I'm saying. Well, they've all... That, they that all, isn't the peculiar thing about him. Yeah, well, they all had names like that. Right. But it was one thing in it that didn't even have a nickname. It was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It was ju it just said un unidentified. What, what did it look like? Um sort of, sort of testicles for eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 it just reminded me when what you talk about What do you mean strange. testicles for eyes? And what is it, do they have a normal body? I didn't even look at that. Oh, for f no, So- that's what I'm saying though, you're attracted to, to the odd, oddness of the thing. And that's what I was saying about Warren when he walks in. Warwick. You know, it, it, it'll be odd for a minute. And then, I'm sure- For him, for him it will be, yeah. He'll get used to you. You know, I mean, I'm like I've said, I'm surprised that it, things like that don't happen more because, especially after being in hospital and seeing how the body works and that, you have no idea it, how the body works. No, honestly, I've got me right. You have no idea. You've learnt nothing. I, I've got me. You've learnt nothing since the age of seven. I've got me head round it a bit more, and and the way that there's loads of people in the world, mm. and yet you don't see people with like dangly eyes more often. It amazes me. <laughs> I love the but he's amazed by not seeing freaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. He's walking down the street going, oh, everyone's got one head. That's yeah. weird. Suzanne, see any dangly eyes today? No, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? What's going on in the world? <laughs> oh. 
Warwick's not been the only correspondent. We've had a number of people. Remember years ago we used to uh, encourage people to send in questions, and those questions have been drifting in ever since, really. Just things that people want to throw at you, see how your mind works, Carl. Do you mind answering a few? Uh, I suppose you might loosely term these philosophical questions, or at least questions that might help you think, ponder on some of the bigger ideas. Yeah. This is your forte, Carl. Philosophy, isn't it? Yeah. Question one. Carl, are all men born equal? Well, we've talked about Warren. Warwick? Say if, like, the pillow man, right, the fellow with no arms and legs, if everyone was like that, he wouldn't be... It, that wouldn't be a disability. He'd be equal to everyone else, wouldn't he? When someone fights for equality, it doesn't mean they want to be treated literally the same. For example, uh, 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 it's usually about a prejudice, isn't it? Or a lack of opportunity. Yeah. If um, you were... Uh, just to think of uh, uh, equal opportunities in terms of uh, a job. Yeah. Um, if um, you needed someone uh, for a, a lookout on a lighthouse and a blind person went along, they couldn't do the job. Whereas if it was uh, listening for stuff and you didn't give it to the blind person because you were worried about, hmm, don't know, blind people, that would be... Uh, imposing a prejudice because he could hear as well as you. So if he was the best for that job, he should get it, despite his other disability. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah, your ears are important in a light. I'm pretty sure he's coming down on the wrong side of the argument, Steve. I'm keep going, keep going. Go on. No, I just want to hear it, you know. I mean, if they want to go, go for any job, go for it, but then don't moan if you don't get it. That's, that's all I think. Is yeah, that your equal opportunity statement? Um, <laughs> that's your statement. Well, I don't tech anyone on, so I don't have all these worries, but I'm just saying, if I was in charge of that lighthouse and the deaf fella turned up, uh, was he deaf or blind? Well, it depends. I gave you there two There was scenarios. one of each. There was a deaf guy and a blind guy. And no one else. <laughs> <laughs> I put another advert in. <laughs> Okay, well, we've, we've got another question here, which I suppose in some respects uh, is along the same lines. <laughs> Do you believe in the notion that history is written by the victors? And consequently... Well, don't that... tell him what, that, what the upshot no, of that is. No, I was is. just saying, consequently, what does that mean? Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. And consequently, what does that mean for history, as we understand it? Just that uh, stuff's written by the people who won it, type thing. Won what? Won whatever they did, but what? what yeah. But well, if it's if it's a war, the ones well, who won it wrote it. But yeah. of course, you're going to do that. That's what you do, isn't it? You shout about it if you win something. If you lose, you go. Oh, don't talk about that. It's depressing. No, no, no. Doesn't or, mean that or at because they're not around. Well, it means it, it, very often if uh, if someone has conquered a nation or set up uh, um, a dominance somewhere, that they keep an eye on on what goes out, what what's you know propaganda or whatever or what's taught in schools you know but it's even more significant than that because it comes down to the very very minute pieces of information that we see in every walk of life you know prior to black people having their freedom when they were slaves history or the history of black people was not being written by black people therefore it was always seen through white eyes which often explained justified or excused or dismissed or didn't even mention many of the abhorrent things that happened so it's hugely significant. 
Um, I suppose you can have bring out two books. You know, uh, I mean, there's loads of books, isn't there? I've brought one out. If if I can get one out, bring let 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 the losers bring one out. Is what I mean. Just let everyone have a book, and then you decide. You know, let people decide which one they want to read. Um, I think they did it with some story where it was like you decide the end. Okay. <laughs> that, that was largely a pointless exercise, wasn't it? He's got no idea. Carl, do you believe that the future is fixed? Do you believe that your life unfolds as a matter of destiny? I've heard something about this where there's some system that it is laid out for you. And well. even if, if you want, say if I wanted chicken for my tea, mm. um, I really fancy having chicken. But when I get to the supermarket, the fellow goes, we haven't got any chicken, you're having beef. They say that that was already laid out for you, and that day you were having beef. No matter what happened... Fatalism. There's a, there's a, there's a, a slightly more attractive um, theory uh, uh, called determinism, where um, they say it's well, not that's so much... if you want chicken, you'd, you'd go to the next supermarket and you'd go, well, I'm going to find it. It doesn't mean, no, no, yeah, it doesn't mean you're determined in that sense, like you've got a... You're definitely going to have chicken tonight. <laughs> it means that it was determined, as in predetermined. Um, uh, but all, all determinism basically says is that, you know, it's not whether you can, you know, choose... It's whether you can choose your choice, because it's you know it's to do with brain states, and we think we you know, we have the illusion of free will, because you go oh I have a drink oh a fancy coke, but something in you happened that meant you wanted coke. Well, this is weird, right? Because do you know how I've been in hospital having me kidney stones done and what have you? Uh, well, as they do in hospitals. And this is why I don't like going in them. Did I just try and explain determinism to Carl Pilkington? Yeah, what I the didn't fuck want to stop I you, but... I mean, what, no, what what am I thinking? It just made you look you look more of an idiot than I him. know, exactly. Yeah, I feel stupid. Yeah. But I'm, I'm in hospital, right? And like I've said to you, the annoying thing is when you're in hospital, they didn't just have a play about with the kidney. Whilst they're there, they're fiddling about with other bits, right? And they're like, oh, let's have a That's libelous. Uh, no, no, but it, that's what they do. Whilst you're in, let's have a, you know, prod about. They took some blood, right, and they said to us, uh, they said, now the weird thing is, these kidney stones you had, it was probably caused by too much calcium, right? That's what they are. They're a calcium build-up where you're not flushing it out, and so it's... Yeah. Now, the weird thing is there, I don't like having cornflakes. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, what you were just saying there is your mind or whatever, I've asked you before, I don't know what's in charge, but... Say like <laughs> You don't, do you? Say, like, when I get up in the morning, normally Suzanne will have some Rice Krispies. And she's mm. like, do you want some? Right? Just yeah. have some. And I'm like, no. Now, that isn't me saying no. That's the calcium. That's my body going, I don't need any milk. Don't give me milk. I'll have a crumpet. <laughs> now, bear in mind, Rick, that in the space of three minutes, we've gone from your definition of determinism to him having a lovely crumpet for breakfast. <laughs> There's no one else in the world you can have a conversation with where you can make that distance no, that, but, but, that but, quickly. But it is interesting how, how my body... Have you ever had it, right? Sometimes I can go but ages. no, your body lied to you. Because your body said, you don't need water, you don't need water, you don't need water. No. Oh, yeah. It, like today, before I left, Suzanne said, what do you want? Straight away, I said, I need some leaks. Now, <laughs> what, what, whatever <laughs> I've... That operation I've had has obviously taken out whatever leaks give me. I'm lacking on that. 
<laughs> See, I think I think he probably has it more than the rest of us because he. I think he uses his subconscious more than us. We think about stuff. He is like the leech yeah. that is going on chemical memory. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That jingle there signifying, of course, once again, another reading from the Diary of Carl Pilkington. Now, of course, for those of you who have not been keeping abreast of Carl's medical complaints, um, just bring us up to speed, Carl. You had to go into hospital this week because previously you'd had I've been treatment. in and out, honestly. I've been yeah. in and out of that hospital just with uh, kidney problems, um, really painful and what have you. And, uh, yeah, he had kidney stones, all right. No, no, but seriously. Monday. Had a bit of a lion today because I have to get up early for me operation tomorrow. Not only have I got to have tubes shoved up me knob, but I also have to get up at 5.50. Suzanne said I could have what I want for my last dinner. It's not your last dinner, you're going for an operation. Yeah, but you, you, you can't take things for granted these days. Oh, for I had shepherd's pie and peas. Suzanne made it from scratch. As nice as it was, it was annoying. Because making stuff from scratch means loads of pots and it's my job to do the washing up. So much as the food was nice, there was loads of pans and that. People who get their last dinner on death row don't have to wash up. Got up at 5.55. You were supposed to be getting up at 5.50 on the other page. You were yeah. five minutes late getting up. He's often late. Often late. No, just because I, I needed to have water. Before six o'clock, they said, don't have anything after six. Well, get up at 5.50 then, like you were planned to. Don't you have five minutes, minutes sleeping. Don't take ten minutes to have water, though, does it? Well, why did you say 5.50 in the first place? Because time? then it tricks me head, doesn't it? Going, oh, I had an extra five minutes. Tricks me head. Because then it tricks me head. <laughs> it. Got to the hospital and had to wait in the waiting room. There was another nine people in there waiting to be sorted. I got called in. They sat me on a bed and took all my details down. Five minutes later, I'd been knocked out. I got woke up when they were ripping a pipe out of my throat. I felt more rough this time. The doctor came to see me and said he couldn't find a stone, so I must have passed it. I said, are you sure? He said, yeah, we filled your kidney with water and expanded it and there was no hiding place. I sat in the recovery room for an hour while they found me a bed. One of the fellows who was sat in the room with me this morning got wheeled in. They couldn't wake him up. All the nurses were laughing because he didn't want to wake up. I bet they were laughing at me when I was in the theatre. Someone told me they totally strip you when they're operating. I would have looked like the alien on the Boswell incident. <laughs> Boswell! <laughs> it's quite a nice analogy if it weren't for the fact that you said Boswell. <laughs> it's, it's the Roswell incident. Didn't sleep much through the night because there was a 60-year-old fella shouting at the nurse about his pillows. I don't think I slept through a full hour with one thing or another going on. My bed was next to the toilet so I kept hearing the flush. How do they sleep in hospitals though? They wake you up to give you fucking sleeping pills and things, don't they? How do you sleep? In there. It's, it's always hot. It's always like 90 degrees. There's no air. Is that to make you drink water? I don't, I don't know what it is. There's no air. There's, there was an old fella across from me who kept breaking wind. He didn't even try and cover it. He <laughs> was just of that age where he didn't care. Just like, that's what I do. I'm in the hospital. Leave me alone. <laughs> what do you mean? Just, I, I don't know what was wrong with him. He's, uh, I talked to him because at first I felt sorry for him. I was a little bit like, you know, he's, he's had no visitors. Uh, no one's calling him up, so I'll talk to him. But then he got that familiar with me that he'd just be doing it whilst I'm chatting to him. Just like, he's my granddad or something. It's just like, oh, that's what he does. It's like, well, I'm ill as well. Stop doing that. <laughs> Honestly, unbelievable. He didn't even try and cover it with a cough. It was just like, that's... <laughs> with a cough! How would you cover it with a cough? Just non-stop. 
got home and sat down. My pains are coming back, but the doctor said this would happen and that my insides are still in shock, so I need to take it easy. It's nine o'clock. I'm in agony. I can't do the diary for the rest of the day. Jesus. So you may as well just tell us then what happened. Right, well, yeah, after that, uh, went back in. Um, Suzanne just got frustrated with me because I was rolling about on the floor and she was trying to watch Arthur, right? <laughs> uh, so that was on the other night. Uh, Arthur and, was uh, with your lodger. So, um... And she said, look, if you're in pain, do something. She said, you know... You went and got a cold plate. Yeah. No, use an ashtray. Plates are for liver damage. <laughs> she said, right, come on. Let's, uh, I can't put up with this. It was like two o'clock in the morning. So we, we left the flat and what have you. Uh, got in a taxi. Um, he filled up on the way, which was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. That is cheeky. That, that really, I mean, he could On the way to the pain. hospital. So, uh, Cause you're always not an ambulance driver. Did you explain that to where you no, were going I, I was in that sort of thing where you just can't be bothered, do you know what I mean? I was oh, in a sweat and stuff. He came back with a scratch card and some barbecue <laughs> briquettes. <yeah. laughs> so anyway, he gets us there and he doesn't charge us, which is pretty decent, obviously. Oh, that's all right, yeah. Um, so I go in and he's like, I don't know if you've been in like A&E at like, Green, you know, half two in the morning, oh. it's just depressing. Fluorescent light doesn't help because it makes everyone look iller than they actually are. So, uh, in there, there was, uh, a woman who was just sat there crying. She wasn't holding onto any part of her body. She was just sat there whinging. And when you're feeling bad, you've got that going on. So you just want to tell her to shut up. <laughs> there was a fella who was, like, moped over in a wheelchair that someone had just chucked in. Moped over? <laughs> it looked like somebody had just sort of found him and wheeled him in. Nurse? Who's the guy moped over? <laughs> so this, this gay fella came through. And, How did uh, you know he was gay? Um... Just the way he was. I'm not having a go. He was a, he was a good fella. Do you know what I mean? A He's, doctor, you mean? No, he was like a, he was a nurse. Right. And he, he came through and just sort of went, oh, how are you? And I was like, oh, I've had better days. So he, he got As me you mentioned in the diary, I remember the first time when I came here, they said the nurse might put a tablet up my arse. I thought the chances of that happening had just increased. <laughs> oh, God! Yeah, but I, I would have let him do it, honestly. I was that sort of out of it. That of course you'd let him do it. He's a qualified nurse. No, but the way I am now, say if it was just a tablet for sorting out my blood pressure, mm. and I walked in there and he went, oh, hello, and he said, yeah, let's pop that, I'd go hang on a minute. <laughs> but, but what I mean is, that night, I, I would have just let him put three up, honestly. <laughs> it's just weird, isn't it, how your body just goes, let him get on with it, and you let you trust anyone, don't you, when when you're in that much pain and you need And a, they're a qualified nurse, yes. Mm. They uh, in, gave me some morphine, and we sort of head caved in again like last time. And then the pain went. But anyway, um, just turns out that I, I'd had a load of, like, blood clots in the bit from my kidney to my bladder, and that was acting as a sort of a stone again. No, it's just, so it's just what... a scab, isn't it, where it's curing it? So. No, but all the work, when they blew up the kidney, they blew up the kidney four times its normal size, so there was no hiding place for the stone. Yeah. So when they did that, it caused a lot of blood. It must have ripped the sides of it and stuff. And then that blood was in the kidney, and it went down the pipe and blocked it up a little bit. And that's the pain that I had. It was sort of had problems getting through all this thick blood that they caused. So uh, the weirdest thing that happened when I was in there, right? Uh, the the morning like after I'd had the morphine and what have you, right? I slept pretty well, but I woke up and the you have like a telly for your own bed that you that you're allowed to use if you pay for it, right? So so the glow from that woke me up because they come on at about ten past seven, and the telly's in front of your head. Right. <laughs> so you're getting this glow and you're going, oh, what's that now? And uh, I looked at it and all it had on, written on it is 
uh, Carl, uh, received bad news about your father. Right? And yeah. I was like, is this what they do now? Because it's such a big hospital that they just text your <laughs> sort of news to your bed. And I, I was kind of like, what's, like I say, it was early, it was ten past seven or whatever. Thinking, what's, what's going on? I, I didn't have my mobile. Suzanne took that. And I was looking at it, I read it again, I thought, Does, it might come up with more, like, what's up with him? <laughs> Turns out it was just a review for Neighbours. It just tells you... <laughs> It tells you what's on the telly that day. And there's some fella in Neighbours who's called Carl whose dad went bad. So that sort of woke me up a bit. I had a bit of a shock then. It was kind of like, so I was wide awake at like quarter past seven in the morning because my heart went a bit fast because I thought something had happened to me dad. Carl, of course, has written a poem about the experience entitled My Ward. All I've done here, I've been through a, you know, I don't know what the word is, a bad experience. Trauma. A trauma, yeah, I've been through a load of trauma. Mm. So I'm just finishing it off with a little sort of picture for people. Go on then. In my ward. It's called my ward. Me, a Chinese fella and an old bloke who looked like Mr Burns from The Simpsons. Don't know what was wrong with him, but breaking wind was the symptoms. No one visited him or called him. He seemed quite lost to me. As well as wind problems, he had a colostomy. Bang. When I left, I said, see you to the old man. Turned out the other fellow wasn't Chinese. He was from Japan. <laughs> I never found out what was up with him. <laughs> You've got a little picture there, haven't you, of me sat in my ward. I'm sat there with that fella who I didn't talk to. The old fellow who had wind problems. And that's what a poem is, isn't it? But the detail about you thought he was Chinese and he turned out to be Japanese, how is that evocative? That's just a piece of misinformation. It's just I like, like it. I imagine a lot of people make. I like same it because you know why. It's like he even makes digressions within his poem. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like he could have gone back and erased that, but he didn't. He left. He left that digression in, and I think that's that's great. It's pretty honest. Yeah. So you know you've done quite quite a few bits there from the diary, right? The other week you were saying a diary to sort of be famous and what have you. It's got to have. A big event in it. That's a big event in my life, right? Mm. Peeps did a diary that had big events in it. You said about the fire on Pudding Lane. I've had a kidney stone here. You write about puddings you've had. So is that now, is that as big as, is, is that a proper diary thing? It's but, a proper diary anyway. I think personally, the five or six pages you've written about your ill health are genuinely interesting. And I'm sure, in years to come, people, it will be an interesting evocation of the NHS, this modern age, and how it is, what it's uh, like to be in hospital. What are the diaries out there? Well, a lot of them are fictional, of course, Bridget Jones and the like. There are lots of memoirs, but, but to publish I don't a whole diary, why. I mean, you can well, get... Well, the, the two most famous diaries, I'd have thought, was Peeps and Anne Frank. But yeah. Kenneth Williams' diaries were published after his death. Many uh, celebrity diaries have been published. Alec Guinness, people like that. And is that just their last year... Or did they do it when they were doing a lot? Because oh, if yeah. they're old and sort of not working well, a diary doesn't isn't that good. Well, often the the moments you know prior to their passing are some of the most interesting. You see their their final thoughts and final days. Yeah, but are they just you say different things when you're ill. When I was on that table about to go under, and you're thinking this might be it, different thoughts on the world. Do you know what I mean? Different priorities. Such the most profound thing that you thought that you know it was because of your illness. Um. 
just as I went under, the last thing I said to this woman was, oh, you look different with that on. And, <laughs> and <laughs> Oh, you look different with a hat on? Yeah, it was a woman who gave me the injection, and she'd been round to the bed beforehand, sort of saying, right, you're allergic to this, can you eat strawberries? And I was a bit like, why are you asking me that? And she went, well, no, a lot of people are allergic to strawberries. And I was saying, but is there any trace of strawberries in the stuff? And she's like, no, it's just that a lot of people are. And I said, well, no, I, I eat them. And then she's like, what about fish? And I said, I like some, but I haven't had them all. And, uh, <laughs> and then she turned to Suzanne at that point and said, do you know of anything you can't eat? She sort like of said- a, like, like turning to the mother. Yeah. When the child can't answer. And, but she, she was, this was this woman and she didn't have a hat on or anything. And then when I went down there, I didn't realise it was the same woman until I was lying there and she started to inject me. And I just said, oh, you look different with that on. And then I went out and, uh, and I, when I woke up, um, the woman sort of came round and just sort of said, oh, it's weird that, that, that was the last thing, like you said. And, uh, that made me think that could have been my last, you know, like fight them on the beaches or whatever. Uh, <laughs> that could have been my little thing. You look different with a hat on, Carl Pilkington. <laughs> oh, God. In its own way, it is quite wise. People do look different with hats on. I, I think his last words would be something like, can this kill you? Yeah. Suzanne, can you drink bleach? <laughs> so that's it. That's the end of this series, the third series of the Ricky Gervais show. Um, we'll have to give it a rest for a while, won't we? Oh, I'm exhausted. Um, thank you, everyone who uh, um, bought the series. Uh, uh, all 24 episodes we've ever done are available on iTunes. So, um, uh, yeah, if you haven't heard them, well, maybe we should do a free one now and again over the coming years. Should we retire from podcasting and audiobooks? Yeah. We've made our point, haven't we? I think we've made the point, yeah. I mean, you always leave them wanting more. And let's be honest, we passed that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, we may as well stop now as good a time as any. So, for, so let, let's say, let's never say never, but for quite a while, um, it's goodbye from me, Ricky Gervais, Steve Merchant. Goodbye. And Carl Pilkington. All right. Oh, chimpanzee that monkey news, you little brown-headed. Right, years ago, uh, people only drank water didn't they how long ago are we talking uh going back a bit okay um and it was just the norm everybody was happy with that it was kind of like you know what you're thirsty you have some water it was just what you did um, well, and it was no. more of well no not only water no it was it was kind of like well, they drank uh, milk at birth didn't they yeah as a baby mm. but then you don't you don't have that when you're older what i mean is there's more now as we've discussed there's more of everything so i thought there was fruit juices in yeah, but what, I mean, when people were thirsty, mm. it was, it was like, well, have water. They didn't go, oh, what do you want? Do you want this? Do you want that? I'm, I'm just saying yeah. they had it for a purpose as opposed to uh, something on the, on, for the taste buds. Right? Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so this, this town, right, uh, it was in the middle of nowhere somewhere. Yeah. Um, it's the, um, it's the detail that makes the story, yeah. isn't it? The, the, the pinpoint accuracy of, uh, so it was a while ago and it was in a town somewhere. Brilliant. In the middle of nowhere. And what, what used to happen is barrels used to appear 
Right, these sort of, uh, do you know like how they have um, wooden barrels, that beer and that comes in? Right. Yeah. One of those used to just be in this village and everyone who lived there uh, was used to this sort of drink that used to crop up, right? Well, because they were used to it, they didn't question it, it was kind of like, yeah, it's what happens if you live here. Sorry, so I don't understand, so what's in the barrel? It's a barrel in the town square. Well, it's this drink. Right? And it's, so it's not water? It's not water. It's a mysterious it's, it's, other uh, drink. Well, it, it, I'll tell you now, it's, it's like a fruit drink. Okay. And back then, I mean, I, I speak to my mum and she didn't have a banana so she met me dad. And they were made up of fruit. Sorry, is that sort of a euphemism? I don't know what that means. No, but what, what, <laughs> yes. I, mean, what I mean is- Was that is, he came a-calling with a banana. <laughs> no. With a bunch of bananas and said some, uh, said some flowers. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, uh, it was like a fruit drink and for years and years people didn't drink fruit, it was an eating thing. Do you what? know what I mean? It, it was, was an eating thing. thing. It, it was an eating. eating. Yeah, what, it, was, it was, it was, you're thirsty, have some water, what, you're hungry, have a banana, have an orange, sure, but the idea of combining the two, crazy. They never used them in that way, so anyway. So a mysterious fruit-based drink is turning up mysteriously in this town, for years no one questions it, no one thinks, they yeah, just, just think Yeah, just fruit's in that area, I'm sure like- in Here the come the lilt man, No, but, but in the same way that in Scotland they'll have, um, fried Mars bars and that, yeah. and they don't bat an eyelid at that. Yet when we go there, well, no, they go, well, they, well, they don't. They didn't appear mysterious. <laughs> they, they didn't just appear go, one day. I assume they go to the newsagents and take it home and pop it in some batter. I yeah, don't, I, but what I'm saying is they mm. don't think anything's odd about that. But as time goes on, people have started travelling more, haven't they? Ooh. And uh, you have visitors sort of came in to the to the town, to the town. and uh, mm. they were saying, "Oh, I'm a bit thirsty. Have you got any water?" Yeah, and they were like, I "Don't have water. Mm. Have uh, have some of that in that barrel." And they were mm. like, "What's that?" And they were like, oh, it's a drink. So they had it. And it was really like refreshing. Cool. And they were like, "What is this?" And they said, "Don't really know. It just crops up." <laughs> of course they did. No, it's what. Uh, no, it's what you get if you live here. It's part of living here. Right. So they were like, "Brilliant! Do you sell this?" And no, they don't just sell it. We don't even know where it comes from. Just have some whilst you're here. We don't even know where it comes from. No. So the bollocks. thing is, this this helped the uh, the town out. That's before the monkey appears. This shit. <laughs> yeah. So all these people are enjoying the drink. Mm. Word gets out, and yeah. it went on for a couple of years, but. They say it travels fast, doesn't it? If it's yeah. good, if it's good news, it travels. If it's good news or bad news, it travels fast. Yeah. Mm. So but, news uh, travels fast. Yeah, just news. Yeah, news does. So um, mm. anyway, so some fucking business, monkey news doesn't. This is taking half an hour. So some big business fella oh. who was on holiday oh. in any it, specifics. He was from <laughs> uh, Chicago, right? Oh, and he, he flew. How tall was he? Hold on, though. So this is after Chicago was founded. Oh right. uh, yeah, Chicago was knocking about. Oh, they had loads of drinks then. Yeah, they had al coffee, no, tea, coffee, yeah. tea, alcohol. Yeah, they had every drink under the sun. Yeah, but not like every a, drink under the sun. Not like, Apple juice, grape no, juice, no, ciders, didn't. wines. Every just yeah. So, so he, he came. Oh, in. Oh, Chicago was founded. He, then, ca uh, he came. Yeah, in probably nineteenth century. Oh, there's loads of shit about. And he was saying this drink you've got here, so it's good stuff, you know. Mm. Who's is it? And they said, well. It just appears and what have you, and he said, well, that's a bit odd. Mm. So anyway, he, he got a bit annoyed with it, because he wanted to take it back with him to Chicago, he yeah. knew there was an, an audience for this. Well, yeah, because they got bored of tea, coffee, coffee all the other drinks, all the other drinks and that, yeah. So he, uh, he waited Mead. at night. He'd been around for years. Waited at night, waited behind a truck. Mm. <laughs> a, truck. <laughs> a truck. Also, it's, uh, so we're in a motorised age. Also, so, uh, at least 1890, <laughs> something I'd have thought. Uh, and he saw this, uh, little fella, uh, bring the barrel out. How little was the fella? It's hard to tell in the dark, and they were quite far away, and the barrels, you know, it's, I mean, it's, tricky. it's hard it's to tricky. work out. Yeah. He uh, was short, his arms were long. So, um, so they followed him in, right, and, uh, saw what was going on. Okay. Like, how it was being made. Mm. 
And uh, and they said, you know what, we we can have a go at making this ourselves. And what happened in the end, they, they tried to imitate it in Chicago. Mm. Uh, there was a orangey tang, right? It was made by an orangutan, wasn't it? And, uh, you know, grapefruit juice. Mm. They had, like, ape fruit juice that, that they, they were good at crushing the fruit with the feet and what have you. And that's that's how them two... So it was great ape fruit drink. Yeah. Which probably got abbreviated over time. Ape fruit, fruit, and ape fruit juice. No, no, it was great ape fruit drink, because it, it tasted great. That is a load of shit, Carl. That is why we stopped doing it.